and you know, being here. All right, so, all right. I was thinking about <laughs> something. What were we thinking about, bro? I was thinking about what's going on in the earth. Stormers? What's happening nah. in our minds? <laughs> How dare you, bro? <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> Holy shit. Best theme song Ready? in the fucking world. <laughs> uh, you think so? Welcome. Nah, not at all. <laughs> okay. Like top 7,000. Okay. Top 7,000. I'd put it top two. Top two? What's, it's not number two. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. The only one I know is Joe Rogan's. <laughs> That's the only one I know. And ours. <laughs> and we're number two. Hey, hello. Uh, you know. Hello. Now that we're now that we're actually starting the episode, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna come out and say it. What's up, Frankie? Yep. I think I have an addiction. What's your addiction? I'm highly addicted mm-hmm. to getting high. So you're addicted. That's why I said high. <laughs> and what what's the what are the tragedies that come with this addiction? I am constantly hungry. Okay. I sleep too much. Okay. I constantly have glossier red eyes. Okay. I sometimes will respond slower to people. Yeah. Or just move slower. Mm, like a sloth, which is a sin. And yeah, it's a big sin. Sloths are the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, but most importantly, it just isolates me. Damn, it's deep. Like I just, you know, I I feel like whenever whenever I smoke, I just mm-hmm. get just get separated from the world and i'm just kind of like finally in the go way hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so then we're good <laughs> so we're good bro fuck out of here but i think i'm addicted to oh yeah which yeah. you did think addicted to well what am i addicted to i think i'm addicted to granola bars oh yeah which yeah. ones nature valley no the ones that um the ones that make you feel funny you know? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about those, uh, you know, the erect bars? No, no. Those are just for Tuesday nights. You know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, um. You really, really got to stay up there for pool. <laughs> I'm a fucking division champion, by the way. I fucking won a fucking trophy, man. It feels so good <laughs> to win a trophy. If you <laughs> didn't catch the last episode. <laughs> Motherfucker, call me a champion for the rest of 2023. No one called Frankie yeah, a champion. I'm not only an addict, but I'm a fucking poor champion, motherfucker. He's addicted to being called a champion. That's what I'm saying. My ego is fed, bro. So whenever you hit me up, refer to me as champion. Or, or else I won't respond. Uh, unless you're my employer. Then I guess I have to respond. <laughs> you know who also um, thinks they're a champion? Who? I know I'm a champion. I don't think I'm a champion. You know, I'm, I'm technically a champion. You're, okay, you're okay. sitting in the You, you know who else is also greatness. a champion? Who? My nephew, who I call champ. Respectfully, fuck that kid. <laughs> Respectfully. He can probably beat you at pool. I'll smack the shit out of him. <laughs> I don't care if he beats me at pool. I'll smack the shit out of him, bro. Respectfully, though. Respect- Why is that always your response? I'll smack the shit out of this person. It's, I'll smack the shit out of this so person. It's so satisfying to say, bro. Like, yo, yeah, the hey, Frankie, what's up? I'll smack the I'll shit smack out, the out of you. Cause you, you never rebound from a smack. You could be the toughest man in the world. You could be Bobby Lashley. You could be the Undertaker. You could be Trump. If somebody slaps the shit out of you, you are in this limbo of you know of a lesser person. You know, <laughs> lesser man mostly. Because if you slap the shit out of a woman, like they deserve it. No, I'm kidding. But it's just you know, it, it just anybody that gets the shit slapped out of them, you lose ten points. And so you ever seen those uh, slap ten comp- points <laughs> of life? <laughs> you ever seen those slap competitions? 
Yeah. Bro, those shits are crazy. But see, they're warranted slaps. That's so that's not slapping the shit out of somebody. That's just slapping somebody competitively, which kind of, <laughs> you know, decreases the effectiveness, you know? But if you're mid conversation and you're talking mad shit, and yeah, your mom's a bitch, and this bitch is a hoe, and then like it's just everything you ever amounted to. 10 points <laughs> decreased by 10 points and it's it's the truth of life <laughs> yeah man and your rank goes down and as a person you just matter less you know you know i um <laughs> i was fucking what was it i had it on the tip of my tongue i was slapping the shit out this hoe <laughs> we were playing uh D um okay. a couple of years ago yeah. and uh chino um mm. shout out to chino he uh his character he it was his turn yeah and he was like he, he was a wizard mm-hmm. so he was like oh i'm gonna use like this lightning uh this thunder slap or something like that <laughs> a thunder slap bro that's yeah like funny that was shit. like the name of the movie yeah, it was yeah, called yeah. like the thunder slap or something like that <laughs> some dainty and, slap <laughs> and so chino like he's like you know playing yeah. D D, you get into it you sort of re like yeah oh and it's doing. a board game I'm a, I'm a dickhead i'm here thinking it's a fucking like computer oh, yeah. game. All right, no board game i'm gonna thunder slap you <laughs> yeah so like chino is just kind of like uh doing his wizard voice he's like and yeah. i'll thunder slap this <laughs> bitch in the face and so he rolls yeah. and he doesn't roll high enough. Damn, so he misses. Damn. But he uses yeah. one of his inspiration points that he earned okay. earlier to roll again. Okay. And he gets it on the second roll. Nice. So he was like, so I might have missed the first <laughs> slap, but I come in for the bitch slap. Yeah, and man. just fucking gets the fucking Slaps dude the and shit. just kills him. I was like, when you nice. die in D&D, you're dead forever. Uh, you get to respawn at the nice. next adventure. You got to roll, though. Oh uh, yeah, I never played D and don't know if anybody's interested in this, but they play Dungeons and Dragons in Greenpoint at Action City Comics. I think every oh, Tuesday really? night. Yeah, every Tuesday oh, wow. night. Yeah, you should do. Um, they have like you, it's very small fee. Like they even like they stress that on the Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, every time I pass by, I think the comic book store is open. But you look in and there's like four or five tables. <laughs> By the way, Javi got a flannel cozy, and it's so fucking funny, bro. <laughs> Shout out to my podcast, bro, Frankie. You guys can see in the camera. Yeah, we'll put it up on the social. <laughs> but you know, I like I like it so much because I can hold it by the by the arm. By the by the little uh, what's it called heated elbow because it's no flannel. Yeah, it's like it's it. I feel like I'm holding a mug at this point. <laughs> But I'm drinking beer. Yeah, it's man. awesome. So yeah, so bring your flannel beer cozies to Action City Comics on Tuesdays. Mention us, you get no discount, but maybe they'll let us shoot in there one of these days. And yeah, it's Dungeons and Dragons. I'm pretty sure, if not that, it's another board game, but I'm like 99% sure. If not, you can slap me. You can <laughs> slap the shit out of me. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, if we if, if this podcast really blows up one yeah. day and stuff... Mm. I'm like, even if, even if you're not a part of it, we're yeah. starting a D and D like oh, uh, I'm, I'm with uh, campaign, like <laughs> as, as a sideshow, like this, this will be the D and D show. All right, cool. Earth mine and D and D. Cause like, mm-hmm. you know, there are D and D podcasts out there. hundred percent. Right? So you think, you think they just audio play and you can just follow the adventure through the audio. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. That's cause awesome. like, you know, D and D is, is very bare bones mm-hmm. as, of a game. Like yeah, you don't really you have, need much. Yeah. All mm-hmm. you have is like your sheet of information about you, your dice yeah, yeah. and your imagination. And you make up everything. Yeah. Nice. So I'm going to be a, uh, if I was to make a character, I would be made up of 10 fists. <laughs> but, my, but my biggest power would be to kick. <laughs> 10 points <laughs> it just but, it wouldn't even know, affect anything I would just yell 10 points <laughs> and this and my, my ability is to win over, I, um, over bro our friends and I uh, we uh, we did a My Hero yeah. RP 
uh, which is like a based off the show and everything. Yeah. Um, that's pretty fucking dope. And so my character that I created for this, uh, RP, Mm. um, what was his name? Uh, I don't know, bro. I, I forget the name that I made up for this dude. Uh, basically, um, his quirk, because that's yeah. what uh, abilities are called in My Hero. Quirks. They're called quirks. Okay. Uh, my character's quirk was that he could um, use the iron in his blood to yeah. make physical objects. Out of his hand and some shit like that, right? Just anywhere from his body. That's crazy, bro. Um, so... Like, I just I, think like, you're clapping cheeks and then just iron ability. <laughs> <laughs> Ten points. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I thought about. <laughs> but I thought it was yeah. just like a really like I came up with all these moves for mm. myself and stuff like that. Like my character wears a heat suit uh-huh. um, because um, he needs to be constantly uh, heated because like when you lose iron in your blood, you get cold. Oh, OK. So I, I really thought it out. That's what like, anemic people are, right? Yeah. I really thought it out. You could also, that's pretty smart, actually. You could also cook if you had that ability. You could just create a cast iron skillet and just chill. True. <laughs> Entirely just, true. What were you making eggs on? Myself? I, I, I remember I once made a chair for someone. Like, there there was, um, there was like, there was a moment where we found someone that just got attacked or something. And they were like, oh, man, I'm, I'm so beat up. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. I just want to take a seat. And so I was like, all right, I make a chair for her. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> and I made, I made like a stool for her. Nice, nice. And I got like points for that. I was like, nice. Ten, ten points? <laughs> one point. All right. That's, you know, one you tenth know. of ten points. But who's I, counting? You know, I'll, I'll get to ten points one day, Frankie. Don't worry. Nice. Don't worry. I got to try playing one day. I just feel like my mind's so ridiculous. So I feel like I would just make up some stupid <laughs> shit and it would just be aggravating for everybody, you know. <laughs> Dude, D&D is awesome. Yeah. We definitely got to yeah. do it one well, day Maybe one sure. day we go to Action City Comics. We'll just All do right. that shit. Yeah, yeah. I'll check it out. I just got to learn how to play first, if anything. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say. But I know we probably have more shit to say, but I have a little quick topics for you. Right oh, now. quickies. Yeah. Little quick topics. To quickies. The, uh, I, had, I have several, but some of them away for next week because some of them are very educational for like at home shit regarding like AOC, AC, like air conditioning or whatever. But I'm, I had it in my research. So Wait, so AOC or AC? Both. Oh. Yeah, right? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> All <Wait>. the letters. <laughs> Tune into next week. But the first one, I actually just seen the menu, right? Uh, Did you watch the movie? Not yet. So... I think altogether, you know, not to go too much into like a review of it, but just in a short gist, I think it's a good movie. I think it's a fun, good movie. Um, I definitely wanted to watch it since the trailer came out, mm-hmm. right? And so watching it the other day, I watched it at home. I wanted to watch it in the theaters, but I was tired as fuck. It's finally at HBO Max. And not that bad. Not that bad. Nice. I think I think you either love it or hate it, but regardless, it's a good movie that doesn't really have any faults aside from, you know, like if you're picky, mm-hmm. right? kind of like food. But I don't like food. Oh, well, that sucks for you, man. Go watch the the chairs. I outside. watch PBS. PBS? Mm-hmm. Peanut butter and sandals. Bitch sandwich. I'll slap the shit on you. <laughs> 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 That's what I got to say. <laughs> no, but um, so I got into this conversation talking to people who like because I was uh, lately I've been talking to people who cook like crazy, right? Like uh, cooks and like chefs and whatever. Maybe like two. <laughs> but uh also so many. <laughs> Plural. And one of the biggest things that I was reminded of was like, you know, making food, right? And chefs, there's this big attachment to, you know, cultural food. And obvi- that's obvious, right? So mm-hmm. if you're Chinese and you make Chinese food, like real tradition, like Chinese food, like it's like, you know, like, oh, wow, that shit must be so good, you know? Uh, if you're Dominican, you make that good Dominican food, you know, that shit's so good. And then I thought about it. There was a big controversy in the past with 
white chefs becoming like the best at making like Mexican food, mm. you know? And so there's a guy whose name is Rick Bayless. And apparently he's the master, quote, master of Mexican cuisine from Oklahoma. He's a white guy. And um, uh, I just pulled up his name real quick because he's what like set off this like thing in my mind. But then I wondered, I don't know how to feel about this, right? Because mm. I think, uh, you know, without even trying to jab at people, like I think a lot of people are sensitive today, you know, like, Oh, cultural appropriations. You know, you can't have dreadlocks if you're not black. Like, you can't make dumplings as a professional because you're, you know, stealing culture. And so I get that. I get that. But I think it's extreme sensitivity, you know. Um, But when I think about that, I don't I just don't know how to feel about that. Like, I don't have a set, you know, opinion on it, you know, because on one hand, of course, you know, you want the best Mexican chef to be Mexican. Right. Like, obviously. Or Dominican or, or Asian, Korean, mm, everything. Yeah, yeah. But if you, like, if if a white guy, let's not say does it better, but does it better, right? When it really all comes down to tastes, you know? And these are just certain opinions. You can't get the whole world's opinion at once. So obviously the, the people who are tasting the food are to be taken into consideration too. But I was, I'll elaborate more. But what are your thoughts off that gist? You know? Uh, I mean, you know, I would say like, it's not the most surprising thing, I guess, to hear that maybe mm-hmm. uh, a certain national or like ethnicity or something like that. Yeah, yeah. or ethnicity. Mm-hmm. I was almost going to say native. <laughs> I'm, Inuit. I'm Inuit, by the way. <laughs> so don't disrespect my people. Shout out to my Inuit fellows. <laughs> but I just feel like, you know, if if you are of said ethnicity and you mm-hmm. are a chef and you're making this food yeah. and someone of another ethnicity, like more specifically, maybe white. Yeah. Um, since a lot of these conversations tend to happen around white people. Yeah. The controversy is more so them than anything. Because mm-hmm. I, I told this to Beatrice. I was like, what if the best Indian chef was the best Korean cook? And then you're like, oh, but he's not Asian. But, like, but he is. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. So no. that that's why mm-hmm. I say more specifically like white, because that yeah. definitely seems where more the controversy or more the issues coming mm-hmm. from or stemming from. But I just feel like if anything, if I were a chef, I would just take that as a challenge. I'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, it's, that's, I like that. And, and I, like I would that. just kind of I would try to better myself as a chef. Yeah. Just kind of like better myself at what should be, you know my ethnic craft yeah yeah. like this should be like in a sense belong to our people and so Mm -hmm. you know if you're gonna own it just work harder like own it you i mean mean, that's a really good way to put it man because um because it's because the way i kind of try to look at it as because of course taste is so different than anything else but my only kind of analogy towards it was say mexico and i'm using mexico because i just see this guy in particular his name rick bayless i'm sure there's a bunch more but um I would say, like, say there's a product that's made in Mexico, right? A product you use to craft something or whatever, or like, you know, whatever. Say it's invented there and it's very, it's cherished greatly in that area, but then somebody from Ohio recreates it, right? And they make it better. Okay. You know? that's really unrealistic because nothing uh, good comes from Ohio. That's what I'm saying, you know, especially like, the people. They're all trash. Ohio is literally <laughs> the middle of nowhere. Okay, I think Dave like, Chappelle's from Ohio. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. <laughs> okay, one good thing came out of Ohio. <laughs> Brian Redband's from Ohio. I don't know who that is. He's a good, cool one <laughs> good thing came out of Ohio. Whoop the fucking do. Hey, that's crazy. Is it thing? That's wild, bro. Hey, you said it. <laughs> I did say it. Um, so... So in that sense, it wasn't really real because it's a it's like a product or a tool, right? So obviously, tools get improved all throughout. There's no real strong cultural attachment to it. But the way I kind of looked at it was this: was um, 
But first was the Asian thing. Like if an Indian guy makes Asian food, that's one thing, you know? Or like a Mexican makes Peruvian food the best and this and that. Like, you know, obviously people who are ignorant will be like, oh, he's Spanish anyway, this and that. But then... uh, Hispanic. Hispanic. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know you're a Spaniard. <laughs> you might be. <laughs> I, I, I do have some Spaniard in me. You're fucking 12% Spaniard, bro? You want me to tell you my ancestry? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> uh, well, I think I'm at point because I lost my fucking point. But, uh, but while, while you look it up, I'll say this. Uh, so Rick Bayless, uh, he actually... He got so famous for making Mexican food that in 2010... The Mexican president Felipe Calderon um, asked him to visit the White, the White House, and he got to make dinner for him. Okay. Oh wait, no! The president, a Mexican president, was asked to come to the White House, and Bayless made the dinner for him. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I'm about to say. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty crazy. And then it's just like, you know, because like obviously you want to see a Mexican person there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I get that. I get that. Like my mom's food is better than this Rick Bailey's food for sure. You know, <laughs> but that's a bias. You know, and how far do we take? Oh that yeah, bias? <laughs> well, did mom make it? I didn't think so. <laughs> Check me. Bitch, <laughs> and then you smack the shit on <laughs> what, what percentage are you? I bet you haven't pulled out. That's so fucking funny. So your stats? These are your stats. <laughs> hey, these are my stats, my guy. So you know, my number one, my top thing. I'm 23 percent Ecuadorian. Okay, it's crazy. Uh, indigenous Ecuador. Yeah. Next one is Spain at 16 <laughs> percent. Senegal at 8 percent. Yeah. Benin and Togo at 7 percent. Portugal Christ. at 7 percent. Ivory Coast and Ghana at 6 percent. Yeah. Colombia, Venezuela at six percent, Nigeria at five, Basque at five, Cameroon, Congo, and Western Bantu people at four. Yeah. Northern Italy at four, Ireland at three, Indigenous Haiti and Dominican Republic at two. What the fuck? Eastern Bantu people at one. Yeah. Northern Africa at one, Bengal and Southern Italy at one. That's why you don't watch the World Cup, bro, because you be cheering for every team. I was. <laughs> <laughs> you won the World Cup, <laughs> except this year with Argentina. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ, bro. Well, I'm Inuit and Mexican. <laughs> I didn't get a test or anything. I'm just assuming, you know, and I'm a little bit French. Oh, yeah? I'm a little French. My my ears are French. Um, your ears are French? My ears are French. Do they smell like baguettes? They do. In the morning. I would smell your ears, but that's probably mm-hmm. really weird. That's a little weird. That's a little weird. I'll, let, I'll collect uh, earwax, and that's the butter. You get me? Yeah, but that's not, that's not like the source. <laughs> I know that the source is inside me, like the my inner ear. <laughs> yeah, but you know? I don't want to smell the innards of your ear. I want to smell your ear. That's all you get, bro. I'm not letting you sniff my ear. That's a, that's I a think, salt. I think to make it not weird, okay. what we should do is that you should cut off your ear. I should Van Gogh it. Van Gogh it Van and just hand me your ear so that way I can just sniff it in my yeah, hand yeah. and be like. <laughs> and the French regrow our ears anyway, so you can just keep the ear. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. a scratch. It's like sniff. a snail. <laughs> Uh, French. Both, I see both said shit with S's. <laughs> 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 All right, so, 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 okay, look. So he's from Oklahoma, right? And again, I'm really not trying to target this Bayless guy. He's literally just the first person. This article's asked me to listen to a 22 minute article. I'm definitely not doing that. But let me just read these two things because it's a question and an answer. I don't know what's said, so stay tuned. Here he comes. So a guy named Pashman says, quote, there are also other Mexicans and Mexican-Americans who are like, screw this guy, Rick Bayless. So how do you feel when you get that kind of reaction to your work? Bayless says, fuck those bigs. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Imagine. That's the whole thing. I almost took you serious for a sec. When you said the fuck you part, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, he says, uh, quote, well, usually people who have that have had that, 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 that. 
That's what he said. Well, usually people who have that opinion on me don't want to have a conversation. Those people say it are usually very political and they have a mouthpiece and they just go around saying it. And everybody thinks, oh, lots of people must believe that. And honestly, I don't think they do. I know there have been a number of people out there that criticize me only, only because of my race, because I'm white. I can't do anything with Mexican food, but we have to stop and say, oh, wait, is that plain racism then? Whoa, whoa, let's chill the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, um, you can be racist towards white people. Yeah, no, for sure. And anybody thinks otherwise is retarded. I think so. For (laughs) real, honestly, I think you should reevaluate your whole things. Really look at the whole basic point in the picture. And just, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. And, you know and what I mean? And if you don't think so, just yeah. think just think to yeah. yourself, how many times have you laughed or made a mention or comment of like, yeah. of white kids always yeah. being like school mm-hmm. shooters and, and stuff or, like or that. Or saying like, oh, I fucking hate white people. Replace that term with any other race and, and see how the sentence sounds. And would you say that in public or to other people, you know? So just replace white with any other race and think about it. And just use that as a basis. And then you can be like, oh, no, these people can't be racist to this people. I don't know, man. And, and, and you know, so what he, his response. Sounds like you do know. <laughs> My coffee's black. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so for sure, I don't know if it's plain racism, but I think there's tones. I don't even think there's tones of racism. I just think that I think realistically, it's just a very biased way of looking at things and justifiably, you know, I think. Just in a maybe selfish way, Mexicans want to see Mexicans represented through their food only. So do Indian people, so do Koreans, so do this and that. I think I think there really is just a selfishness there. Those who are going hard and like criticizing and like say if they even protested the food, that's crazy. For me, I don't think a taco should cost $18 for just two. You know, nobody thinks they should be. And then I thought, you know, this is kind of a little separate, but then I was just, I was having a whole conversation about this. This is why I bring it up. It was juicy and then i was thinking like, I was a like, like a taco and i was thinking like all these you know, you know people on like you know people that sell food in the street anything or construction sites you know like whether it's arepas tacos you know jerk chicken anything you know don't get me started on arepas man. oh man those shits are slamming bro Oof. there's a place called caracas arepa bar something like that Oof. oh my god bro those shits were huge cheese everything and it was amazing and they closed down both locations damn I think you could order through DoorDash but it's fucking the best one of the best arepas you have I won't say the best because I don't know all the arepas shout out to White Maiz that's my arepa place White Maiz Bro- yeah Ooh. it's in uh, Brooklyn Carroll Gardens it's good yeah I'm gonna go good. there and be like this shit trash nah, nah shout out to White Maiz and so um, you know and obviously this would ruin a lot of food places because it wouldn't really work but uh, I think that these people that sell food on like, you know, little cards, like hot, not even hot, I'm talking about like, you know, real traditional food, mm-hmm. yeah. like they should charge more, you know, for their food because um, it's unrealistic, of course, because, you know, when you go to a fancy restaurant, you're not only paying for the food, but you're paying, paying for the ambiance, the, the service, the service. Yeah. Like, and, um, but you know, like I, I, when I worked at the dog cafe, the owner wanted to sell tamales for $8 a pop. And oh, I'm man. like, she's bugging the fuck out, you know, but it's a wealthy neighborhood. But I told her nobody would buy these shits because it's all white people around here, you know, and, and it's not that they don't like tamales. They don't know if they like tamales. They're just unfamiliar with them. You know, mm-hmm. like if you said, oh, here's a taco, they would pay that off the bat. And so um, that was just my thought. And it's kind of unrealistic, but it's just, you know, if you real, if you want real cultural food and you want real great Mexican food, you know, can't you take a traditional taco kind of shack looking place that looks like it's in Mexico that really isn't that expensively built 
and just perceive it as or you know represent it as like oh getting the real mexican experience like this is how it actually looks like in mexico rather than buying a flight you would buy a place that looks average like mexico and we charge you 30 dollars for three tacos because it's traditional imported you know Mm. and so that's kind of a a little like fantasy but you get what i'm trying to say like Yeah. yeah you know replicate what you would pay to visit and then you and you would pay because you know if you go to cancun they're going to charge you the same price but if you go to like take the um there's a place tequila but uh tijuana which is right over la and shit like that like they'll charge you cheap as fuck and you're actually technically in mexico you know what i mean so um yeah what do you think what do you think about that i just think that like I, it just kind of goes back to my original thoughts of just yeah. that, you know, in my shoes, I would just kind of be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take this as a challenge. I'm going to yeah. just get better just at be this better, yeah. and just that way it can belong to us. Yeah. Um, in terms of like places that try to sort of recreate that stuff. Yeah. I, um, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong uh, with like going to like you know uh, a mexican whitewash restaurant and getting tacos because like you know people aren't always gonna want that mexican experience or like that quote-unquote mexican experience and and then there's also quality of ingredients that increases the prices that's also a very real thing and and that's that's why i say that like Mm. you know for for these fancy restaurants versus like street vendors it comes down to Mm -hmm. the quality of it and things like that you can say that sure you that the street vendors can probably charge more because they're maybe dealing with more like the elements and being outside and all that shit but you could also say at the same time in this restaurant they're dealing with a lot more yeah and and, and just different ways and everything so you know it's a health department which is a big factor in restaurants as opposed to like a lot of people who sell on the streets and everything, you know. Yeah, um, like they, mm. you know, there is such thing as shady trucks yeah. and carts and stuff like that that you might not want to get your food from. Yeah, because but the food is fucking slamming. But you know, but still, like if you were to know, sometimes you would be maybe a little opposed to. That's it, why it was such a big deal when New York mm. started uh, putting um, health uh, letters on yeah. the carts and trucks and stuff. Yeah, which um, yeah, so yeah. that people could have a more informed decision yeah. of where they're gonna eat because yeah, that man. is important and yeah. just generally sort of trying to keep a standard is going to keep everyone to that standard or theoretically it should mm-hmm. what i will say is that a lot of people always mention that the asian restaurants with the lower grade have the best food like the seas and everything and sometimes it is the truth sometimes it really is just straight up nasty you know uh it really it really depends it really and it's all up to the ethics of the crew working there you know that really yeah. has a lot to do with everything because um you would hope for the best but you never know you mm-hmm. know um, my, my last thing that I thought was interesting that it isn't really part of this, but it's, uh, oh, by the way, this guy can speak Spanish and he traveled through Mexico. Okay. Okay. So that's just an extra no, 10 points. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, somebody told me this, they said, uh, the interesting thing about people that sell cheap food like that, whether it be in a store, like, you know, $1, 10 dumplings, you used to be able to do that. Or like, you know, actual $3 tacos, or if you're lucky, $2 tacos is that. You, you only see them selling there, but they're not getting paid by the hour. So when you think about all that prep work they do beforehand, if you were to work your job, you clock and you start getting paid immediately, right? By mm-hmm. the second, the minute, the hour. But when you look at all the prep work that comes from, like, you know, these people that sell in the train stations or on the carts or on the food trucks, they're doing so much pre, like, before that, 
and they're not getting paid, you know, from 6 a.m. to, you know, until they start selling. Like, there's no 15 Even if it was minimum wage, that would add up so crazy. Yeah. You know? That's and that, why was, that was a crazy point that I heard. That's mm-hmm. why I say that, like, mm-hmm. both scenarios deal with different situations. Yeah. Like, that. that's why I feel like they're not mm-hmm. very comparable. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're two different animals. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I will say, fucking, when I was in L.A., I had some of the best street oh, yeah. food I've ever 100%, 100%. had. I don't know if it was just because I was drunk, but, like, <laughs> dude, No, but they're known for some of the best. I mean, Mexican food for sure, but everything. There else was this, similar. like, there was, like, this fucking Mexican, like, stand thing mm-hmm. just outside of the bar that we were yeah. at, and it was so... Yeah, good when i go back to la i want to try more mexican food and i had a, like maybe a one or two restaurants and everything but i had this fucking milkshake boy that shit was crazy. <laughs> they have a lot of ice cream spots i'm assuming because it's so they have a lot of ice cream spots and donuts they have a that, lot of we shit noticed that about the donuts <laughs> we noticed what, that about the, the donuts fuck do they have so much donuts in there i don't know maybe it's like a you know a trademark thing in la but that's fucking mad funny but the, no. the milkshake <laughs> Now you know oh you know what we also God. noticed about about LA. I don't know if it's like this throughout all yeah. of Cali, but like yeah. people in LA are like, oh look at these guys. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> go to LA once. <laughs> but like there there are these uh shops, like these yeah. restaurants and stuff that'll mm. have like a number attached to it. Really? So there was this place that said like Troy's original burgers, number ten. <laughs> And it was like, what the fuck is what so, they're not? <laughs> yeah, it's like, is this the original or the tenth one? <laughs> like, that's funny. As there fuck. were like two other places like that, and we were like, yo, what the fuck is up with this, bro? I got a massage in LA, right? It was my happy girlfriend. ending. The, uh, the happiest of endings. Okay, I uh, know, but yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie, it got pretty intimate because, because uh, <laughs> you know, it was a good massage, and at the end of it, like she massaged my cheeks, right? Because I was naked and shit. You know what I mean? And um, she put my towel down. My cheeks were showing, like my ass straight in her face. You know, she might as well sniffed it. That's how close, you know, <laughs> she was. And then, like, she massaged near my asshole. It was a little odd, man. It was she, okay. didn't, she, she didn't, It was no insertion. That would have been stop that shit right there. But she massaged my cheeks, and I was like, "This is fucking weird." And <laughs> Beatrice is there too, getting massaged right next to me, and we just move on with our life. <laughs> Really weird. She she was literally feeling yeah. you up. She was feeling oh, literally. <laughs> Maybe it's some LA thing because it looks like a donut. <laughs> you know? I don't know, but I was it was a great massage though. Asian Who, massage. What show was it that uh yeah, porn? <laughs> now there was a show, I forget which show was it, no, where kidding. like there was a certain like racist know. character or something, or like slightly yeah. racist character. And they and they were like I don't know. And they were like, Oh, it was like, you know, masseuse, like those Asian girls, like they have such small hands. Oh, Feels man. so great. That sounds so familiar. I don't know. I don't know from what. <laughs> it though. sounds familiar, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> but yeah, LA is a cool place to go. You just need to drive everywhere. That's all the thing it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the traffic, was, you know. I'm so glad that I that we rented a car. I'm yeah, so man. glad that I just turned 25 yeah. before this trip, you or you wouldn't be. be able to rent the car. That's how it is, bro. Like that would have been a fucking foot is annoying. <laughs> yeah, bro. Well. Well, that, okay, but ultimately, my last take on that, which is not even a take, but the reason I like bringing that topic up so much is because it really is for those that cook. Like, you know, this topic between me, we're a consumer and stuff. This was for you, Sarah. <laughs> it's for you, Melanie. That's the homie. She actually is a cook. She's fucking mad talented, bro. Her food is slamming. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I just, uh, to me, I would love to begin this conversation between like a white chef and a, and a you know, a Mexican chef and just, just watch the fucking storm of opinions, you know, and then I'm like, both your food sucks. <laughs> but um but I think it's the mix the best. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but I, I really I would really like to see how many people have opinions on this because 
usually I have a lot of set opinions, you know, this and that. I'll op- always open a conversation. But this to me, I just, it's not that I don't care. I just don't have like, you know, I'm going to stay six feet away from that topic, but I'm going to still listen type shit. Like, I just like this topic. You yeah. know, like uh, the monkey, the puppet yeah. monkey with the side eyes. You're just kind of like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After starting it too. <laughs> and yeah, man. So that's, uh, that's my whole thing with that. You got anything to say on that, Lev? I mean, not really. Yeah. It's just kind of, you know, it's it's interesting to say the least. Like, I yeah. I don't have a super strong opinion for what, yeah. except for what I've already said. Just yeah. and, I, and I really think that was good. a good opinion. <laughs> get, be, get better, bitch. Because they're coming. They're coming, bro. The white man's coming for your job. <laughs> yeah. You think you're good, Ecuadorian? <laughs> Fuck out of here. Michael fucking Scott. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't. Watch out, Venezuela. <laughs> Wade Rick is look taking your job. <laughs> Chill out, Croatia. Yo, man, there What's was up? a dude at my job. Wade Rick. There was a That's dude the at my, name at my job. Be. There was a patient. Yeah. His name. He had three first names. Uh, and this allegedly, because you don't, you you would never share patients' names and stuff. You know, what I mean? of course, it's all legend. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the, I can't even remember what the last one yeah, was, yeah. but <laughs> it it was something like yeah. it was literally like. Wade Lewis Ryan, something like that, yeah, and I was just like, <laughs> I I looked at that and yeah. I and I turned to my coworker and I was like, this this dude literally has three first names, <laughs> and she looked over and she just started laughing. What's up, Triple John? <laughs> John, <laughs> John, 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 <laughs> the second. <laughs> like whoever named you, man. What the fuck? Lazy as fuck. <laughs> That's fucking funny, man. That's fucking funny. So my last name's been up for discussion, apparently. <laughs> I mean, you know. I Just, got a I got a cool last name. It's Santiago. No, it's not. <laughs> hey, folks, so, for the video listeners, yeah, you yeah. see that right in the middle, <laughs> right there, there, right in the middle. You that, you could call it an edge of the room, or you can call it a corner, aka my last name. My last name is Frankie Corner. That <laughs> <laughs> ass is. Look me up. Don't please. <laughs> and that, that's all I'll give you. If anything, that's all I'll give you. Look me up, Frankie Corner. <laughs> And we move on. <laughs> there is this uh, funny joke in a uh, uh, Paper Girls, um, that show that was on Prime. It and ended it, right and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a character that because uh, like it's a time time traveling show, and the girls mm-hmm. are from the eighties. Okay, and so they time travel to present day, and uh, they, they president day or present day, president day <laughs> on present. Day. Oh, okay, that's fucking funny actually. And um, <laughs> they they run into the like their future selves and stuff, and mm-hmm. they're like, okay. We need to like find this person. Yeah. Like where like where's your uh your phone book? Mm-hmm. And the older version of them is like, we don't have those yeah, anymore. What the fuck you mean phone book? And the younger yeah. version just goes, What? <laughs> <laughs> like you see like the distraught yeah. in their face, and I was like, nice. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's cool. You know, phone books, man, that's not really a good idea. Like, here's everybody's number. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, back then when you literally <laughs> had no other way of like finding someone. I know, but they should have a phone book today for somewhere, but with all updated, like iPhone. I mean, phone. there there are uh, Yellow Pages online. Man. Yellow Pages does have a website. Damn, you know, I literally did find somebody <laughs> once online through Yellow Pages. Yellow Pages are something that I do not ever need, but I want around so bad. Man. <laughs> you ever smell of Yellow Pages? Uh, I I can recall <laughs> the smell of it. That's so funny. You're like, ah, oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's the aspect of the yellow pages I was looking for. Have you ever seen rip a someone rip I a have. book in half? I've done it myself, bro. I've done it myself. Nice. It's very easy. Um, but not that because I'm strong or anything. It's because my last name is Corner, <laughs> <laughs> and I grab the corners. 
All right, so, I mean, that's just our opinions on the whole, you know, white chefs thing. But, you know, we got our guests Sammy and Brian here, you know what I mean? Both got glasses, and so... <laughs> Who can see better? <laughs> they can see better than both of, both of us, I guess, you know what I mean? Or barely. And the topic that I had was this. So, I haven't visited this topic in a while. Me and Javi had our opinions. But what do you guys think about chefs who aren't from a certain culture that are the best in making that culture's food? Uh, we talked about a guy named Rick Bayless, which is a white chef from Oklahoma, and he's known to be the best, one of the best Mexican chefs in the world, right? He's a white guy. And actually, when the president of like Mexico, Felipe, you know his name? Felipe something? Uh, tacos, you know what I mean? Like He was invited over to the White House. It's not his name. <laughs> and Rick Bayless was asked to cook for him because, you know, but of course, there's a lot of people, especially people who are Mexican or Latino and stuff like that, feel that this is maybe not you know, particularly cultural appropriation, but they're uncomfortable with the matter of the fact. You know what I mean? So so what do you guys think? I'm going to hand it off to Sammy first because this is the first time you would be talking on the show and everything, right? I'll, I'll hand him oh. over my mic oh, since okay, I'm closer to him. Perfect. Right, yeah, right. I don't want to... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I just got one quick question. What's up? Talk a little the, closer to him. Uh, you can bring it closer to you if you like. The chef, is he a white guy? Yeah, so this one in particular... So I'm not trying to just focus on white chefs. I, I think that's the point of matter where it's the most problematic. Huh? Uh, the more you hear yourself, the better it is. Uh, but I'll keep going. I'm looking rough out here with my <laughs> But... But it so happens to be like this was one that tr like not triggered but like brought this idea to my mind. But I brought up the point of say there's like an Indian chef right mm -hmm. who's the best at making Korean food right. Mm -hmm. Technically the Indian is Asian, right? Technically, yeah. but I tend to take the calorie, you. you know. But so, but what do you think about you? You're from you're what are you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, wild, bro. That's a little wild. What the, the fuck are you, bro? <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. That, was, that was honest as hell, bro. Uh, so, bro, yeah, say, yo, what the fuck is you, man? You Haitian, right? He said, yo, you were it right now until I know your specifics. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, uh -huh. I'm interesting. I'm like, I'm a mix. I'm yeah. like with Justin Timberlake. Uh, and, I thought you were know, gonna leave it at interesting. So I'm half Middle Eastern and half Hispanic. So, oh, Argentinian. There we go. Yeah, Argentinian, I'm Lebanese. Yes, sir, let's go, you know? Argentina. Let's go. 2022, we won this shit. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We won this shit. Motherfucker, suck my dick, friend. The Dutch can eat it, bro. Virgil van Dickless over here. That, Anyways, I ain't gonna That group right was the Middle Eastern part coming out. <laughs> I was a little bit both. Middle Eastern and New York City. It got a little blessed. You know what I mean? The, the AK and the Glock just kind of blended in. Anyways, going back to what okay. you were saying, Holmes. Um, let's go. What it's really, think? it's interesting. It's mm -hmm. interesting, like, I almost take it like a philosophical question uh -huh. because it's like, like you said, it kind of is low-key culture mm -hmm. appropriation. Mm -hmm. But like, I see it in the point of like, as like an artist, because like my yeah. pops is a chef, right? He, okay. he, cook, he cooks Melissa food. Yeah. He cooks uh, Italian food. Are ba ba yeah, his flops yeah. are banging, but like, uh, cool. I cook a lot, yeah. yeah. yeah so, and I love cooking like my culture, but yeah. I also love cooking like, like for example, Argentinian cuisine, right? Okay, yeah. So Argentinian steak, cuisine is literally just a blend of like Italian yeah, cuisine yeah. and like we just throw steak and wine in there. I heard they don't season their steaks in Argentina. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't be taking action. That's a little wild over there. They the, be, they be, the ego yeah, over there is a little crazy. Messi got to shut the fuck out with that shit. I don't know about that. They be putting salt. I'll be taking that. He won. He did win. Yeah, he did yeah, win. He but won. like, still, the steaks. Yeah, y'all bugging for not you know, seasoning the steaks. And some of them be eating it well done. And then I'm like, yo, what's going on over here, folks? Like, oh, what are we doing? The cow died for what now? Come on, fam. What happened? Regardless. <laughs> that shit not halal. <laughs> regardless, I, I kind of see that, like, like I was saying before, like, as an uh -huh. art perspective. Yeah. Because, like, Let's say my, my old man, right? Mm -hmm. He makes a supposedly like a killer lasagna. Mm -hmm. I love him, his lasagna. Let's say he got really big, big mm -hmm. with the lasagna. 
Are you going to tell my dad, who's like Middle Eastern, he can't cook Italian food? For sure. Because, for sure. you know what I mean? Even if like, let's say he goes to like, pretend there's like a lasagna competition and his lasagna is the best in <laughs> the world, right? a funny competition, lasagna yeah, competition. It would be pretty funny, <laughs> but like, Western. would you like stop him or have anything different? I yeah, mean, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's like an art perspective. Like mm-hmm. when you're like an artist and you like, like a certain painting, like, um, Picasso. like Picasso, exactly. Picasso, like the yeah, way yeah. he paints. Yeah, yeah. Like, are you trying to say like, not only, only people Italians. from, um, I think like, he was only people who are Spanish yeah. or Portuguese oh, to paint that way. <laughs> I don't know. I thought he was Italian. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Whatever the fuck. He is. Wait, where'd you get Italy uh, from, bro? Yeah, I was saying, I was like, why did you go back to Italy, bro? I was like, we talking about like there's going, a whole Goya yeah, and everything. Uh, we're gonna run that back one more time. Yeah, Cleo, we, clip we, that. Clip yeah, that. Yeah. He's uh, Portuguese and Spanish. He's, he's, he's like one of. He's uh, from the Iberian only, Peninsula. Only idiots think he's, he's Italian. from one area. Sweet but like, <laughs> back to like the guy. Yeah. I can see how That's people point, could be upset about it, yeah. especially if you're Mexican. You would want like a Mexican representing yeah, you. Yeah. It goes back to like acting too. Like, mm-hmm. like I, that was a oh, whole thing a with point. Scarlett Johansson. She was like Japanese or some shit like that. They even CGI her eyes and shit yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was wild. CGI's. Like you would want a Japanese person to play that. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah. like Goku. I kind of think that's a little different <laughs> because like the representation is like yeah. how do I say it? It's like you got to be like Japanese to play a Japanese yeah. Especially person. Especially now nowadays for sure. Yeah. yeah just kind of like uh voice actors like if you're portraying a black cl- character like Cleveland from the Family Guy, the white guy actually quit so a black person can do the voice. Yeah, it's interesting. Right? I know that. That's, yeah, that's, that's the real thing. And for me, it's kind of like, well, this is illusion when you create a, you know, a voice acting job because you know, are you gonna be the voice of a squirrel? You're gonna get an actual squirrel. I know that's oh, not, yeah, you know, yeah, that doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense because it's human beings. But I don't know, man. Apu from The Simpsons. Um, mm, that was uh, a big thing. Yeah. yeah. To me, it's very interesting. You know, Harold and Kumar, right? Yeah. The guy who played Kumar. He's actually gay. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah I just found out. Yeah, like, he so, came out like a couple years yeah, ago, right? Yeah, he came yeah, out. He yeah. came out a couple years ago in an article. Yeah, yeah. Good for him, living life. Yeah. But uh, I actually had a problem because he was part of. I mean, this is my opinion. Oh, but so you're anti? I'm anti Apu. No, I love Apu. Fuck out of here. Um, but the reason I say that is because I grew up watching that show. I think it's a great show. Mm-hmm. But there was, he. I I don't know if anybody here seen Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yeah, but I it's love a that funny movie. movie. It's yeah. an edgy movie, right? Yeah, yeah. They made a movie called Harold and Kumar go to Guantanamo Bay. Oh, that shit was right? mad, mad funny, funny, bro. And White Castle. So, so he. What was the third one called? Uh, Christmas, Christmas. Oh, it was, it was a Christmas one. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the I Christmas knew it was one. Yeah. 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 Mm. And mind you, Kumar in the I think in Guantanamo Bay, he has a bong on the plane, and he's like, <laughs> "My bong!" And then the other person's like, "Bomb, bomb!" Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so it's a bomb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so that's they making even fun have, of like him dressed up in like. <laughs> yeah. and he's nah, like, "What do you wild. mean?" Yeah, nah, I ain't gonna lie, that movie was fire, bro. <laughs> it gave us mad representation that's, too. That's what I'm saying. And even even when anybody gets on the big screen, that's already a media representation. Yeah. And so for me. He went from going to doing gigs like that, and then he went on the Apu show, you know, that was talking about the controversy with Apu, um, talking down on Apu's character and how it made Middle Easterns look bad. And like, you know, thank you, come again, you know, 7-Eleven yeah, type yeah, shit. Yeah. And it's just like, but how are you, you do know it's comedy, right? Like the Simpsons. Yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. So there's different time range of those things. And of course, I'm not Middle Eastern or anything. So yeah. my, my opinion on it is strictly just... As like somebody who's like a comedian or comedically represented, no, I, you, I, I, I think that it was very uh, contradictive for him to like downplay Apu and then make those Middle Eastern jokes and everything else on like Harold and Kumar and mm-hmm. stuff. So like maybe he has some regret, and if he talked on his characters, I may have missed out on that. But I just think like that's that's a little weird to me, man. And uh, I don't know. And different times for sure when it comes to shows to now and before. But that was always very strange to me, yeah. you know. But I think what you said about the paintings was very accurate because like. 
when I when I think food, I think taste. So when I think painting, I think visuals. Yeah, it's like art. Yeah, food yeah. is essentially like art. Yeah. It's like how are you gonna bar <clears throat> someone from cooking a certain thing yeah. if they really love it? Like yeah. if you got a, like a Mexican that really loves like. Asian cuisine, mm-hmm. you're gonna just tell them, oh no, you can't cook Asian food because you're Mexican. Saying. And then when you taste it, you're like, like it's really oh. exclusionary. When you taste it, you're gonna be like, oh no, a black person made this. You yeah, know, like, you can't taste who made that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like so, no, definitely cooking is an art, not only visually but yeah. taste wise. So mm-hmm. in that case, like yeah, it sucks that mm-hmm. like it's not a Mexican person does it, but like maybe this guy. I mean, this guy's. You gotta always think of like the yeah. intention. Where's it coming from? Yeah, is yeah. he like, oh, I'm gonna take these jobs? And like, no, he's like, no, nah, I love yeah. Mexican cuisine. Like, Mexicans take pro- the jobs. Uh, yeah. Oh, whoa. No, he's in that. Don't clip that. I ain't say none of that. He puts him in a. He puts himself in a cage when he gets home. No, nah, that's crazy. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? No, I. Uh, I it actually, comes from a place of yeah, love. I think. I think you make a great point, man. And uh, Javi made a great point too. And I'll say what I said afterwards too. Yeah, I uh, mean, what I was basically saying is kind of like. If it were me in those shoes, I'd kind of take it as a challenge of almost kind of like, oh, like someone of my ethnicity is someone not of my ethnicity is doing it mm-hmm. better then I got to get better. Yeah. And I take it from there and just like as is, as it is as an art, just get better. at it. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be critics regardless uh, of what you do, because I mean, and not to be like cliche, but this is America. So we're like, we're already a mix up of everything. You know, mm-hmm. like there's so much fusion restaurants. You go to Jackson Heights. What's up? Melting, Melting pot. pot. And you can go to Jackson Heights, get 10,000 different cultures, food, go to Steinway, go to a fucking uh, Dyke, anywhere. And there's going to be food everywhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so for me, the way I saw it, I just think that in some sense, I think that we are truly not being selfish in the way to put down Mexicans who want the Mexican person to be represented mm-hmm. acts to the white house. But I just think that there's this kind of justifiable selfishness that like, yeah, we do want a Mexican person to be, you know, the face of Mexican food because like, that's what we know as, you know, as natural. You get yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. So, so I think we're, we're not wrong to feel that way, but we're, we shouldn't be suppressing or protesting or denying this person's ability or opportunity to create this food because he likes it himself, mm-hmm. you know? And then media is the one that chooses to put the white guy on the cover instead of the Mexican, you know, yeah. media does that. <clears throat> and of course, those who deem him the best chef for Mexican food, they're not everybody's opinions. Yeah, you know? who said he's the best? Like, oh, he he was he's for he was on, uh like he was on the covers and stuff. He he was like he's a really big. He got Mexican like a bunch chef. of Mexican restaurants yeah. or like what? Uh, probably he probably doesn't. Yeah. Everything. I kind of because I, I really didn't want the censor to be him because I I just wanted it to be just anybody making the food mm, that's yeah, not I part of you. their culture. I just he was the one that sparked this within me when I first heard it. And mm-hmm. uh, actually, interestingly enough, today somebody told me that. Real quick, there was a wine tasting, a blind wine tasting competition, right? And, you know, America's not really known for their wine like that, more like France and Italy. And so they had like 12 judges, all blind test wines. And what they didn't know is that it was USA wines and French wines. And they all concluded that the American wine was better from California. When they found out that they rated California better, they were like, oh, no, no, no. But truth is that kind of sums up that whole conversation and to some extent not really cooking is kind of like skilled growing and harvesting yeah but again man like we the background of it is important and always will have significance but the truth is and the blatant you know outright matter is the taste of what you're you know eating and stuff like that same thing with the painting the acting thing i guess is back and forth but i just think like acting you're pretending to be somebody anyway you know i'm trying to say i mean I just think like in the movie like like Breakfast at Tiffany's like they have a white guy playing an Asian guy. See that's a oh, little. Yeah, see, that. see that's like it's a white guy and he does Asian face or whatever. And then like black faces of course like so that's when it gets a little fucking yeah. weird and shit. But I, I I very much think that food is such a particular subject. So that was always yeah. that was interesting to me. And I don't have an opinion. I, that's me. Not I, nothing. 
I just think that I'm so lost in what I think that I'm just like, you know what? But my mom's food is the best. You know, I love re- like Mexican food and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. But I just like, I'm not a cook and I'm also just not like, I'm just very curious to see what everybody else has to think about it. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. And how so wait, said that, would oh, you so, prefer, like, let's say you went to like an Asian joint. Yeah. yeah. Would you, pre- would you have any like, like preference? Mm-hmm. Like if it's like, an, if, would you rather have like an Asian guy who's like, mm-hmm. let's say you go to like Japan. Okay. Right. And you go to like the spot and you don't know it. Yeah. But then you, later when you finish the food, you find out like it was like a Mexican chef making Asian uh, food. I mean, but, like, that, you didn't know until the end. That's like every restaurant in New York City. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, that's true. You're wrong. Chances are yeah. you went to go get it's Nigerian guys. food. It's Nigerian. It's guy. Nigerian. Yeah. Would you like? Would it like affect how like you tasted the food? Like, would you be like, oh damn, or like, would you be like, oh shit, like this Nigerian guy made some like bomb ass sushi, bro? I mean, what the hell? I mean, to me, to, again, I, uh, chances are I probably wouldn't even see the person making my food. But if it's good, it's good. Mm-hmm. And uh, say it was in Japan, and it was a Nigerian guy making the food, and a Mexican guy on the restaurant, and the most Japanese is, person is the host. Mm-hmm. I would leave with the memory of being like, bro, I had the best so and so in Japan. It was so fucking good. Never knowing that it was a Nigerian guy, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think, I think uh, this is a topic that keeps coming up. But ignorance is bliss to that extent. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, he. He's in Japan, probably working there for a while, maybe just learning. But if that shit was good, yeah. that shit is good. You know, you can't deny how good that shit is. So it's funny, man. I, I won't say who this was because they, they said like, <laughs> I really, I don't, I, it's not my opinion, but he was like, man, you know, when you go to a restaurant, like you don't want no black people cooking your food. You want Mexican cooking your food. You know what I mean? You don't want no white person cooking your food. You want Mexican cooking your food, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> you know, cause you know, <laughs> damn. But I will say, I mean, Mexicans are in the chef, uh, in the in the kitchen often. Even today, Lucas said that, mm-hmm. like, in the kitchen that he works at, some of the best pizza that they've had and stuff like that is a bunch of Ecuadorians in the back. Probably put a little cuy on it. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've been with yeah, yeah, yeah. One day I'll win. And so... I just think it's it's interesting and, and that's why I'm so like I want I only want people I mean you cook so that's a great you know way to put it I think yeah. you have a lot of great points on that but I just love the conversation this conversation that stirs up because it's very interesting to see how opinionated people can be mm-hmm. and how again like how much of it is justified you know clear response that's like well thought out and how, how much of mm-hmm. it is like well I want a Mexican there so I want a Mexican there nah, I, you I know would, and so I want I want to like that like I know. like I said like I go back to my point in the beginning like yeah. like cooking when you cook because yeah. like cooking takes time and all that shit you gotta wash dishes afterwards you got yeah, yeah. it's like a bunch of process like you don't just wake up one day and you follow a recipe and you do it mm-hmm. you gotta do it over and over and over again oh for sure but it's the craft. thing yeah, yeah but that's what makes it art and that's what mm. like you gotta have somebody who loves their art yeah so if you love what whatever cuisine you're cooking whether it be european yeah. french asian mexican yeah, tex-mex yeah. yeah you gotta love what you're doing yeah. and to me, that's all that matters. You could be black, white, green. You could be there from damn Mars. I can give a fuck, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you love the cuisine mm-hmm. you're making, I, I wouldn't really mind it. Like, I, I really don't, I don't find a big deal with it because mm-hmm. like I said, it's coming from a place of love. Yeah. So I, I don't know why people got their panties in a bunch, bro. Like, <laughs> I, think I mean, a, yeah, yeah, you would want a Mexican making Mexican food, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like goes back to what Javi said, like that just, if you're a Mexican and you love Mexican cuisine, mm-hmm. just like, yo, bust your balls. Go crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Go Kobe, man. That's what I'm saying. Get, get fucking, don't get good. Get excellent, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Go crazy. Yeah. Go on Kobe yeah, timing, bro. bro. Wake up at 4.30, start frying <laughs> them eggs or some shit, bro. Eat tacos daily. Yeah, Become bro. the taco yeah. at one point, bro. Anyways, you want to say anything, Brian? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, w- I want to hear your picking on nah, that I shit. Put, put the headphones. I want to hear what Brian say because I, <clears throat> I know Brian got some shit to say. I know. So what are your thoughts on that? Oh, here's the mic, by the way. Yo, fuck this white guy, yo. I'll be like taking our damn jobs, bro. We got one thing, one thing, our food. <laughs> it was supposed to belong to us. Yeah, yeah. What are they gonna do now? They're gonna go to my country. 
Mexico Mexican. It's coming out. It's coming out. It's coming out. Brian's like, I just had two chocolate milks. Yo, facts, yo. <laughs> He's ready to go to sleep. Yo, facts. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. I never really, like, I was, like, I started with sharing a story and I was hearing, thinking back to, like, when, like, I was young and, like, I would, you know, um, go to restaurants and shit like that. And, like, my, my dad worked at, at an Italian. He was, like, uh, he, was a, he was a cook at an Italian restaurant. And then um, I never like once occurred like, but you ain't Italian, you know. Like, you, <laughs> but uh, so he, did you eat a lot of Italian food growing, growing up? Growing up, and then he also went to a Thai food. Uh, he worked at a Thai restaurant, and again, I, I never thought like, well, you're not Thai, like you yeah. know, like you just needed a job, and he just worked, and like he now he knows how to make all these dishes and stuff like that. Um, it never occurred to me like now, even with the whole like the the chef going to the to the White House and he's making Mexican food and he's white. It I doesn't bother it doesn't bother me at all because it's always like it's good to know that there's people that like have the influence of wanting to make Mexican food. Mm. That, that's how I see it. It's always cool that like, oh shit, this person is studying like to make Mexican food, you know? And that's how I see it. I don't think I don't think it's more like, oh shit, like culture probation. I think that's just it's nice. It's nice to like see that like oh shit, like you have all the cultures, yeah. And then when like when you know bringing up art, I was also thinking like, well okay, like Let's look at rap. Eminem's white, <laughs> you know. Yeah. One of the best ever. Yeah, he's one of the best ever. Right, exactly. Or not even that too. Like you look like, and yeah, like in fucking. Um, I remember there's always stories of like, I don't know. There was like a Jamie Foxx story where uh, he brought Ed Sheeran to uh, to one of his cl- comedy clubs or like improv or whatever, like uh, open mic, and it was like everybody was black. It was okay. just like, everyone was black, and Jamie Foxx is telling the story. He's like. Everybody was black, and like you know, it's time for Ed Sheeran to come with a little ukulele. <laughs> and then the, the 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 manager goes like, "What are you doing? What are you doing, bringing this guy?" And then um, and then Jerry Fox was like, "Yeah, well, he killed it. He had a standing ovation." Nice, and that's, you know, like like the only white guy, Ginger, Ginger white dude, you know, like <laughs> no soul, no, no, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no soul. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, regardless, I think it's just, I never, again, like, I never really, like, I don't know, I never, never bothered me. Like, you hear the story, it was like, it just seems cool that someone's going to take the time to learn, like, my culture's food, you know, the same way I would learn someone else's food, too, you know? Nice. This is how I see it. Do you cook, Brian? Hell no, I'm, I'm, I'm a bad chef. I'm a bad <laughs> chef. My, my, dad, my dad is a chef, and, like, he, he, he loves cooking, like, and, um, every, every, like, I'll try to hop out. But he's like, nah. Like, you're like, get the. He's yeah. like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You're in the way now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I consider him a good cook too. Sound, sound a little salty, Sammy. Salty, nice food pun. Yeah, you see me. <laughs> no, yeah, but uh, I, 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 I'm not a cook. I fucking, I, I nah. It's, I always order out, which is probably bad. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Chocolate milk for life. Yo, facts. I have my nutrients in me at least, bro. <laughs> what happens when you live on your own, Brian? What are you gonna do? They still deliver. Facts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the day Brian lives alone, we'll find out he has a wife. <laughs> 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 like, I'll do a YouTube University on how to cook. <laughs> Yo, I would love to know what you guys think about this. So today at work. I met my first ever person that uh, was had a traditional uh, Senegal relationship oh. where they had four wives 
and 44 children. God damn. This is a part of the podcast where I dip out. Oh, yeah, Sammy, what the fuck you got to say? What the fuck, bro? I feel like he got to pull out. 44 kids? 44 kids. You know what's crazy? I said to Frankie, my coworker, I was like, yo, Frankie, this guy's got 44 kids. He's got four wives. I, I that's some quick maths. For, is, but, that right? <laughs> is that the math? If it's ten times four, it's forty. That's forty? No, this is four. <laughs> Yo, we have eleven, bro. That's crazy. But, eleven. Bro. <laughs> he said that so confidently too. Yeah, 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 I said that that confidently. You felt more than two, bro. If it wasn't right, you would have looked right on the line. Wait, I was like, bro. wait. He was on forty. Yeah, he got four wives, but had forty-four children with one woman. But. <laughs> but I fucking I was saying to Frankie I was like yeah this guy's got 44 kids and he was like oh my god and I was like yeah this guy thinks he's Nick Cannon and Frankie goes I think he beat his record <laughs> and like what does he do? claps cheeks bro. Here's, the, here's the crazy thing about about his job so you know when when you come in, oh, you, allegedly, God, this is a made up person, of course. Yeah, yeah this is I, not real I, at all. You like, would never disclose any. Yeah, yeah this like, is all fake. Yeah, you, know? you know, I don't know his name, so this yeah, could be anyone. This is literally anybody. Yeah, upale, upale, upale. But when he when this person shows me their ID, it's a driver's license ID. Now, mind you, this guy was cross-eyed. Cross-eyed. <laughs> And so when I saw a driver's license, I was like, yo, man, I'm never getting in this guy's car. <laughs> what the fuck? What room, bro? 44 kids? You're not getting that car regardless. Imagine that Uber driver, bro. He only has four kids. He got Hey, bro. Tough to look at a cross-eyed person, man. You know, Yo, I I'm, not, I'm not even gonna say cross-eyed. Now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, it was more so like he was like chameleon yeah. eyed. Like one eye was yeah. like one eye was like looking <laughs> outwards. <laughs> Some lady came in today to my job, bro. She was nah. cross-eyed as fuck. Well, cross-eyed because she had one eye that was crossed. So I keep trying to look at the good eye, but I'm like, I really want to look at the other. Eye. <laughs> so I'm I'm becoming cross-eyed looking at the cross-eyed. <laughs> Just shake it around, a little shake and bake. <laughs> damn, forty-four kids. I don't even yeah, want one. This kid, dude was bro. literally like one eye looking forward, the other eye looking upwards. So that His job occupation is probably Uber driver. <laughs> Yo, man. Does that eye look that way? I yeah. Like, is it like just like? Nah, I mean like. I mean like Sammy. I mean, like Sammy, when you look completely to your left and you close one of your eyes, are is the is the vision the same? Imagine hypnotizing a cross-eyed person. <laughs> your circle gotta be like pointy and shit. You're like, you, you're like swinging. Grab your face, like focus on one eye and then grab your other face. Oh, uh, no, that shit throws me off You swing like bro. the pocket watch, like an extra like 30 degrees to catch the other eye. It's like, you're you like, know, when, they, when they do yo-yo tricks, Hoo. they just gotta... Yeah. <laughs> 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 I need to bring mirrors. <laughs> yeah, how you looking at my boy over there and me at the same time, bro? But I'll, I'll say, you know, yeah. when like when you uh, reach a certain requirement, you yeah. need, uh, you have Medicare mm -hmm. and you and you have to uh, uh, 
sorry, answers certain questions uh, at when you see a doctor. Mm -hmm. And one of those questions was if you're married Mm -hmm. and a follow up question. Am I? (laughs) A a follow up question to that is if their wife is working. Mm. And so I go up, like I asked this guy, like, are you married? (laughs) I I asked this guy, are you married? He goes, yeah, but all my wives are in Africa. And I was like, okay, um, are they working? Yeah. Hold on, buddy. Hold on. Wives? Plural? I saw it. I saw it. I saw it in the note. I saw it in the notes before he said it. So before he said it, I already knew. So I was already, I was already mentally going through it of like, holy shit. But yeah, but when, but yeah, I asked him, I was like, are they working? And he's like, no. <laughs> working on this dick. That's all I would say if I had four wives and 44 children. It's like, don't go work. They do it. That's fucking wild. I bet you cross-eyed people are the least likely to get assassinated. <laughs> you know? Because they seeing. You, if you put three cross-eyed people like back to back, they're the safest motherfuckers. They're like owls back. at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you tell me I gotta have like, Yeah, the, the peripherals, what? I mean, they do yeah. make glasses that have yeah. mirrors on the inside so you could look behind you. Yeah, while but you're if you cross that, you're still just looking the same ways. <laughs> <laughs> Those mirrors. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe not his left lane. Yeah. <laughs> you see one side of his car completely fine, the other side. <laughs> you see his headlights are cross side too. <laughs> His car is like this. (laughs) That's fucking bad. Yeah, what was? Oh, yeah, it was just interesting. He was a taxi driver. He was a taxi driver. One star rating. He showed me his taxi license. How is that even possible? My driver was looking at me and the road at the same time. <laughs> when I when I handed him his paper of his next appointment, what he asked fuck? me, what day is it? And I was like, it says it here on the paper. And he yells at me. He's like, oh, I, like, I can't look at it. Like, come on. You got to tell me which one it is. Like, you need to quit your job, buddy. <laughs> and, I was, and I was really like, dude, what are you like? What the fuck? I'll never get in your car. What are you doing? That's so crazy, man. But is that ableistic? Like, you go inside the car. Oh, you, you, like, you hit me. With the ableist, ableist? Ooh. That's kind of ableist. shit, man. Call me is because I'm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. My new co host is gonna be cross eyed, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be fine with it. I have cross eyed friends. You're gonna be like this the whole episode, dead ass, bro. I don't give a fuck. I'll FaceTime me so I could be here and there at the same time, bro. I don't give a fuck. I'm not able to, you see. I accept no matter what. You see me? You see me? That's that's what I do here, yo, bro. Man, Sammy and Frankie. Earth yo, might not matter. Earth might, yo, I wish we had a third mic, bro. I wish we had. Yo, let's cancel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're getting out of taxi, looking at the driver checking. Yo, you got all bodily. You got all your limbs, fam. Oh, man. What? <laughs> Uh, Listen, man. If I have yeah. a one-handed driver, I'm gonna be scared. Nah, I'm nah, nah, I, nah. I'm gonna be scared. Nah, bro, nah, no nah. Favor, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, yeah. be. Javi said if he had a. Javi said if he had an Asian one-hand driver, he'd be really scared. Whoa. That's what Javi just said. Whoa. And that was a woman. That's what he Whoa. just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what Javi said. Whoa. That's fucking crazy, man. 
That's crazy. crazy that's, that's with, with pimples. <laughs> that's what Harvey said. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> that's crazy. That that's crazy. He was a Dominican the entire time. Harvey's barely Dominican, bro. He read his stats today. Oh, My yeah. motherfucker, two percent Dominican, bro. What He's 23% Ecuadorian, bro. That, that's, my, that's my what highest thing. I'm telling your ass. I'll educate. That's the highest yeah. that I have. 23% Ecuadorian. I'm Inuit. I'm Inuit. I'm Inuit and Mexican. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever that is, I am. But I'll... I'll uh, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll educate you guys. What's up? Uh, so really, Dominicans are basically black. It's not new news. Oh, not new oh, news. I need you to tell us that every Dominican not I know. new news. <laughs> for some reason, they don't think they are. Not not new news. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you about to be banned from DR, buddy. <laughs> but literally, ancestry and any DNA thing will prove that. Uh-huh. Just like the. <laughs> no, yeah. Anybody yeah. but Dominicans. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, cause you know, fucking, I have a lot of African blood in me, and yeah, bro. that yeah. I'm more African than I am Indigenous Dominican because it's harder to be Indigenous to the DR than it yeah, would be anywhere else. So you know, I'm black. <laughs> All right, it. gangster. <laughs> Just throwing that out. Miles Morales. <laughs> Wait, so, uh, so uh, what's the majority? 23% Ecuadorian. That's why I'm a majority. Majority? Yeah. yeah. You did answer to 23 or What do you mean? Because like which, which, uh, there's a bunch of companies. Oh, I did uh, Ancestry. Ancestry? So yeah. Which is like, because it shows you like a demographic. like majority. Right? I think you're thinking of 23 and me. Isn't that 23 and me? That's 23 and me? Yeah. 23 and me is like, when it tells you who you're related to. Oh, what the hell? Well, Ancestry <laughs> also does yeah, that. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. <laughs> that happened to, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Michael Jackson? No. Uh, Michael Jackson. The guy from the Ring, the Ring Brother, Marlon Wayans, he did the answer shitty. No way. Yeah, he found out he was like 23% Irish. And there was a guy that worked at the, what the, fuck? At, at the radio station. And he was like, and it was this white guy. He was like, you're my cousin? And he started freaking <laughs> out like that, bro. Because the guy pointed it out to him. He's like, oh, he did an answer yeah. test. He's like, I'm related to Marlon Wayans. Yeah. And Marlon Wayans was like, yo, what's that? <laughs> Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never seen that in my life. You haven't seen this? Nah, that's surprising. I've seen this and you haven't. <laughs> yeah, what? Because you're black. <laughs> I'm black. I'm black. I keep up with my culture. Black so Twitter. What up? Black Twitter. <laughs> I do follow black people Twitter on yeah. Reddit. <laughs> exactly uh, what I'm I'll, saying. That come shit on, is, come that on. Shit is dope. Time, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fucking hilarious, bro. Fuck, man. Uh, yeah. I I'll, I think it's also interesting because uh, mm-hmm. while I was in Cali, I was speaking to my friend Troy, who's yeah, black, yeah. and I asked him. Yeah, I throw it in there, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I did, I did. Okay, okay. Because because I I it came up to me and I wanted yeah. to ask him. I was like, "Hey, man, you know, like, mm-hmm. how do you feel about black people who use, or sorry, Dominican people who use yeah. the N word?" Okay. And he took a second. He's like, "You know, it's really interesting," but mm-hmm. he was like. I definitely go on and off about it. There are some mm. Dominicans who say the N word that I'm okay with. And yeah. there are other Dominicans that I'm not okay with who say the N word. AKA the hard R and the, <laughs> not even that. No, I'm kidding. For, for him, it was just more so the big yeah. difference that comes to it is, mm. is whether or not that Dominican can accept that they're basically black. Mm. And he's like, the Dominicans that try to refuse that they're black and still say mm. the N word. He doesn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. That that because that's I mean for me I don't give a fuck who you are say what the fuck you said just say it with your chest and if you believe so say it anywhere don't just say it in certain places that's all say I'll the n word 
Bro, I just told you. Like, I, I don't <laughs> say that word in general. But for me, I've always looked at that word as the N word, and just I'm not gonna do that as much as I won't say the F word or K word or whatever. You know, I'll say them because it's speech. You said the F word. I know, but I said it as a pretext. Yeah. F word, Frank. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, I definitely know what that K word is. <laughs> the C word, the K word, and nah, but I forgot we got a Middle Eastern here. So. <laughs> No, but I just, I really just think, say whatever the fuck you want, but just mean it and tend to mean it and, you know, have the intention to say it and, you know, whatever. And and really just, you know, speech is what you make of it. And there's history to it, but it's also just be comfortable in your own skin. I know a lot of white people, Asian people, this and that people that do say the N-word, wherever they are, whoever they're in front of. They feel that way, whatever. But it's this cancer culture and this and and that today where it's like, and it's always existed. It's not just now. But now more than ever, I see it coming across as, you know, white people saying like, oh, you can't say that. Uh, Almost like that video where um, there's a white guy wearing a sombrero and he's walking around like college campus and he's saying like, oh, what do you think about me wearing this outfit? Like he's wearing a sombrero and a poncho. Yeah, you you mentioned this on the show. And all the college students are like, oh, it's so racist. You're so racist. Cultural appropriation. And then he goes to Mexican people and all the Mexican people are like, oh, you look good, bro. Like, you know, you're looking fine or whatever, you know. And, you know, obviously, like if he's coming now and he's saying, so Mexicano, taco, taco, nacho. Obviously, that's a little like, okay, bro, you're kind of demeaning, you know, and representing the stereotypical Mexican person on Comedy Central or some shit back in the thing. You know, on Food Network, there was a chef who, you know, you know Uncle Roger? The, the comedian, you know Uncle Roger. No, no, now, now, yeah, now it's Uncle Roger who like, like he make the rice and he talk like this, oh, you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, and then he like would watch white people make rice really and he's like, yeah, and he'll be like, oh no, no. Is like, he on like a lot of yeah, food he, YouTube he even, channels? He even does YouTube, uh, comedy now. Like he sells out shows and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I think I know who you're talking so about. So he's not controversial at all. I mean, maybe to some Asians that feel that way, of course. Um, but he's like super popular and people love to go see him. Even I think he's funny. And but back then on Food Network, there was a guy who did the same thing, but it was like regular TV. Like it wasn't supposed to be comedic. Like he was just cooking Asian food. He talked perfectly like English, like you know, English accents that I mean. But he talked like this the whole time. You know what I mean? I was a little Wait, Nigerian. Did yeah. he like speak? Like he would do the accent for the show on Food Network oh, and stuff. I forget his name. Like yeah, yeah. And um it's interesting. It's interesting because like that wasn't even supposed to be comedic. And now he's this guy is doing this in the like in a satirical kind of way, you know. And uh, at the end, at the end of the day, it's actually funny. Like it's not like you know dry humor and this and that. So it's all strange, man. It's all strange. And um, I don't know. I just think uh, it's, it's just weird. Everything's weird. <laughs> I mean, there's no true points. I forgot what I'm talking about, but uh, the K word, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the K word. <laughs> Yeah, man. A hundred percent, bro. Yeah, but I have blue-haired people coming in here shooting us, bro. <laughs> Must be white. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's real good insight for that. Fuck, I really, I, I want to ask so many people about that, but especially people who cook about the white chef thing and everything, or the, you know, uh, I got I got another quick topic for you. Another quickie. Another quickie. So, Facebook and Instagram may lift ban on bare breasts. Ooh, titties. Made a what? Yeah, so they might allow you to see titties on their social oh, media. Lift the yeah. band. They lift the shirts, lift the band. Ah. Lift the titties, lift the trans, because they're only letting trans people do it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so, so headline reads, Facebook, Instagram may lift ban on bare breasts, but only for trans and non-binary. Interesting. It's pretty interesting, right? So um, 
I mean, that's stupid. <laughs> that's like really stupid. What is the reasoning for it? Uh, I'm going to just read. Let's see. Um, let's see. Women who are born female and are eager to free the nipple out of luck, according to... It's a suggestion, so it may happen, right? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg has called for a company Supreme, Supreme Court Supreme Court for content Ew. moderation and censorship policies and wants Facebook and Instagram to lift a ban on images of topless women for anyone who identifies as transgender or non-binary. So, which the New York Post is saying this, meaning they view themselves as neither male or female. I can't read. And so... Uh, so, but if a female, so there's just no rules. <laughs> like, <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, not if. So it says here, um, if you're a female presenting nipples, it would be prohibited if posted by a cisgender woman, but permitted if posted by an individual self-identifying as non-binary. This is so strange, man. A cisgender person is somebody who is, is a, you know identifies with the assigned sex they were born with, and yeah, so. Apparently, there was two Instagram posts by a couple that describes themselves as transgender and non-binary that pose topless. And they, uh, you know, the board cited a recent decision to overturn the ban. And they just flagged it to other users. Um, yeah. And so when Meta banned it, they won the appeal. And they're going to rely on human reviewers who will be tasked with quickly assessing both a user's sex as this policy applies to female nipples and their gender identity, the board said. Uh, it's and it's in response to complaints that the old policy discriminated against gender fluid users, and yeah, so there's there's another there's more nipple related exceptions based on context of protests, birth giving, and after birth and breastfeeding, and yeah, man, it, this is strange to me because it's like I don't know, man, like <clears throat> like doesn't does that make any sense, you know, like to let yeah. you know trans and non-binary you know show the nips but not like people with nipple wasn't that the whole thing isn't the whole thing for free the nipple for women wanting to be able to you know not have their breasts sexualized because men are able to show their nipples the whole you know is that not ultimately what it is it just <clears throat> i mean to me it just kind of sounds like meta and is just kind of trying to keep themselves away from this by yeah. being like just do whatever you want just leave me out of it <laughs> yeah just kind of yeah. being like well, they're non-binary. Yeah. Like, you know, the rules say man mm. or woman. But it says trans too. So don't they assign themselves a gender? You know? So don't you think trans women would get upset at this because they're not being... Maybe they are. Their titties aren't being equal. Maybe they are. Actually, let's, let me look it up. Let me... let me. That's some good shit you just said right there. So I'm going to look up trans titties. Upset or no? <laughs> not You're going to get some weird results. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just like, my eyes are educated because, you know, I'm not kidding. Okay, trans tits. Uh, oh, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to put trans response meta free the nip. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I might still get some free. Okay, let's see. Um, It's not seeing anything. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like yeah. I feel like there might not be a lot of like opinions on it, right? Yeah, yeah. I gotta. I'll, I'll look up it. So maybe we have an update next week or something. But to to me, that's so strange because I just <clears throat> Beatrice told me about it, and I was like, cool. But then I'm just like, I just read the headline now. I'm like, oh, I don't know that part though. That's only trans and non-binary. So to me, I mean, it just seems not. It seems like a push for equality. To a, only a group of certain people, which is the opposite of equality. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, I guess it also depends who you are, because I don't see it as a push for equality. I just really uh -huh. see it as meta, just like stepping away and just being like, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know, we don't know either. Yeah. Like until like government makes a law about it, Pretty we're much. just going to be like, hey, you know, they True. can do it. Yeah. But to me, you're right. I just think that there's, you know, just like the white guy with the chef thing, he said it was racist. I don't think this is exclusionary. I just think this, this is racist. Is, <laughs> this is 9-11 <laughs> all over this again. This is America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just think there's exclusionary tones to it, if that's fair, you know. But yeah, I mean yeah. that's fair. I just yeah, I'll knock your iPad. It, it's it's a very strange thing for sure. Od, bro, and uh, yeah, so that's super strange. Do your own research. If you're trans or non-binary, you want to share your nips, do so. Uh, let us know. Hit us up and let us know because we're just very curious. You know, our nips, we're content with our nips. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, I don't know, man. But breastfeeding in public, how fucking dare you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I've always wondered how, because like, you know, we've mentioned or talked about on this show before. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, what are we even doing right now? Oh, fuck. Breastfeeding. <laughs> we're breastfeeding yeah, right now? Yeah, our moms are here. We're actually. Oh, I thought we yeah. were breastfeeding. No, 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 no not no. receiving I still, breastfeeding. I still, I receive breastfeeding from my mom every day. That's, yeah. uh, it's good you for know. you. It's good for you. I don't know if you should have said that. <laughs> I don't know if you should have said that. She was I not supposed to say that? I I feel like there are certain things that maybe should should stay Just between you and your mom. <laughs> Damn, man! But you're not supposed to be ashamed of it. Like I, we always breastfeed in public, and people, you know, they stare in disgust. But I always feel like they're just approving us that way. You know, like that's the way they're, they're approving. <laughs> Trust me, buddy. They're not. Should I stop breastfeeding? Yeah, you're you're a big boy. Being best friend. Upgrade to the bottle. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what, what, what we're doing is we're talking about what's happening on them titties. On them titties. <laughs> and this is why at titties. Welcome to we're Earth Titty Miner. and titty and titty. <laughs> Triple titties. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're talking about what's happening on the earth. In our minds. This is why it matters. It is fucking January 20th. This is the show. We're already fucking 10 hours in just talking white <laughs> chefs. Welcome to Earth, Mind, and Matter. <laughs> Welcome to Earth, Mind, and Matter. And that was my quick topics. Actually, I got one fucking more because I've been wanting to fucking set this up for a bit. And Martin Luther King, they just passed, right? I'm okay. I'm okay. And so I want to talk milk. about milk. Milk. And so I wanted to talk about, I bet you he breastfed up until the day he died. I, I bet yeah. he didn't. That's, That's what, maybe why he died. <laughs> <laughs> he got assassinated while breastfeeding. <laughs> My titties. Uh, he was going into the motel room where his mom wants to get breastfed. <laughs> the dirty, the dirty uh, what's it called? Motel Six. <laughs> Under pseudonyms. <laughs> he just going in with his hands to his face. And no flash photography, please. Um, I wanted to talk about this motherfucker who probably would say he still breastfeeds. Bitch ass motherfucking George Santos. George Santos. I'm uh, sure you've heard about this guy. Uh, his name sounds familiar. Remind well, me. Well, he, he looks like a douchebag. He's a douchebag and he's a piece of shit, right? And I'm not, I didn't want to come <laughs> off so opinionated on him, but he fucking sucks. Anyway, uh, this is a kid show. <laughs> so he's basically a, somebody who got elected as a congressman who just fucking lied about everything. And he admitted he lied about his basically his resume. And okay. uh, I'm going to read you some of the lies he, he told, right? Piece of shit. So he said he went to college, right? Um, he said that he obtained degrees from NYU, Baruch, and another New York City school. This was a lie. He never graduated from those schools, and there was no record of him even attending under any alias. And he's admitted that he it's true. This is a lie. He said that he went to prep school. He said that in a, in a campaign biography during his 2020 failed bid for Congress that he had briefly attended a prestigious prep school in New York. 
And he did not graduate from Forrest Mann due to financial difficulties for his uh, for his family. Uh, but Horace Mann said he was never there and he never attended. All right. So Mr. Sanders never responds to this. But OK, he lied about his school, which is a big deal. Right. OK. He said he worked at banks. Right. He says uh, that he did and he didn't. <laughs> so that's, you know, he said he worked for Citigroup or Goldman Sachs. And then he said that this was a lie. He says that he worked for the two banks through a third company, though, instead, and that there was no but there was no evidence to back that claim up. Right. He said that he's Jewish and his parents, grandparents fled the Holocaust. Oh, man. This is also a lie. Right. And so let's see. So he said he was Jewish and the Republican Jewish coalition says that he represented himself to them as Jewish. And he made he has made public comments to that effect in interviews. Then there was the position paper uncovered by Axios in which he simply refers to himself as an American Jew, right? But in Fox News, he insisted that, that he did not lie and in fact only referred to him as Jew-ish, like ish. <laughs> There's a comedian who says, you can't be Jew-ish, you know? It's like, yeah, I can't be yeah. black-ish, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, this is right here. It sounded like a ripoff from the Weekend Update joke. But he's actually Catholic. And uh, genealogists contacted by the forward said that there was no evidence to prove his other plastic claims that his grandparents on his mother's side escaped the Holocaust because they were born in Brazil. Bruh. <laughs> yeah. You know what that reminds me of? It yeah. reminds me of that actor from uh, that show, The League, on uh -huh. FX. I don't know about him. Um, no. The act uh, I forget which actor specifically. I forget his name. For some I, reason, I, I think of Ezra Miller. <laughs> That's the, but like yeah. uh, one of the actors on that show, The League, uh, yeah. they got outed for being a 9-11 liar. Like they had oh, a man. whole story where they like Why had, do people been, do that, had been telling for years <laughs> in shows and on the news that like he yeah. survived 9-11 or something. There has and, to be something there then. It's so weird. Yeah. Like, why would you lie about that? Do you remember that episode about that guy who, like, you know, set his house on fire, went to Mount Everest and stuff, and he lied about everything, then he killed himself in court? I don't know if you briefly remember that. Like, he set his house on fire. And oh. Then, you, you remember? And then, like, he happened to have a scuba suit in there, so he was yes. able to breathe oxygen. Uh, I don't know what episode that is, but just look up, like, you know, people killing themselves in court. And, yeah, I think that, that what's it called when you're, like, an excessive liar? Uh, uh, pathological liar. Pathological liar, yeah. And it doesn't end there. He said that he knew victims of the post nightclub shooting. Remember, the, it happened in Florida, in I think Florida. so. Yeah. It was like a, 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 hate, a hate crime against yeah. like gay people and stuff mm -hmm. like that. He said that he had personally lost four of his employees at the tragedy of post nightclub. He told us the WNYC. It was later determined by news reports that no one on the list of those killed in the mass shooting were identifiable as being employees of any business owned by Mr. Santos. Bruh. Then he changed his story to say, well, they hadn't officially been hired yet. The four unnamed persons were supposedly all new employees. No evidence of that either. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know this one. This one that says he owns real estate, but I don't care about that one. But his mother died twice. <laughs> what? <laughs> so in one tweet uncovered Wednesday by reporters, Mr. Santos claimed that his mother had died in 9-11 terrorist attacks on the Twin Towers in New York. Then he sent another tweet five months later in that message. His mother had a new time of death, December 23rd, 2016. He's never admitted to this fib or addressed it publicly. It is reasonably safe to say that his mother did not come back from the dead. <laughs> um, he lied about his apartment being robbed. Uh, his name is George Santos. Uh, let's see. Uh, but he called himself Anthony DeVolder. I don't know. Yeah. He may have performed as a drag queen in Brazil. 
I think I yeah, knew about that. One, that. that one is coming to light a little more. And so, yeah. But I want to tell the truth about about George Santos. You know what I mean? I, I want to. First of all, let me let me show you a, a picture of him because I want you to. I want you to get to know the guy, right? Because he's I, not a liar. I've seen the picture of him as a drag queen. No, no, no. But this is who George Santos is. That's George Santos. <laughs> you know, and I'm showing, you know, this is exactly who he is. We'll put the picture in the video. But what did you see in the picture? MLK? <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually George Santos uh, before he came alive. Like, he's the reincarnation of Martin Luther King. Okay. You know? And he's also Afro-Indian, right? And okay. He, and he's a Black Panther. This is all George Santos Because he right. doesn't tell a lie bro <laughs> Yeah but This guy gets me tight bro Because he, he um, He's still our congressman uh, He said that he would He would not retire But he would Step down if He got like 142,000 people To like You know Ask for Sign it Sign a petition or something And it, it's just crazy He just gets me so mad Because he's such a public liar And accepts his position As a congressman I don't get it there's, And there's no rules for that yeah. I mean, there should be. I mean, there should be. And then like, the whole Speaker of the House thing, where they had to vote seventeen times until mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy and shit like that—that that was ridiculous. That's that's fucking. Stu- that's why that, that like you know I barely have any faith in politics, but that to me was just like this is this makes no sense. <laughs> you know what the fuck? They basically just kept voting to make this guy the Speaker of the House. Yeah, I'm assuming. And of course, there's more detail to it, but. But yeah, fuck you, George Santos, or whoever the fuck you are, <laughs> and your double dead grandmother or mother or whatever, <laughs> your Brazilian grandma, fuck all those people, but only who you make them to be, not who they actually are, because you're a fucking liar, you crackhead. Santos, <laughs> I just want to know, why? Why, bro? And don't give me some why? lie. <laughs> He's like, because I'm from the future. <laughs> and- What's that mean? Why? 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 Tell me the one it's human nature. Oh, and my last thing, which is a real quick one. What? Okay, what is a cow? Uh, In the most vague sense. An animal? It's not. What is a bull? An animal? It's not. Okay. A cow or a bull is not an animal. All right, so what are they? They're cattle. Uh. Ah. Ah, right? A cattle is the animal, a cow or bull is the gender. So when you say, like, you know... is, is, is there's not the animal part like a cow isn't an animal so what's cattle the animal is. name of a cow cattle they're all cattle oh they're just called cattle they're called cattle but uh, they just happen to be either a cow or a bull if they're male or female okay that's it that's all i got <laughs> <laughs> shout out to beatrice she put me onto that i think i might have said this on the show before yeah. but um the the cow Otis from the cow goes uh, moo. Oh uh, yeah, he's not binary, right? Or something he's like trans. That. He's trans. <laughs> he's he that from from a what's that? Uh, a, in the barnyard. Um, uh, what is it? Back at the barnyard. Back at the barnyard. Yeah, it's a good Nick. movie. It's a good movie. Um, oh, the the show is all right, but the I like the show too. But the movie was best. Yeah, the fucking cow is trans. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a male cow. Impossible. Mm. Case closed. <laughs> Moving forward. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, I mean, anything else you want to say before we get into the three topics? Man, I just want to say this is mm. second week back after, second week after back. our break. And now we on a roll. When this episode comes out on sun, on Monday, Monday. Uh, it'll be our, well, our, well Sunday is mm. the one year anniversary of the show. Oh, this Sunday? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, nice, nice. Let's go. So, when this episode yeah. comes out, uh, it'll be sort of our one year anniversary Let's episode. Go. And then Monday, um, we just shoot. And then, Monday will be the shooting one. Yes. This is the pre-celebration. Mm. The pre celebration so nice. you know we're 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 gonna do something uh kind of special for next episode Man, donate fifty thousand dollars to your favorite charity <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
50 bitcoins to your favorite charity. <laughs> Yeah. But you know we're at episode forty now, guys. It's fucking I, crazy, I bro. just want to say, you know, we we hit a thousand downloads back in November. Yeah, back man. At like episode thirty-seven, thirty-six, something like that. Good times, good times. And I just want to say, you know, we're we're not stopping. Yeah, twenty twenty-three has got a lot. On of On the contrary, we're going. We are we are completely going. <laughs> yeah. Nice. We got a lot of things prepped for you guys yeah. this year. One hundred percent. It's already prepped. Like we already have the episodes recorded. We're not even here right now. Yeah, it's we're just a tape uh, We're actually in the multiverse. Yeah, that's my favorite place to be. I'm on Earth Six right now. I'm on Malibu, but instead of people there, they're all just crackheads. Oh, that's Earth Twenty Three. Yeah, man. So the crackheads that's, around me. That's yeah, not yeah. a good Earth, man. It's good because they don't interact and they all massage you, minus the asshole. Yeah, but you know, they are massaging you for yeah. crack. Well, I fucked them. Because <laughs> you have any crack on you? It's the thing is that crack is the, all the buildings are made of crack. So the infinite crack. You get me? That is true. You get I me? forgot about that. And so the only thing they eat is hot dogs, which is fine. Uh, but the Did hot you dogs, bring a chiseling tool so you could like chisel the crack off nah, of the buildings? Nah, for they're them? crackheads, so they're gonna do these. They're gonna do it themselves. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep. yeah. What am I saying? Come on, bro. What? <laughs> I think uh, Ryan sent me a video today where Freddie Gibbs is a rapper, right? And he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. And he, he just also casually was like, yeah, man, I shot a crack hair like nine times. And he was still running away oh, <laughs> like, yeah, with the tech nine. And then Joe Rogan goes, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck, bro? Shout out to Freddie Gibbs, though. His fucking music is great. <laughs> uh, I, I do have a quick topic for Freddie Gibbs. It's pretty funny. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> We'll bring it up next episode. But yeah, but, I um, just I just wanted to show my appreciation for you guys. You, you guys, guys are, are all right. Nah, don't listen to Frank. <laughs> you know crackheads on Earth 23, <laughs> but I'll take it. Now, thank you guys for everything, especially you, Katrina. Shout out to Katrina. Especially mm. you, Matthew. Matthew, you're cool too. Especially you, Eduardo. Yeah, thank you to our CFO, Flying. Flying. Welcome to the show, folks. You're, you're a place, Lime. Uh, shout out I'm to Daffy Duck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know no impressions. So I just made some random noise. Um, shout out to our CFO Slime and our partner with the stake in this podcast, Brian. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what's coming up soon, but John didn't tell me that Slime told me not to tell you. But it's a very important meeting, and he'll be there. Oh. So if you don't remember, that's all you. But that was your hint. Oh, yeah. okay. I do remember. You know, the okay, fuck, it took me so long to remember that shit. February fourteenth. I was actually <laughs> February fourteenth. Yeah, yeah, I was actually gonna mention it. Yeah, because um, I because the other day I was like, yo, whatever happened with this? I forgot about that. It's a de- it's a deal we made. Uh, we might as well just say it, right? We can say it anything. Man. Oh, it's a pretty uh, top let, secret. Yeah, right. let, let's save it. Let's <laughs> okay. save it. Well, coming up soon is a very special meeting regarding the podcast. And yeah, so I mean, you won't be there, listener, but we will. And you know who was? I was very drunk when we made the thing, so I forgot completely until Jonathan <laughs> told me, and I was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> and you know who was asking me about uh, when are we gonna film uh, uh-huh. the next episode outside of the studio? Uh, Katrina, Andres. Oh really? <laughs> I just seen Andres. Motherfucker looking like he's on steroids now. Respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been yeah, in nah, the gym. Good for you, Andres. Shout out to you. Be better. You know, you know, but, be your yeah. best person. Yeah, he was like, when are you guys going to film at like at a comic book shop again or something like that? And I was like, soon, hopefully. don't worry. We'll figure the fuck don't out. Don't worry about that. The goal to me, I mean, I want to always shoot in a comic book shop. That'd be awesome. But I really want to shoot in a movie theater. Like that would mm-hmm. be fucking cool as shit. So I really got to, I got to get on that. Maybe ask people that work there. Maybe work it out. I, I, it's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Um, Anything is possible. It's possible. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so I got my three topics. 
Just and, three. Um, just three. Yeah. As, as per always. Oof. And then we got, not of four. course, not four, not seven, not wow. 3,472. Uh, I, I don't know if I could do the show then. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. That's all I got today. And I was really um, expecting five. <laughs> next time I'll have 17. Okay. Bro, somebody want to do a podcast with me? A hundred topics an episode. <laughs> and I was drunk, so I was like, yeah, bro, let's fucking do it. And then I woke up, and I'm sober, and I'm like, hell no, bro, I can barely get three topics for this fucking show. One hundred topics an episode? <laughs> Even if it was like, like, you know, hell no, bro. And I was supposed to do all the research. Get the fuck out of My bad, bro, but I can't do that. <laughs> I cannot do that. That shit is hard as fuck, bro. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> I'd be like, and the bus schedule for this week. What do you think? That that'd be the whole show, you know. <laughs> aluminum cans, <laughs> you know. Five cents, too little. Find out next week. <laughs> and ninety nine. The best paper week. towel to get around. <laughs> yeah, bugging the fuck out. We'd be our whole show would be finished in two episodes. <laughs> that'd be a whole season, fucking ten hour podcast. Um, but about three topics of this. I know usually we've been just going one by one, but I'll read them to you because they're a little vague as well. Let's do the first one. The first one, I don't know what to do. Like this, the first one, actually. I'm just read the topics, then I'll decide which one I'll do this first. Okay. The first one, I mean, the, <laughs> and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, the FDA approves a new treatment for early Alzheimer's? I think I've seen mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. So this was uh, pretty interesting, kind of medical talkish, but I thought it was pretty dope. The second one is who is Dave Portnoy? Do you know who that is? Don't know who Dave Portnoy is. It has is. to do with sports gambling, and they call him the degenerate gambler, you know? But a lot of people know who Dave Portnoy is. He's pretty much kind of like a Joe Rogan in some sense, in his own you know little world and stuff like that. He's huge. Okay. He's huge. And actually has a lot to do with uh, Slice and LIC, the pizzeria. Mm. And my last topic is Arab Andy. Arab Andy. Arab, Arab Andy. Don't know. So I'll leave that for a little thingy. But you know what? I'm going to start with Dave Portnoy because uh, I think this is pretty important. So I got you. So Dave Portnoy is somebody who is very huge in a within a company called Barstool. Right. And Barstool had a really like humble start, to be quite honest, started as a newspaper, a four page newspaper that he would hand out himself. Okay. Um, Back in like 2003 is when it came out and stuff. But he's known. In his past for having like gambling problems, uh, going bankrupt, even his father calling him a uh, degenerate gambler. And uh, but he's huge now. And he actually has a the way I've come to know him is these pizza reviews. I'm sure you've seen them on the shorts and stuff like that. Maybe not. But he'll be like one slice. Everybody knows the rules. Uh, he, he takes a bite of pizza. He goes all around New York City. Even in slice, when you put in the tip jar, there's his face with a 8.1 under it. And that's because he mm-hmm. rates the pizza one out of 10. 10 being the best pizza you'll ever have in your whole goddamn life, but for real. So nobody ever gets a 10, really. So even when you get like an 8.2, it's like some big deal type shit, right? Okay. Now, they're fun videos, and he's been doing them for a long time. One crazy- I'm unfamiliar with him. I really? I'm, I'm, let me, I actually want to show you one, actually, then, uh, because I think it's really important, man, because I, I'm going to show you the video, and then I'm explained. We won't have, we won't have to put in the video thing, but- uh, a lot of people are when when you're a pizzeria and you see Dave Pornoy walking through your pizzeria, it's like seeing Jesus Christ walk on water. <laughs> and I know that's a huge statement to say, but um, I want to show you this because I, I should have showed you this before the show. That's my bad. But let's see. I want to see if I could find. I'd say Portnoy's bad. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I want to. Oh, oh, fuck. I want to see. All right. So 
I just showed Javi a couple of videos. I'm going to play one on the actual microphone so they can hear it. But I want you to see that we just saw a news like section, right? On TV, right? Yeah. And literally the cover, the coverage is he goes and tries a slice of pizza. Like that's the news. No, no, there's nothing else attached to it. It's just Dave Portnoy goes, visits the Red Rose uh, pizzeria. And uh, I'm going to play now for the mic so you guys can listen. Because I'm sure a lot of people know. Some people don't. A lot of people are. Uh, what one of his visits evoked from a person from saying that. Great guy, Took me by surprise, and I just told Dave. Now I looked at him and I said, I recognize him. I see him on TV, and I just I lost my mom a few months ago. She was my partner here for 50 years, and I'm having a struggle right now because I close up every night early. Nothing's been the same. It's beautiful. I'm glad. I don't know how. I'm glad we're here. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in Christ and God. And, Sometimes I say things are meant to be. I pray to my mom every day. I got a sweater here. Every day I got my mom's sweater right here with me. I'm behind in my rent. Oh. I'm kind of... Let me grab your info because we have that fun. We have the bar, so we're helping guys like you for 50 years. So I understand. That's, you'll probably get a call today, all right? Let us know like what you said to Con Ed, all that. Get us the numbers. We'll, we'll get you the money you need to get you all caught up. So you'll get this good girl Liz will probably be out in contact today. All right, welcome back to the Pizza Review Game. You're out gallivanting doing golf. I'm out here changing lives. So, and he's very like a very comedic guy. Tells a lot of jokes. You know, has a lot of crazy ranging humor, as you'll see when it comes to here and everything. And um, so I just want to preface it with that because it's not just because this article is. Oh, I thought it was an iPhone charger and shit like that. I was curious yeah. what happened <laughs> over there. It's okay. I'm, I'm not dying yet. Um, but. I wanted to show that because that was my exposure to who Dave Portnoy is. And from then on out, I kind of just kept watching his videos. I was obsessed with them, bro. I was obsessed with these videos. I watched like a 500 and them and stuff. And then I saw this article. And this article has a very bad tone to it. It's um one of the things, I mean, most of the things, I'm not going to sugarcoat the article too. Like, I'm not going to do what this writer did with this article. I'm going to just read, you know, the points that I took. And represent this article and also have my opinion on this stuff too. One thing that they mentioned in that video is the Barstool Fund. Uh, I mean, oh man, there's many videos where he's visited pizzerias and the owners just cried because of seeing him. Oh, wow. One thing is that like he'll rate pizzas bad or good. He'll do that. But the truth is that when he goes to a pizzeria and he tastes it and they're good, which is a restaurant, what a restaurant should provide, their businesses boom like crazy. People would travel from different states because he recommends you to go to that pizzeria. When I was in Philly, I was trying to find the pizzerias he went to. There was actually a episode, in, I think, in, you know, a little short video in Philly where uh, he goes to a pizzeria. The son is working and the, the son tells him that he, he uses an alias whenever he orders pizza because they mm. don't want. He doesn't want he doesn't them want to, to make. Off. Yeah, exactly. So they can make a better pizza for him. He just yeah. he, they know how he likes it. Blah, blah, blah. This day four night, he didn't have time, but the son was like, please just come to my house. We're right down the block. My dad's there. His dad is sick with this disease. He can't really walk. And Dave Pornoy takes time, talks to the father. And it's just a real emotional moment because, like, yeah, you may say, like, oh, it's just fucking pizza videos. But, man, these pizza places are people's livelihoods. Mm-hmm. I was at a pizzeria about maybe, let's say, two months ago. I used to go there when I was a kid. Like Russ, Russ Pizza on Manhattan Avenue, right? Uh, I used to go there as a kid. I used to go to PS31, right? And me and my friends would sit there. I was sitting there since a little kid till now, right? I go get a pizza. I'm like, fuck it. Let me get a pizza. Actually, the girl, one girl I dated from middle school, her father has always worked there, right? All right. Yeah, I think he worked at a different pizzeria, but 
He remembered me, bro. Like I didn't think he remembered me anymore. Nice. So I, I'm there. I'm there getting my pizza and stuff, and he's like, and "You were like community." <laughs> I was like, "Hey, yeah, community." Ultimately, and um, he was like, "Been a long time, huh?" And I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so I was <laughs> Did like, "Did you recognize him?" Yeah, I I always know who he is, and that's okay. how long the place has been there. That it's been the same workers back to back. You know, it's the good spot because. I mean, they they got the they got the AC blowing, and you can see the cold air coming out because in the winter they keep the door open. I, I mean, the heater. I mean, or whatever the AC in this in this window in the summer the AC blows cold air, so you can see the cold air coming out and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got the pizza right in the back, like right in the back. You can see it, orange seats and it's a small little spot. And he saw me, and he was a, it's been a long time, and I was like, oh yeah, you're uh, Rocio's dad, right? And he was like, yeah. And he's like, how you been? He's like, good. I'm like, man, good to see you. And Man, I left that place like feeling like, oh my God, like that was, <laughs> fuck the pizza, you know what I mean? It's really like, that was so amazing that he still remembers who I am and everything. And that goes I mean, to show. his daughter. <laughs> yeah. He probably hated you. <laughs> yeah, like, this <laughs> motherfucker. He didn't know me like that though. I, I, we never really like showed ourselves to his parents, but he, he know me since I was a kid. Maybe he did. I don't know. Oh, she. <laughs> but, um. The important thing was just like cherishing that, you know, like because mm-hmm. uh, I don't really get to go there anymore. I kind of like I'm, I'm around like what I see and stuff like that. Or grandma I like that pizza a little better now. Um, but it was really important. And the more crucial aspect of that story is that pizza places like any other small businesses, when they're around for a long time, like you really know they're around for a long time. And so what this guy's doing with these pizzerias is blowing up their businesses just by simply visiting them. He also mentioned in the Barstool, the Barstool Fund. Uh, there's a bar near my house that it has some controversy passed. And just, I don't know if you remember, but you gotta be 23 in order to walk in. We passed it. Yes, yes. Yeah. So if you look at the sign out front, it says, thank you, Dave Portnoy, for helping us through the Barstool Fund. Like, this is right there. And I mm. actually just noticed it like last year. And what the Barstool Fund is, and my assumption is in the gist, because I that in research, it just helps small businesses throughout the pandemic. There's actually a guy in one of his videos saying, you do more than the government has done has ever done for us. You know, to Dave Portnoy. And he said it's been going on for like 50 years or maybe like this and that, however long. But again, generosity is not the sum up of who this guy is. Because again, this article, as biased as it may be, and it does come from the New York Times by Emily Steele. Um, I just think that, yes, I'm just seeing a newer version of this guy. But I just wanted to give that preface literally because that's how I know this guy is. And I think he's funny as fuck. He uh he's banned from NFL's games because he protested Roger Goodell as a whole documentary on it with Patriots players and coach like legends. Why did he ban it? Um, because Tom Brady was getting suspended for two games because of the flake gate. This is when the ball was suspected to be deflated for to make it easier for him to play with. Okay. And he won Super Bowl. And so him and his buddies uh handcuffed each other and protested Roger Goodell in NFL headquarters. Um they stayed there until they were escorted out and then they were arrested. But it, it made this whole spiel about everything and just basically this whole movement. And like, he's a he's a clown, man. Like, but in a respectable, respect, respectful, blah, respectful manner. Respectful. And, uh, <laughs> and um, I just think this guy's hilarious, man. I really idolize how he came up to be where he is today. And just, you know, I'm not saying he's God, but I think he's very strategic. You know, he's Jesus. <laughs> he's Jesus. He's Calvin Klein. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, I just I idolize work ethic so much that there's even a picture of him at his desk in 2011 that he looks like shit. But I equate it to, and don't kill me for this, but Kobe Bryant sitting in the locker room with his sweats with his championship trophy in his hands looking mad serious. I don't know if you've ever seen that photo. I, I'm not sure. I'm gonna, I'll show you a picture. But, and if you, people listening, you're like, what the fuck? But 
It's because it was before he erupted into just millionaire. Because he's he's always loved sports betting, all right. So, uh, all right. So, um, I was actually he was actually on Joe Rogan, and I've been listening to the beginning episodes, but I listened to like a portion of this. And the way it starts out, I think it prefaces. Okay, wait. What? So, b- before we get into oh, the, the article, uh, what's up? Uh, I just want to ask. So, yeah. like, okay, so this guy, uh, from what I'm so far from what I'm getting, yeah, seems yeah. like he yeah. might have like gotten into some shady shit or something um or i would say his past somebody's trying to bring up his past to just kind of like scramble him the the real emphasis on this article is to represent later on who buys bar who buys a stake into barstool the he's founded barstool right mm-hmm. the company and a company wants to buy into it to lead to a sports betting app right okay and so th- this is why I, I i hate this lady you know this emily Steele lady because um it's such a biased article. And, and you know, obviously I could sound biased as well, but I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to, you know, sharpen this guy's image. You'll see this. But it really has more to do with the gambling aspect of it. And um, actually the title is this. And just tell me what you think of this. Desperate for growth, aging casino company embraced degenerate gambler. And under is a picture of Dave Portnoy right here. And it says, David Portnoy, the founder of Barstool Sports, visited Penn State in October. David Portnoy, who has a history of misogynistic and racist behavior, is now a public spokesman for the sports betting industry. Okay. So that's that's the title of the article. So, of course, there's no, like, obviously this is going one way, right? And, um, but they said the same thing about Joe Rogan, right? And this is why I want to preface the beginning of this, because this is how they start the, the what's it called? The podcast that they had. It's like a recent episode. Okay. It says... Uh, Joe Rogan to Dave Portnoy at the beginning of the show. Quote, uh, we were just talking about how we're a bunch of right, right-wing right psychos. If you're not completely aligned with the left, they'll just lump you in with that, with the left. Um, Dave Portnoy says, yours is pretty, what's it called? What, uh, yours is pretty easy to figure out, though, because you didn't endorse Bernie Sanders. And Joe Rogan laughed and says, yeah, but that doesn't mean anything to anybody. We're living in the weirdest time. People just want to categorize people in a tweet. In 280 symbols, you're this or that. And categorizes the enemy. Pornoy asks, "Does that bother you at all? Do you care?" And Joe Rogan says, "I mean, I wish they didn't, but what are you gonna do?" So I thought that was a really great way to preface this whole story, especially the beginning when they say, "Oh yeah, we were just talking about how we're a bunch of right wing psychos." That's what everybody thinks. You know what I mean? And uh, actually, to visit back at the New York Times article that uh, remember you we talked about it on the show and everything that he got all these medical things incorrect, uh, uh-huh. like that. Those things ended up being correct and are reported on now. And it's it's the truth. You know, there's a lot of specific things and a lot of stuff too. And they're reported by like news media today. News media today. And he says that he would have regretted it if those things ended up being wrong and killing people. And clarifying it on this episode, those things a majority of those things were correct. And again, and he even says it himself, Joe Rogan, which is not him. This is not an episode about him, that it wasn't even him that said those things. It was the people he had on. And that he'll continue to have people on with different opinions. Uh, somebody who ha- who who advocates for I think Pfizer or something. He talked about like how vaccinating was you know almost peril to him, and it's I mean it's it's just the truth. Like it's not yeah, even I mean, like I, you know, I'll just say like yeah. you know even with that um just to remind yeah. you just like yeah I was never ever trying to put sole blame on Joe. Rogan oh no, or no. anything like that. Yeah, it, I mean like, we kind of just had that whole conversation. I think Brian was here also. Mm-hmm. I yeah, just um, like I just well, I think what was just important about that is yeah. just kind of like that 
while there were things being said on yeah. the show, um, not only by him, but yeah. by his guests, that obviously it can be labeled as misinformation. Yeah. And, Which it isn't no more. You know and, what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it's just, um, I think when it when it's your show, it's yeah. easy to be the scapegoat and to just kind of be oh, like, yeah. For oh, sure, well, mm-hmm. it's his fault because, you know, it's his show yeah, yeah. and whatever. And like, I did say mm-hmm. myself in that episode that mm-hmm. like, I feel like that because it it his it is his show mm-hmm. that um if it were my show I'd feel some sort of responsibility of yeah. to it. I mean you um, you you're born to feel guilt if you have so many fingers pointing at you anyway, you know what I mean? Like did I do something wrong? Type yeah, of feeling, so you know? that and and that yeah. was a big point that I was trying to uh, make mm-hmm. back then of just like you know, I'm not trying to say it's solely his fault, but yeah, like yeah. at the end of the day it is his show. Like he does choose who comes on the show and things yeah. like that. And, so and I agree. And I know like I know you were completely saying that like, oh, like this guy's the devil and stuff. But the thing is that the New York Times is trying to paint that picture, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and again, like, you know, there's a lot of history of, you know, either like I mean, who, what is in bias today? You know, I know the New York Times, you know, tends to be this and that. But who knows, man? Who knows? So and I'm not completely shitting on this Emily Steele person. It just uh, yeah, unless you, I mean, you are. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. You are. I, I 100% am. <laughs> But I, I I'm, again, I want to represent her image because she does state facts, and I'm not gonna hide away from it. I just really wanted to preface it with all that because it's just, it's today listening to that conversation and reading this article, it just invoked in me, and ultimately the message of like you just gotta speak your truth and not bite your tongue, you know? Like it's really hard to do that today, you know? And like even doing this podcast, like yo, we say so much stuff that like for sure we could we're potentially gonna piss off like a hundred people, you know, some more than others, and some you know and. And it's like, you know, we talk about that. It's a scary thing sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. but it's also just you got to be bold with, with your word, you know, and, and what's attached to your name and everything. And, you know, we grow and mature and we always change. But we're not who we were in the past. And I think that, you know, it's so hard to be a human today, you know, like, I'll, you know? I'll just say that I was kind of thinking about this yeah. to myself mm-hmm. um, where I was just kind of like. It was more of a theory more than anything. I wasn't trying to say that, like, mm-hmm. I think it's this way. Yeah, yeah. But I was kind of thinking to myself, is the world more sensitive today mm-hmm. or is it just easier to say what's wrong or quote unquote what's wrong? Mm. Because I I wonder, like, if the Internet was a thing back, mm. like, during the 70s, for yeah. example, and when drugs were rampant mm. and all these sorts of situations were happening during the seventies, like the cold war and yeah, all this yeah. shit. I wonder how much more vocal people would be about mm-hmm. those things if they had the internet back then. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was just thinking about that where it was just like, is the world really more sensitive now yeah. or is it just, do we have more access to basically mm-hmm. complain? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think the world is more influenced now and it's, be made a sensitive world because now the youth or like you know the grown youth the gr- who was youthful before obviously like younger before is influenced by the many voices there are there are you get me and um i know it's all kind of jamble but it's a hard question to answer i just think that you know whatever it is whether it's the one or the other i just think that th- there's so much influence the only difference is that not not only can you be vocal today, but you can be consequential, right? So like you people kind of suppressing others' voices because they don't agree with it can not only lead to just them like, you know, uh, being attacked verbally or this and that by people who want to spread love, right? But then again, they can lose their jobs. They can lose their, 
you know, show uh, that they have on TV. They can lose this and that. You know, I, I understand things like fucking like like really, you know, like, oh, Harvey Weinstein type shit. Like, of course, we need to punish that, you know, but just I mean, there's so many opinions now that you, you can never please everybody. But nowadays, like you have to abide people like they're the law, you know, because it hurts their feelings, you know. And I think I think there's this false romanticization of today's society, the potential it can have, and uh, like kind of a skewed utopia, you know? Like people want everywhere to be New York City, minus the crime, you know? And people think of Texas as racism, you know, county, because we perceive, you know, a, a guy who is a redneck, you know, as like, you know, this and that. And I think like People are so ignorant to America that people think that America is supposed to be Europe and Germany and fucking, you know, like Spain, you know, where where like a mixture of all that just leads to. And then, of course, social media like TikTok and all that shit. I think that it, it's such a difficult way to view the world today. And I think that the saddest I mean, I, I think mental health is so high only because like you're not allowed to be a human being, you know, like you're not allowed to be flawed. You know, and I, I, I mean, don't know. You could say that you've never been allowed to be flawed in some sense. But I think, you know, like, sometimes about it, back then, yeah. like mm-hmm. you said it yourself, mental mm-hmm. health was uh, much looked down upon mm-hmm. back back in the days. So well, yeah, for like, sure. I mean, it was I mean, nobody really, you know, it's kind of like this. And then this is kind of not the same. But I asked somebody today, though, somebody I work with, because I've heard this before. I was like, when you were younger, right? And other people were younger. Did you guys have a lot of allergies? She's like, no, like nobody had allergies. Actually, in Korea, there's so little allergies that like, you know, if you say like you go over there and you're like, oh, I have an allergy to this. They're like, oh, yeah, you just got to eat a lot more of that. <laughs> but now in today's generation and, and like recent generations, allergies have been more freak, common than ever. And this is from a lot of sources that uh, people that are way older than me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not like way older, but way older. And I feel I don't. Of course, that's not the same at all as mental health. But I think. There was, there is an ignorance is bliss factor, you know? And I feel that like, yeah, I think kids should be playing in the park and not on TikTok. And I think that's a huge deal with it, you know? Because like, I remember, I remember one time I posted a picture of a, of like a a bridge leading to a highway and it just starts, uh, it just happened to be painted like rainbow because, and I put the color out because it was a rainy day Uh and somebody messaged me. They were like, you fucking faggot. Like, you know, (laughs) you know, gays are bad and this and that. I was like, what? Like, I don't get offended or nothing because I'm just like, you know, what the hell, you know? But it was like the first time I received like hate mail from like a stranger account, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, what the hell? So I blocked them and I'm like, damn. You never received hate like online games? Oh, I mean, I mean, Xbox Live for sure. Yeah. You know, that, but I'm saying like from an Instagram DM, you know, okay. like I've never received that randomly. Like to me, it was just so off guard. Like I don't, I'm not phased by that. Like to me, I'm just like, I mean, I think people are going to be crazy and I've had people say things, you know, verbal things, you know, and that, that to me makes me bite my tongue a little more, but you know, you gotta keep straight face, keep going. But that was like so strange, you know? So I was like, damn, bro, I'm never posting rainbow again. <laughs> uh, real quick, I just thought it'd be funny if Chick-fil-A had like rainbow milkshakes because the LGBTQ community would be bad, right? I mean, it would be mad, right? Um, I, I remember when Chick-fil-A <laughs> had like a sign on their door. Yeah. I saw this on Reddit. Their sign yeah. said like, we welcome all walks of life. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you're masked, unmasked, yeah. left, right, yeah. this and that, whatever. And like the Reddit caption is like, unless you're gay. Unless you're gay. But I, I just think it'd be funny if they had rainbow milkshakes because then like, 
you know, gay people can be mad or LGBTQ people can be mad, but it's also like you don't own the rainbow, motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like a rainbow is a. I know <laughs> they, they stole own Skittles, it. Frankie. Okay, <laughs> Skittles belongs <laughs> to them. The they, LGBTQ they community is gonna monopolize Skittles. <laughs> when you open a bag of Skittles, all you hear is. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you open a bag of Skittles, you're gonna, you're gonna hear, oh, "Hey, no. baby, you yeah. look nice." <laughs> delicious <laughs> and so um yeah man i, I it's so funny because when because when we were in cali and we were at yeah. the bar um fucking when we went out to go smoke yeah uh none of us had a lighter on us because we're yeah. all stupid <laughs> yeah of course and there was like a big group like walking towards us and yeah. we we're just like hey dude you guys got a lighter uh-huh. and like the gay dude of the group like just like jumps out he's like oh of course i got a, i got a lighter for you honey <laughs> and just like fucking funny. <laughs> like hands us a lighter <laughs> you know what's funny like you know when you you know spark a lighter goes right imagine he does it and it goes <laughs> you're welcome baby <laughs> and then you fucking the flame is rainbow <laughs> I'd buy that shit that should be pretty yeah, fucking that'd be, pretty that'd be pretty cool dope. yo gay that'd people get on it bro and LGBTQ whatever <laughs> that's funny as fuck um but my whole point being that like man I, I know I, I still grew up in a digital age as well but I definitely am so grateful, man, that I remember next to my house before the skate park was there was this big patch of grass. And me and my friend Tim, shout out to Timothy, my brother, we, we would uh we would just play like like baseball with two people. We would okay. play football, like two man football, and the trees would be receivers. And he would be a defense, he would count to three, and then like I would have only certain time to throw, and then I would throw and I hit a tree, and that's like, you know, five yards. And that was the imagination. You know, we had we had one baseball bat. We hit the ball. I remember it went over the fence and the fence within had so much trees before the pool was there. And I thought it looked like Jurassic Park. So I was like scared. And one time he he got my dad's ball over and I was like, fuck, that ball's expensive. And, <laughs> and I, I don't have that ball no more. Oh, my homie Tim, I love him. And so I had to go under and get the ball. And, you know, little things like that. I remember in McCarran Park when the pool was abandoned, I would, I, me and my friends from middle school, we all climbed over the brick wall just to go into an empty pool. And we threw, like, sparklers. We spray painted up there. Like, and I feel like, you know, of course, the OGs will still do that today, I mean, like the young kids. And by, but by, I, by that, I mean, I just feel like now it's like, hey, like, let's get on our phones and just just hang out and i'm not talking about like us right now or like middle school i'm talking about like little kids oh what sorry i was on instagram right now <laughs> yeah. what was that what were you talking about <laughs> just you follow me bro and i just feel like no but frankie look at this meme real quick <laughs> isn't this meme hilarious oh my god oh no <laughs> you know? and 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 even covering that tiktok story of like people uh, young children developing tics and stuff like that you know through tiktok and stuff like that which is kind of ironic uh whatever uh, it's just or whatever. So unnecessary. Or whatever. I just think, <laughs> I just think that I think the biggest factor of before all this sensitivity or you know, or the access to, you know, accuse easy access to accuse is just the the fact that we were more together in the past and of course that comes with its flaws you know like there's a whole bunch of things that you know technology has strengthened i mean uh, there's probably more pros than cons you know but i mean talking to the people from like uh that i work with that are old that have children and stuff like just you know hearing things like mental health affecting children nowadays like uh it's just interesting man and i just feel 
that it, it's a strange world today. And it's, when it comes to like these two people, I mean, of course, they're like cisgender white men. So like they're de- basically the devil to anybody <laughs> with blue hair. <laughs> you get me? Like it is they're they are Satan to the to the what's it called? To the atheist blue haired, you know, like Black Lives Matter, you know. Me. <laughs> no, because you're not blue haired and shit like that, you know, or like, you know, Black I Lives identify Matter. as blue haired, Frankie. I identify as just blue hair. <laughs> just plop. <laughs> um, I just think, I just think, and of course, those are very like uh, far fetched kind of, you know, you know, how can I say, like, display of people, you know, it's not, obviously there are people in the middle, and I feel like me and you have, like, a lot of opinions that just, I mean, this is why we have the show, you know, because I feel like we don't agree on a lot of things, you know, like, but there are a lot of things where we're like, oh, nah, man, like, come on, <laughs> you know, and uh, I just think, like, for me, like, I just think Dave Fornoy is a very interesting character who obviously is doing good, has demons, and is just a normal human being who just is in the position to be where he's at because he never stopped moving forward you know and uh he's funny as fuck (laughs) he's funny as fuck and so regarding these two you know right-wing cycles as joe Joe rogan puts it i'll start the episode with i mean the the topic all right so moving on with dave portnoy um just to get into it now uh so we know that you know he does the pizza reviews he he helps small businesses during the pandemic and even now with the barstool fund and um, you know, he's part of this huge sports betting app, which is Barstool Sportsbook, just like DraftKings, Caesars, all these big companies. Mm. And this story has actually more information about those things and shit that I did not know at all. But just to go into him very briefly. So, you know, beginning of his life, he owed credit card companies about $59,000. And he owed Respect. <laughs> and $18,000 to his father. Respect. He lost $30,000 gambling. And at 26 years old, I'm 26 years old. He filed for bankruptcy protection in, in 2004. Major respect. Oh, D, bro. And so <clears throat> what Barstool Sports is, for those that don't know, it's an American blog website and digital media company headquartered in New York. Shout out to New York City. And Where? It produ- New York City. And it I pro- didn't hear you. Shut up, Javi. <laughs> and it <laughs> produces content on sports and pop culture. It was founded by Dave Portnoy in 2003 in Milton, Massachusetts. Shout out to Boston. I know it's not Boston, yeah. <laughs> but... Boston's pretty cool. So the company's uh, two primary owners are the Sherman Group and Penn Entertainment. Uh, keep an ear on Penn Entertainment because they're a majority of this whole story, right? Okay. So the current CEO of Barstool is Erica Nardini. And her, within the headquarters of NYC, and her office is a poster with the words toxic masculinity in her, in her office. And she has a podcast herself. It's called Token CEO. It's not better than our podcast, but, you know, she's trying. I mean, maybe it is. You nah, don't know. Have you listened to it? That shit trash. That shit, I, you know, yeah, I, that shit garbage. I'm bro. about to listen to that tonight. Uh, you definitely are gonna uh, fall asleep to it tonight. <laughs> Sex is ableist. Asian hate. So, um, so before all this shit, you know, David Pornoy started this four-page newspaper in 2003, and. I'm going to read the article title again because the article title written by Emily Steele, November 20th, 2022, is this. Desperate for growth, aging casino company embraced degenerate gambler. David Portnoy, the founder of Barstool Sports, visited Penn State in October. And he has a history of misogynistic and racist behavior, but now a public spokesman for the sports betting industry. Okay. She, she then writes this. After the brief mentioning of growth impact, oh no, I'm just that's most to myself. But she, then she writes this uh, verbatim: Mr. Portnoy, Portnoy, 45, rose to fame by capitalizing on misogyny and other offensive behavior. 
He once said that some women kind of deserve to be raped. He wouldn't remove photos showing a toddler's penis from his blog until police showed up at his door. He made what he acknowledged were racist statements, including, including using the N-word repeatedly. He outed women who accused him of sexual misconduct, threatened to fire employees, engage in unionizing, and repeatedly incited attacks on his critics. This is all one paragraph. Okay? Okay. And that's heavy. That's super heavy. And off the bat, you'd be like, this guy's the worst. You know? Um, I was going to look into the, each of those topics individually. But for the sake of the article, I'm not. I'm just going to leave that as that. And that's exactly. These are things that are true. I don't know what context all these things are in, but those are that's what she wrote. Now, um, let's see. So what Pornoy says, and what I heard in the podcast, basically, is just that there's a, there's a lot of things that are out of context. There's a lot of things that didn't age well, and he's acknowledged that because of like cancel culture today and everything. That I mean, I don't know the what thing you see here a lot is accusation, apologies that you know may be kind of squeezed out of him through today, and a whole lot of other things that I won't elaborate on. Because it really is just his own word. And I'm going to keep talking about the article, right? So, um, Penn Entertainment. You remember I mentioned that mm -hmm. earlier, right? Yes. They bought a 36% stake of Barstool. Real quick, is that uh, Penn with one or two N's? Two N. Okay. Like Pennsylvania type shit, yeah. I think? Yeah. So, they bought a 36% stake of Barstool. And Penn, what's it called? They're an American entertainment company and operator, integrated entertainment, sports contact, and casino gambling, right? Their method of bringing about sports gambling is to do so through Dave Portnoy as their spokesperson rather than advertisements, right? Most online sports betting books spend hundreds of millions on ads to promote their gambling companies. And in the past, there's been a bunch of people who have been associated with the gambling industry and like, you know, like mafia type shit and everything or like okay. bad noodles and everything. So now there are regulators that you don't want to be a bad noodle. Never. And now there are regulators that reveal who exactly are the major shareholders and marketing partners of these gambling companies to maintain this regulation. And in, in doing so, it ensures fairness to those who play and, and an ethical industry as well. Now, because that states want that tax revenue that comes with gambling, the oversight on regulation kind of eased in order to establish gambling companies prematurely and before undergoing full licensing reviews. Basically, you know, people want, states want gambling, especially sports gambling, to happen in their states because it brings about so much money. And there's supposed to be this stringent process in order for you to gain a license. And later you'll see that basically the states care more about just getting it started um before anything instead of like really checking out who's yeah. part of this company you, stuff, yeah right? okay yeah so quote iowa and tennessee sports betting companies allowed gamblers to put money in their accounts via credit cards even though seeking to discourage gambling that states had outlawed such transactions this is from the new york times why states were unprepared for a sports betting onslaught uh, I feel like gambling of a credit card is just such a crazy like, crazy crazy can, can you imagine like you, you know, say you only have $500 in your bank account and you got like a $2,000 limit on your credit card, right? And then you're like, you're drunk as fuck. You're in Vegas. You're having a good time. You're a Mets fan like me. You know, fucking no, no idea why. And, and you're like, let's like, go Mets. Let's fucking go Mets. 2000 on the Mets, even though like they're not supposed to win, but that means you're going to get so much money if they do. You wake up, $2,000 gone. $10,000 gone. $15,000 gone. If you got an Amex, like, they, they will let you take as much money as possible. So Iowa and Tennessee banned this. You're not supposed to do this, but DraftKings and other, you know, gambling apps allowed this. It's crazy. Of course they do. <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's the thing. It's it's like the regulators are supposed to stop this. And you're going to see the penalties and stuff too. So 
New York allowed bets to be placed on lower division football and basketball games, even though they weren't supposed to. And in Indiana, people who block themselves from betting, I don't know if you remember, it's self-exclusion from the casinos. Mm -hmm. So if you're like a real like avid gambler, you can self-exclude and yes. casinos won't yes. let you in. Um, and in Indiana, people did this and they blocked themselves from sports betting. They were still able to bet up to hundreds of thousands of dollars. On the app? On the app. That's God fucking damn. wild, man. So the top gambling regulator in Colorado is Daniel Hartman. And he was criticized because he had a lack. It's close to Dan Harmon. Close, but it's not <laughs> not just there. And he was criticized because of his lack on criminal background checks on betting businesses. He will let these businesses gain temporary license um, to sports betting, regardless. So the key word there: temporary licenses, right? Okay. So in twenty twenty one, the the hotline for you know problem gambling uh, rose by forty three percent in twenty twenty one. Um, they're not sure how much this is to be associated with sports gambling, but it's pretty, you know, pretty convenient. <laughs> We're not saying <laughs> that it's this, but you know what I mean? Um, the New York Times asked 20 people who had gambling problems as to why it occurred. And most did. Um, most did so because of its legality and the offers to place free risk bets provided by the gambling company. So I know Brian knows this and I know this. I don't know about Sam if you know this, but they will give you like, here, place $50 on us. And if you, you lose, you don't lose anything. You get the money back. But the money you place, and if you lose, you get it back, but it's credited to your account. You're not getting $50 back in your bank account. Yeah. You're getting $50 to play again, you know? And so um, they also, you know, offered these bets, you know, $50, $100, $150 to bet. And then they promote, you know, bets that are so easy to win. So there was one literally that the bet was who's going to, if any of the teams make a basket, you win. That was the bet. Like in a basketball <laughs> game, any team makes one basket, you win. Max bet $50. How much money? Uh, you can bet up to $50, you win like 25, 50 bucks. Okay. You know what okay. I'm trying to say? So that's interesting. And I, I've done it before and I'm like, what the fuck? Right. And so this entices plenty of new users to join the service. Uh, between January and October 2022, sports betting spent a quarter of a billion on ads on TV. This is God four damn. times than what it was that what they spent in 2020. So Massachusetts was like, "What?" And they proposed a bill to ban sports betting ads during the games, right? So if you're watching football, they didn't want no ads. If you're watching a hockey game, no DraftKings, nothing. Mm -hmm. But the AGA, the American Gaming Association, oh, it went out. Hold on. You can keep going. You can, hear, you can hear me still? No, I can't hear you, but okay. it, it's still recording. It's still recording? Yeah. Bet. Okay. So I'm going to go for there. The AGA, the American Gaming Association, pled that in doing so, people would just go to illegal sources of betting, which is a good point. I think so. Kind of like, why are you going to make um, you know weed illegal? Because then people would just go to dealers instead. You know, Why are you mm -hmm. going to make weapons illegal? Because then people would go to dealers instead. So they're saying, you know, why are you going to ban ads on TV and ban us for being, you know, having exposure? Because then people go to like bookies and stuff and that could get real dangerous or real problematic, you know? And so, um, I, what do you think about that? Like, what do you think about blocking ads off TV and everything for like during the games? I don't know, man. That just seems like, I don't know if that's necessarily their place to do that. Mm -hmm. But I will say that ads are very perversive. Of course. They, you know, they prey on your like most animalistic mm -hmm. instincts and things like yeah. that. Like they want you to just do the most simplest thing that you can do mm -hmm. spend money. Yeah. And I just think that 
while the intentions are pretty noble in terms of like mm. we don't want people to fall into sort of this rabbit hole of gambling and things like that yeah it seems like a slippery slope to kind of be mm. like you know maybe maybe it's not the best way to do it yeah or like effective and stuff you have something to say oh um yeah like i, I kind of thought that the effectiveness wouldn't be so you know, crazy. I feel like either way, before and after the game, they're going to see the ads regardless. But there are a shitload of ads in New York City for gambling. Mm-hmm. A shitload of them. And it's a bunch of companies and stuff. And so so the AGA heard about this and instead proposed to not market to kids or market excessive gambling. Some say they proposed this to lay off heavy, heavy government oversight. Interestingly enough, the UK saw a spike in gambling addiction and they were like, let's instill a ban on gambling ads during games exactly what massachusetts wanted to do right okay they also wanted to get rid of certain celebrity endorsements and the use of credit cards to bet in which 15 american states allow so 15 american states um allow you to bet with your credit card yeah which is so dangerous i feel like that's terrible man yeah that's really dangerous and um, others have fallen in their footsteps such as spain italy and australia and canada they prohibited free bet promotions which is what DraftKings does a lot and of course other people uh, which um, bet MG, MGM and DraftKings and the other companies broke that law within months and they were uh, penalized. So Damn. they were, they were, Canada said nah and they did it anyway. You know? Damn. In New York and Arizona, they review ads before they air and they tried to do this in New Jersey, but because there were so much ads, New Jersey just gave up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fucking Jersey. So, so, Typical sounds, Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like the Jersey motto. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> and so... Now, this is the punishment they received. So, Penn Entertainment, Barstool, was the only company that the New York Times could find that was punished for false or deceptive ad. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) What's up, bro? So, Penn Entertainment was the only company that was punished, you know, and uh, for false or deceptive ads, which minimized the risk of losing money in Indiana, right? Mm -hmm. They were fined $17,500 for doing this. They get six billion dollars in annual revenue every every year, of course, annual revenue. Yeah. So every year they get six billion dollars. They broke the law in Indiana and they were just charged seventeen thousand dollars and five hundred seventeen thousand five hundred dollars. Caesar Sports Seems fair. <laughs> Caesar Sportsbooks um, brings in ten billion dollars annually. Annually. God damn. Billion. They were just fined sixty thousand dollars after allowing betters to de- to deposit deposit more than two hundred thousand dollars via credit cards. So people are betting $200,000 using their credit cards. Um, Even though it's not allowed in Iowa, they did it anyway, and they were just fined $60,000. So those people are basically paying for the fine. Yeah. You know? Uh, In Iowa and Tennessee, you're not not allowed to deposit through credit card, even though these apps are allowing it regardless. Tennessee, though, when this happened, didn't ask for any punishment after this occurred. Um, they said that because other companies did it, that it would not happen again in a newer industry. This was the words of Mary Beth Thomas, the state's top sports betting regulator. So she would know. just like, she would just let him be. I don't know, Mary Beth Thomas. I don't know about that one. <laughs> so now um, the overwatch of just, you know, trying to get a gambling license is so strict that, well, they, they, they claim to be strict. The applicants for gambling license often have to submit tax returns, fingerprints, and even explain scars and tattoos. God damn. Yeah, just to like, you know, see any association with anything or whatever. 
But New York and 11 other states grant temporary permits after collecting basic info and background checks that allow gambling companies to accept bets months or even years sooner than they would if they had to wait for a full review. So they can just start off the bat with just some simple, you know, on a yeah, paper yeah. instead of what really should be a full review of everything to make sure everything is like legit. Mm, and again, the for, the, for the, you know, ethics of the player and stuff like that, you know, in Colorado, uh, remember the name Dan Hartman, mm-hmm. Daniel Hartman, top, you know, regulator of sports betting uh, through a review of five of 19 temporary licenses granted state auditors, auditors found that Colorado had not run the background checks for any of them. Damn. Yeah. 35, <laughs> of 30, 35 of 39 companies in Colorado were still operating with temporary licenses as of March, 2022. This is two years into betting in Colorado. So there's, you know, this full review is basically pointless because they're able to function regardless. Two years of making money. And is it, is all this in the article or is this, this is in the, this is in the sector of the article. Okay. So this is like, we're, we're going to return back to porn in a bit, but I was like, what the fuck? You That's know, it's crazy. Like, this is actually fucking real crazy shit. And it just, it seems kind of subtle, but writing this shit down, I was fucking baffled, you know, cause this is real fucked up. That same man, top, re- top regulator of sports betting in Colorado, Mr. Hartman, he received a glass trophy for North American Regulator of the Year from International Masters of Gaming Law. Damn. That's fucking stupid, man. So, again, in casinos, you can self-exclude if you bet too much money and don't want to return again. Federal legislation proposed this in 2018 for sports betting apps. But, once again, the AGA, the American Gaming Associations, fought this and argued that this should be decided on a state-to-state basis. And the bill never passed. Um, some states require sports betting apps to have their own state exclusion list, like, you know, like list of people that mm-hmm. don't want to participate in gambling anymore, yeah. but they don't share these lists with other gambling companies or regulators. They're like very, you know, to themselves with that. So they, they don't that want seems nobody. counterintuitive. Not- yeah, exactly. Uh, Indiana had a website where you were able to self exclude, but 117 of those who added themselves to the list were still ma- able to make accounts with DraftKings. Bruh. They, this led to 28 of them wagering more than $731,000. Oh, my God. All could have been prevented if they were allowed to self-exclude. Do any of them play FIFA Ultimate Team? <laughs> God damn. Yeah, man. And so uh, when they asked uh, this lady from DraftKings about this, she said this, quote, nothing is more important than providing a safe experience for our customers. And that's, that was her answer. <laughs> so getting back to uh, Dave Portnoy. Um, Barst- <laughs> Barstool Sportsbook operates in 13 states and 12 of them have decided to not license Dave Portnoy <laughs> because according to regulators and Penn, you know, the, the gambling regulators and Penn who owns a stake in Barstool, he isn't necessarily involved with the betting platform itself. He's the face of Barstool, basically. Yeah, he's yeah. just kind of like a mascot. Like a, exactly, like a cheerleader, a, a spokesperson. The only state to give him a license is Pennsylvania. Okay. Go Birds. You know what I mean? So, how Portnoy- Go Rocky. <laughs> yeah, Yo, Adrian! <laughs> I did it! Yeah. <laughs> Adrian! <laughs> and so, how Portnoy promotes Barstool's sports book is through heavy influence. And in the past, regulators would have prohibited this. Kind of like celebrity endorsements in the UK and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, he is doing so crazy without disruption um, through said regulators. Some say in doing this, he's influencing young men to gamble more. Young men, out of all people in the U.S. at the very least, are at the highest risk of problem gambling, according to researchers. Like you? I make that money. Not barely. (laughs) (laughs) He he often boasts about waging huge bets 
and has encouraged fans to do things like bet their house, kids, and family on a bet. God damn. Don't but, ever do that, frankly. Yeah, but you know, but literally, are you going to bet your family on a bet? You get what I'm trying to say? You get me? Like, who the fuck is going to take those words seriously? I know some will. <laughs> some yeah. will, yeah. Bet their family? Like, here, you can have my son on Barstool Sportsbook. <laughs> I'm going to deposit my son into the sportsbook. I feel like yeah. some motherfucker out there is crazy enough to do it well, for sure. They can't do it legally. That's all I know. <laughs> They can't do it legally. <laughs> so regulators have frowned down upon this behavior. He also said that this is free money and that it would be reckless to not place a bet. Uh, what I wrote here is like, but I also think of how out of context this may be because I understand how it is problematic, but I also think this writer is shitting on this guy and, and, and in what way, if any, is she skewing the base or context of these claims? That's my whole thing with it. Like, yeah, what he's saying is ridiculous but yeah most things we say on this podcast if you snippet it like you know it's ridiculous you know like like earlier i said like fucking faggot because somebody wrote that to me in a dm but you can just get those words frankie says the f word he's a bad person but i was saying it because it was a hate message to me you know what i mean so i was like what the fuck you know what i mean um th- so that's that's I my know, whole sounds, thing you sound pretty anti and is <laughs> I have All blue hair. It. I have blue hair. And so, um, so I want to see your blue hair. <laughs> Fuck that. No, uh, no. I I would love to see you in some blue hair. Good like, for you. But you just filters for that. Yeah, man. <laughs> just filters for yeah, that. Yeah, man. If this mm-hmm. show ever hits, let's say, let's say a hundred thousand. Yeah. Would you would you dye your hair blue? <laughs> nope. <laughs> for a hundred thousand? You do that shit, bro. For twenty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now nah, let me continue. Uh, Because I want to finish this, like, I want to get this message across. So Massachusetts Gambling Commission has expressed concern with Portnoy's affiliation after allegations of sexual misconduct. And Nevada is investigating Penn's compliance with gambling regulation alongside Dave Portnoy. Okay. But nothing legally could be done to separate both Penn and Portnoy's association with one another. Because they're tied together. Well, because he's not he's not involved with making any of the decisions in terms of sports. Oh, that's right. It's not his. Okay, he has no license to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know. So in the fall, Portnoy. The article says in November twentieth, Portnoy is planning to tour college campus in order to broadcast bets in front of cheering students. So he wants to place bets in front of cheering students. He has a lot of podcasts, a lot of shows, and everything. And here's some history. When Portnoy was eleven, he visited a racetrack with his father. Even placing bets with his little league coach, who happened to be a bookie. Uh, at University of Michigan, he started the website, thegamblingman.com, to publish his picks. He then lost a lot of money gambling past graduation, working for a market research film. His dad even called him, quote, a legitimate degenerate, uh, end quote, while commenting on his gambling issues. 2003 was when Portnoy quit and self-published Barstool newspaper that he would hand out to the people in Boston. These included advertisements from offshore websites such as PartyPoker.com, which operated illegal in the U.S. I found this out today. Um, the reason that, that was able, he was able to get those sponsorships was because those websites operated illegally, like you just heard. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to be on the Internet. Like at that time, they were, they wanted to be, they were like, if you sell your papers physically, we will advertise for you. Okay. Because we want to be part of, we want to be discreet as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And so he you know, took advantage of that. When he would deliver on his paper route, he had an advertisement from a cigar company called Honey, and he would smoke cigars and deliver the papers. He would spend 48 hours driving the van, handing out papers, and filling the newspaper racks in Boston. Waking up at 4 a.m., handing out papers to whoever, screaming at people like Barstool, Barstool, right? Uh, Like I said, uh, the gambling sites prefer to be offline. Um, 
Barstool donated a lot of money to the victims in the Boston Marathon. This aside from helping veterans, small businesses during the pandemic and promoting pizzas all over the U.S. Just like slicing the LIC. Everyone knows the rules. Also, um, the, bar, the bar I mentioned earlier. So he created fake ads in Barstool to spur rival companies to buy their own ads. Through pseudonyms, he created the illusion of making Barstool in 2003. Um, it seemed like they had a large staff, but it really just had him and some other guys, you know? Okay. After that, in 2004, he filed for bankruptcy months after the newspaper launched, and this was the $30,000 in gambling debt. But in 2004, afterwards, it began, to, it began to popularize and later became digital in 2007. What he would do is target young men's interest. He would put women on the cover of bikinis, he, but he also had a grading the sex scandal section, hmm. a column that would rank how attractive women accused of abusing children were. So like Casey Anthony, that shit. Yeah. So he would have like a bunch of women that were accused of abusing children. And who's the hottest one? You know what I mean? The fuck? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Portnoy jokingly responded to a woman in a viral college student video saying, quote, with somebody for the love of God, please stick a dick in this bitch's mouth and shut her up already. End quote. All right. All right. Which again, all out of context, we don't know what Tony said it and this and that. Something else Portnoy said jokingly was that Barstool did not contone rape, but a chick passes out. That's a gray area. That's crazy. He also compared Colin Kaepernick to a terrorist that resembled Osama bin Laden. Yeah. <laughs> he apologized once and clarified that these statements were all just jokes that were bashed upon cancer culture. This, I will say, is arguable. This is me. And aside my opinion, was able to lead to tens of millions. Oh, no, it's not me. Uh, <laughs> but it led to tens of millions of fans who called themselves, who called themselves the, the, stool the stoolies. And they referred to Portnoy as El Presidente. Okay. Uh, of course, it isn't just these particular comments that led to the uprising fame for Barstool and Portnoy, but more so the, you know, the bias of one reporter to correlate such incidents to overall success, in my opinion. So, you know, there's this, you know, little theme of, you know, let's say the worst things about him and talk about some of the effects that they get from the podcast. But it's explaining who he is now and everything, you know, bad that he did before right there's no mentioning of anything else i think the mic went out but it's still recording right yeah no uh, we're, we're, still, we're good. still good it's going a little in and out but yeah and so but in 2016 this is all beforehand in 2016 an investment group invested in barstool and rose its value to 15 15 million dollars so it went from being this four-page newspaper that he would hand out personally to you know now valuing 15 million dollars in 2016 through High praise of Portnoy and his colleagues. Penn paid $136 million for 36% stake in Barstool. With an option to buy the company, they're planning to offer that in February. Elevating Barstool's worth to $450 million. Oh, wow. This also included a long-term employment contract for El Presidente. They've put okay, me, yeah. you know? uh, So now, this led to Penn idealizing a sportsbook, betting app, and digital casino games such as Blackjack as well as barstool-branded bars and restaurants. So now, you know, if you walk into a barstool bar, you could bet, you could do this, whatever. Um, Dave Portnoy, after this, he said he was going to retire from gambling because he lost a shitload of money, but soon returned after it. He, uh, he faced a tax lien, which is a legal claim against the assets of an individual or business that fails to pay taxes owed to the government. Basically, you owe and the creditor, you owe and the creditor can take by seizing assets. Okay. A sex tape of Portnoy had also leaked, and after Portnoy threatened to fire employees who attempted to unionize, 
a settlement was reached between the National Labor Relations Board and Barstool. Kind of Elon Musk. <laughs> and um, in short, there's a history of creating standards that would separate negligent involvement when granting gambling license and enforce cutting ties with celebrities who endorse said companies after controversial incidents. All right. So basically, like, people <laughs> people that are like this, I'm going to just keep recording. Yeah. People that are like this, often they, they have to be cut, you know, from the ties of any sports gambling app or anything because of their controversial attitude toward things. But it's just the, the controversy itself is that Dave Portnoy is allowed to keep going. There's a famous chef that was called Paula Dean. Well, she's still called Paula Dean. But she was cut off by Caesars Sportsbook or Caesars in general after admitting to using the N-word to the world. And Las Vegas Sands closed the chef's uh, Mario Batali's restaurants after women accused him of sexual misconduct in 2018. Mm -hmm. So what, th what this lady's trying to say is basically like they were associated with this platform. Therefore, because of their controversy, they got cut off. But yeah. Dave Pornoy is not getting cut off. Um, Penn Entertainment, they said they knew Barstool was edgy, but because they managed the gambling, they said that Portnoy is a separate entity and through that sector and by doing so would be able to ensure that its functionality would run accordingly to regulators' conduct, you know? Who, so, okay, so who is Barstool under? Uh, I mean, it's founded by, uh, Dave Portnoy, the CEO mm. is Erica Nadini, but... Pan Entertainment has 36% stake in the company yeah. and operates the sports book sector. Yeah. With Portnoy only being able to have a gambling license in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And he's just kind of like the face of yeah, it more than anything. Basically. Yeah. I was just trying to like find who's like the, the one person that's kind of like, mm -hmm. I guess, sort of the actual head of Barstool. Yeah. And so what Penn did uh, was they lobbied. And they lobbied in to make sure that only the people that make the higher decisions within these companies retain licenses and, if opposed, would slow down sports betting uh, in Arizona, a.k.a. less gambling for tax revenue. Leading to Penn getting a license and Portnoy not, but also Arizona sports betting went live right shortly after. Um, as of now, Dave Portnoy is worth $100 million. Barstool is now the seventh largest ranked betting app in the country by revenue, making up 3% of the sports betting market. Uh, analysts projected that it would make up less than that. Lastly, there was an article written on Portnoy by Insider that detailed sexual encounters that led to violent outcomes from several women. Portnoy denied the claims and sued for defamation, and the suit eventually became dismissed. Okay. This stirred up controversy between Penn and Portnoy, uh, but the CEO of, a Barstool, CEO of Barstool defended him. And so did a chief executive of Penn, um, Snowden. They wore like Barstool Edward sweatshirts. Edward Snowden? <laughs> nah, man. He, shout out to Edward Snowden. That's a goat. <laughs> um, and so these are just some quotes from Portnoy. Very little. But he says, quote, my main thing with it is if I know the, how you're going to answer the question with... Uh, my main thing is if I know you, how you're going to answer a question before it's asked, which I think you could do with almost anybody involved in politics, I can't trust you. This is his take on liberals or conservatives, right? He in his house has champagne glasses with names of people. When they fuck up in life, he drinks the champagne. Uh, John Skipper is one of them. He ran ESPN and he canceled a barstool show after one episode. Um, he was busted. He was blackmailed by his co-dealer and uh, the owner of ESPN, John Skipper. Right. Okay. So he was blackmailed by his co-dealer that he like had one interaction with. And so... During his reign as ESPN's owner, he, Barstool, like Van was a name, something like that, had one episode and he canceled it. Um, 
And then afterwards, he didn't, real, he didn't realize that it was associated with Barstool at all, even though the show is called Barstool Van. Okay. Okay. That was his words, right? <laughs> so he ended up leaving ESPN because of the Coke dealer thing. And then that's when Portnoy would drink the champagne in his house. And he had that all to himself. But that was a thing to himself. But HBO did a documentary on him and they exposed that information. Him thinking that it would not be that. But they What's shot. the name of the documentary? I don't know. But if you look up HBO documentary. <laughs> if you look up HBO. <laughs> um, nah, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> the last thing. This is actually the last thing. Okay. Um, I'll hear it. Pornoy believes there's no reason to censor himself. Even having people in Barstool caution him when he responds in any job jabs toward him on Twitter, for example. But believing in not censoring himself is true to him. Just a tad more wary because of today's sensitive culture. And... um. That was a shitload of information. Like I, I like you know when I go through it like that, the reason I want to do it is because like, to me, yes, I think we're t- we're definitely talking about Dave Portnoy, but I think man, like this article, by the way, is supposed to be about sports betting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of a mixture of both. That's why I went off on that tangent on the states' allowance of you know this controversy within the states' allowance of gambling, their lack on licensing, mm-hmm. their lack on criminal checks. You know, allowing people to bet even though they're literally asking to not be able to you know and yeah. i think this is a whole mixture of holy shit but i definitely think when it comes to the day porn and stuff like there's a i'm sure the whole point of it was to downplay him for sure and expose him you know but it's just i don't know man uh, there's a certain bias there at least or again notes of it i keep saying that today that it's just like i wonder i really wonder how many stuff is taken out of context and Again, there's a lot of jokes in there. A lot of them are really fucking heavy, but I bet you watch your favorite comedian. There's a lot more heavier shit there. Then again, watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like that that show is idolized crazy by people all over the world. Yeah. And most people don't even know what the fuck. I mean, people that watch it know, you know, but people that don't really watch it, they don't care. So they're not canceling them. Their, Their first episode, they say the N word, I think like twice. Or something like that. Do they? Or I they don't do, remember or, or, that. Oh, I know they they do say they huh? They did black. I mean, they do everything, bro. They said the n word. I mean, if not in that episode, they said the n word in like one of the episodes for sure. Like I've only ever seen like the first like three seasons. Oh well, then in, in Charlie Day, uh, and at one point, yeah, hundred percent. Charlie Day, who actually has a movie coming out soon. Yeah, yeah that he directed and, and everything. Yeah, in one of the scenes, he's like, "Oh, she's a n word," like just blatantly. You know, and then the first thing was like, you know, talking about black people. I mean, their shit is so controversial. You get me? No article ever written down. Oh, but it's a TV show. It's a comedy. So it's OK. You know, that that's that's the thing about everything that I don't get. You know what I mean? Like that That's I always bring up that point because these are all white people that get are allowed to do this. This is also a white person, of course. But it's just like, where where do you draw a line? You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, I think it just kind of comes down to whoever is working at these places like mm-hmm. i mean it's know, i think they were the ones to broadcast uh it's always sunny well i mean i mean these uh oh the gambling these reporters oh yeah i mean that's the new york times that's the new york times for you bro well i mm-hmm. i mean i i wouldn't just like generalize it's the new york times i just say in general mm-hmm. just like on any like publication that's it's always going to come yeah. down to the reporter where, where whether any bias is going to come in yeah, yeah, or yeah. not I mean, it shouldn't like, though. I mean, it should actually be the obligation of the reporter to not obviously any yeah, bias. In, you like, know, that's ideally, like the whole point of being a journalist. Yeah, ideally, you know? it unless should, it's an opinion article. Ideally, bad. it should not, unless mm-hmm. it is an yeah, opinion yeah. article. Ideally, mm-hmm. it should not in a reported article. Yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. you know, humans are humans. Humans yeah. are gonna human. You I mean, that she should take that advice then. Like, <laughs> you get me? Like Dave Porner is a, Porno is a human. You know? I mean, I it, I'll ask like mm. so. All this information came from this one article. Yeah, outside that little tangent of like the state's law, like Iowa and Tennessee, like that was because she had mentioned that, and so mm-hmm. that one came from a different one. 
Okay. But all, basically, the rest of it is like, let's just bash this guy the whole time. You know what I'm trying to say? While also, you know, attaching the accomplishments as well. You know, like there's this like, yeah, he's on top of the world. But did you know he said the N word? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he he came up from like, you know, gambling as a kid and $30,000 in debt. But he's misogynistic. You know what I mean? Like, that's the first thing you read off the article. You get me? And, um, and of course, it's informational regardless of anything. Um, more so than anything, it's informational. You get me? But again, the way I read it, I mean, it's just it's just bashful. It's a, it's a bashful article, whether you like it or not. Like it's. You I know? I will say mm-hmm. before we went into the article, I yeah. thought it was going to be more like bashful than than what it was. Okay. I I'll say if anything, you kind of hyped up how bashful it was going to be. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I, again, I didn't read the whole article to you. Like these are just notes that I took from the article. No, of yeah, course. Like I think you would have to. Uh, Read the article I, for sure. and I and I was that was yeah. the next point I was gonna bring up. I feel like this is something that like I feel like I I couldn't really have too mm-hmm. much of an opinion on unless I researched yeah, it myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because like you know, not that I don't trust you or anything, but yeah. just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Imagine that it, we did a show you can't trust me, right? It's like the whole time, like yo, man, this guy's full <laughs> of shit. Lying, this guy's bro. fucking lying. This man loves like, the n word. This guy <laughs> is ism and ist and. <laughs> All of it. I think I'm fifty percent white. Then <laughs> <laughs> calls himself Inuit and yeah. thinks he can just fucking walk all over yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, man, I don't even know what the fuck Inuit is, but I am. <laughs> but I am. Uh, but, but but yeah, yeah I, I agree mean, too. I could be I could be the biased one, but I I genuinely don't think it, man. From the second I started reading this article, yeah, I mm. just like just from what um, I received from what you yeah. uh, uh, told me. I don't necessarily see it as super mm. bashful as much as it is as just you mentioned, like bringing mm. up information. Like these are things that have happened. But I also think just, that you know, going back on a person's life is not just look at all the bad things they've done. Like I don't think that's how you unbiasedly represent a person, a human being. No, at the of course. Least, you but know? but like, didn't you say mm. that they mentioned like some of their accomplishments? And no, some of like that, that stuff was straight up from Joe Rogan. Like some of that stuff was straight up from Joe Rogan, and the stuff that she wrote was basic knowledge that most people know when you Google him. Like those little facts of him, two thousand three barstool. Like those things are basic, but I'm tell I'm telling you, man. Like the title well, of this I, article is yeah, already I mean, misleading. You know, I mean, I'll mm-hmm. say like the stuff about like how much he gives out to people and stuff. Like no, that, that stuff sure, was that, like that's that stuff missing. Was, that was not in this at all. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's missing. Yeah, that basically it says like he does pizza reviews, and mm-hmm. that's and that's pretty much it. It doesn't talk about the video I, s- I showed you. This well, it does mention that. that it's a fund. No. I don't it, think it, they didn't mention that. It I don't was think now once they they mentioned Barstool Fund, I'm pretty like I'm 99 sure they don't mention a Barstool Fund at all. Okay, I I'm and, the one that brought it up in the beginning. And again, it's not that they have to write only good things. No, of course, know? yeah. But reading the headline is what bothers me the most because when you read that when you read the headline, let's see, it's again it's a picture of Dave Portnoy right here, right? And it says desperate for growth, aging casino company embrace degenerate gambler. You know, in a headlines very savvy, you know, world like. You know, you see Dave Portnoy, and then the this is talking about a casino company who you know embraced Dave Portnoy, right? And then they talk about how misogynistic he is, how you know if he's racist or this and that, whatever. I feel like these are two separate worlds coming together for what really is the main point. Like, are you talking about you know like why the the desperate growth of a company? There's no mentioning of how there's a desperation for this company to become. You know, maybe there is, but like it definitely wasn't the girth of the story. You know. And so for me, it was very just like, I don't know. Uh, to me, it seemed like an opinion article more than anything with just a shitload of information. Uh, again, I'm not hating on this. Lady. I'm not hating on this lady that much. You know what I'm trying to say? But I also think that there's ways people are represented in the media and stuff like that. And I, I, don't, I don't think there was any 
there was more bashfulness within this article than it was to express, you know, who this person is in general. You know, it's a very one-sided article, I think so. And uh, if you had an article like this written about you, you know, where it mentioned anything bad you said on Earth, Mind, and Matter and things that you didn't mean to say on this and that, or, or you were apologetic to say, and they were just mentioning all of those things only, but they were like, oh, but they're successful. You know, like, I would feel some type of way myself. You know what I'm trying to say? Because it's just like, that's not who, who I am as a person. But so many people read this, and that's all they're going to know him. Like, oh, that's the guy who said the N-word, who, you know, thinks that raping a woman is okay, and Colin Kaepernick is some because he protests for black rights. You know, like as information, I mean, it you, is, know, you know, like it's not necessarily fair or anything like that. Well, life's like, not fair. You know, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's just and like, well, I, I guess even to that sort of idea of like mm-hmm. life's not fair, like yeah. media is going to media. Oh, man. But, like, sure. but that's like, why the New York Times is a little because <laughs> they allow stuff like that. The Jorogan piece, too. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's, like that's they, the same thing. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. again, media is going to media. It doesn't necessarily matter. Like, you, it's mm. it, like, I feel like any publication is always going to mm. do something like this no matter what. I don't know. Like, what, mm. what publication hasn't done something well, like I this? Well, I mean, but I'm saying, like, when slavery was around, like, oh, well, what person doesn't have a slave? Like, so it's okay. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not saying it's okay. Exa- I'm just, exactly. I'm just like, making an observation that's just what that that's what i'm saying too from, like relating it to that like this yeah, is like, compliance with media being able to do what they want and again this isn't the most controversial piece when it comes to that i just think that it's just it I'm, shouldn't be media could just media you know all i'm saying is is that mm-hmm. two people with a podcast can't change the world frankly <laughs> doesn't matter how it doesn't matter yeah. how many people we have on our patreon we can't <laughs> change we can't change the world frankie we could change one world you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> Earth 23? Earth 23, bro. Crackheads all over the place with the hot dog and shit. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I just think that whole media, can, can media, I mean, of course they can. Of course, because free speech, it, America, you know, it you know is, what I'm trying to it, say? I'll, like, I'll yeah. admit, it's kind of nihilistic of me to mm-hmm. see things that way. I mean, um, not really. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I think it's just observe, uh, observant. I think it's just like, it's it's not even hidden. It's a, it's true. That's why CNN could be as liberal as fuck and Fox could be as conservative as fuck. But at the end of the day, it's just, you know, there's a lot of people lying to us on TV about a lot of things. You know, the government lying to us about everything. I mean, if the government lies to us and plenty of people die, government gonna government. Like that. It, That's why I only listen to my mom. Well, good, she bro. She doesn't lie to me. Because she's part of them, the government. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not even Dominican, so who the <laughs> fuck are you, bro? <laughs> yeah, she... I just, uh, compliance is a cancer, man. There should be outspoken people that, that like, defy this, I think. And um, I don't know. I just... Uh, Nobody will care until it's written about them, and then they'll start caring. Okay, so write you know? about it, motherfucker. No, you, you get what I'm saying, though. You know, like if this was no, about but seriously, you, do what? it. Wait, wait, I'm gonna do a piece on myself. <laughs> do you a know? piece on media. No, fuck that shit. Why am I gonna do that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not you, part of the media. I'm part of here. I speak my word. You people, know what I mean? You can you can write a blog. Yeah, I could also write racist words. <laughs> I could also write like anything. I, I don't know what you're trying to say. You know, I, I think. I think this is not my job. I'm not a journalist. Like Anthony's a journalist. You know, he does his I'm job. I'm just saying, you know, if like, it bothers you so much, then like do it. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, do you like traffic? Obviously not. Oh, shit. Hold on one second. <laughs> Sammy's racist. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, oh yeah, but I guess ultimately what it comes down to is just reading the article in itself and everything. And I, I mean, mean, I'm just busting your balls. Nah, when I, I know, say, bro, like, I know. Fucking <laughs> write the article yourself, motherfucker. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck you saying to me? How I'm trying to have a conversation? Yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. If you're so passionate about it, why don't you fucking write a fucking uh, memoir about it? Why don't you write a manuscript? I'll do it. Huh? Next, I'll do it next Tuesday. I'll write the next Quran, bro. <laughs> do it, motherfucker. Call it the Francon. You know, I, I, Sammy, I saw this video on, uh, on like YouTube, right? And it was, uh, it was like the cat will walk on some regular ass book, but it will not walk on the Quran. It doesn't work on the. It won't walk on the Quran. It don't walk on the truth. It don't walk on the truth, Sammy. Christian. I'm a Buddhist though. Nah, Sammy's a Christian. Put that in. Well, ultimately, what's your opinion on the Dutch? On the Dutch, the shoes are stupid. What is it? The wooden shoes? The wooden shoes, yeah. Clog shoes. The what? They're dumb. You ever had a splinter, bro? Can you imagine that shit in your foot? Dutch people. Do Dutch people have the? They wear wooden shoes. Oh, is that normal? What's it? Scottish? Swedish? Oh. I have mad beef with the Swiss, bro. I have mad beef with the Swiss. I, if you're from Switzerland, don't add me ever. They're so <laughs> neutral, though. What do you got beef with them for? I'm so mad that they're so neutral. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck oh, neutrality. Pick a side. Pick a side, bitch. Pick a side, bitch. I guess a little bit. Annoying, I don't bro. like that. Y'all used to smoke because back in like the 1800s with Napoleon, and then all of a sudden you switched up on this piece of shit. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, There's yeah, a yo, bunch Frank, of. You, you know what I mean? Bro. I've seen him pass that little that facade. Like annoying, the bro. Swiss Roller bring upon themselves. They jack shit. <laughs> they fucking croissants and cheese. And yeah, man. Swiss people are ugly. Just kidding. You know, touching the Probably, honestly. And they're like, this is okay. We're neutral. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're so neutral. I'm the Swiss. I'm <laughs> so I'm going to move on to the next topic, which is a little way juicier, way, way shorter. That was the longest topic, but don't gamble if you can't gamble, bro. Save your fucking Yo, money. I'm a libertarian. You consent with it. He said consent is hot. <laughs> Unless you're passed out That's what Sammy said <laughs> It's your life Fuck it though It's your life uh, Yo bro So I got this story About this guy named Arab Andy Right Arab Andy I was telling Sammy this earlier So he knows everything about it Arab Andy Was an, was an IRL streamer Right um, Are you familiar With the whole TTS thing TTS now. So like, say you're streaming, right? I I like I watch Ice Poseidon. He's streaming in Japan right now. You donate a dollar, he extends by a minute. He stays there for as long as people keep donating, right? Very mm-hmm. famous now. Very controversial in the past. He played a lot of RuneScape, and on his chat, people would just type OD racial slurs, like the N word out the ass, you know. But after that controversy, he was banned from Twitch. And now he's just on YouTube, you know, kind of doing cleaner streams now, but still just you know a weirdo, you know. Okay. But there was this part where he mentioned a guy named Arab Andy. He was like, just Google him. Find out what he's about. So I was like, who the fuck is this motherfucker? You know what I mean? So now, he was an IRL streamer. Kind of looks like this right here. Okay. Like an Arab Andy. You see them? (laughs) 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 Do you just say he looks like an Arab Andy? I mean, he looks like one because he looks so controversial. Um. It's it's really it's a short story, but it's pretty crazy. So what he would do is walk around New York City, 
and he would just stream and have his viewers donate and they could play whatever they want on the stream, whatever they want. Uh, it could be racial slurs, it could be curse words, it could be a threat, whatever it was, right? But he would do this regardless. Um, there's one clip that you heard earlier that I don't know if I could play here because it says the N word like three times in a row. Uh -huh. So I'm going to play it for you um, just so you can hear it, right? But uh, I'm not going to censor it on the podcast and stuff like that. Maybe just add beeps or something, you know? We got to, bro, because then we get banned, bro. <laughs> I mean, you can put it in. I don't give a fuck. You can put it in. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. So he, here's the video. So this is playing on his TTS. That's crazy, right? Can you imagine walking around? Uh, you can cut off most of the end of the video, but you heard obviously the N word being repeated mm, yeah, over yeah. and over again. And that was, and you should put it in with like beeps so you can see how many times it was said. Um, or not, free country. Not really though. Spotify will not let that shit slide. So the thing is that somebody donated that, right? In order for it to be, you know, uh, be funny to them, this and that. And he was very comfortable doing this. He didn't really give a fuck to be quite honest with you. And this is very controversial. Could never happen today, you know? How long ago did that happen? Uh, I mean, was, you know, you're talking about Twitch and YouTube. It can't be that long ago. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a good point. Actually, this might be, this is 2018, but that might be a, like a re-uploaded thing. Let me actually check the year because you're right. That is that. Who knows? This article was written. Oh, this is the chef article. <laughs> <laughs> November twentieth. <20th. laughs> well, in 2018 is when the big controversy happened. So I guess not that long ago at all. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Actually, I didn't think it was that long ago. Uh, this story is so short that I was like, I could kind of base it off this and everything. Um, okay, so let's see if this goes right here. So now he has another video online where he basically is trying to talk to some girls. Right? Uh, they reject him. And, after, and he's live streaming the whole event. Yeah. So after rejecting him, this is what he goes on to say to them. So don't do it. Yeah. How you like that, Stacy? You like that? You like that? How about you put a gun in your mouth and pull the trigger? You like that, Stacy? You stupid bitch. You stupid fucking bitch. You deny me? You like that? You like that? Give me something to lose. I have nothing to lose. I have nothing Rose to lose. I have nothing to lose. Dollars. Hey, cute boy, do Fuck you like old fat lesbian? Go get SSRIs. Go take your psych kiss. meds. Go take your birth control. Come on, take your birth control. Take it. Enlighten me on why I should even look forward to impregnating a woman. I, I, what, what do I have to look forward to? What do I, what, what do I have to look forward to? Give, no, I want to speak honestly now. What do I have to look forward to? Seriously. You, what do I have to look forward to? Birth control. I know what you have to look forward to. So um, the video... Yeah, no, this is fucking Caucasian Henry. <laughs> so during the, that video, then you could put it in. It doesn't really say anything, like any racial slurs yeah. in the way, but it's kind of crazy for just, you know, talking to a woman who rejected you. And those little ding-dings were donations that came in that were also talking shit to the woman as well. It's like $2 to speak whatever you want to say. This is when the streaming was much like lesser. And so 
there's another video that I mean that's crazy to me and the fact that he's like go kill yourself go fucking kill yourself this and that like you have the right to deny me is ridiculous yeah dude's gotta chill yeah he's got a problem man and so I wanna play one last video before the one I mean this pretty much will show you what, what ended up happening to this guy but he also ended up going around having threats being said through his TTS which is the voice that comes out and it can say all sorts of things right so this is what happened here Oh. oh, this might, it might be after this one, but look. Oh, no, it is this one. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Bomb detonation in two, in two minutes. I take you with me and I kill all you. I kill all you right now. And I kill all you for Allah. Fuck, fuck that shit. I'm gonna Allah. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fucking do it for Allah. I'm going to do it for Allah. 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 Come on. I do it. Bomb now. Bomb now. Yo, all of them scattered. Yo, Holy shit. Holy shit. Good one. And he mostly did that, you know, because of a donation telling him to do so. And everything. And that's pretty crazy. And, you know, like, you know, it could become as comedic. I mean, I don't really find that shit funny because post 9-11, that's some, you get shot for that shit, you know, by some veteran yeah. or some shit like that. But it's, you know, it's, it's funny. When Sam left, I laugh because, you know, it's saying the voice. It's saying Allah Akbar. You know, there's plenty of comedy shows that do say that. And it's, you know. <laughs> but um, it's crazy. And so what ultimately happened, I'm going to show you one more video before the final one. But this is the, the TTS, the donation coming through that ended up scaring people as well. And this is pretty crazy. You'll notice where this is because I'm sure you know where this place is. Hold on. There we go. Oh, fuck. My bad. So sorry. My you fucked it all up. My finger slipped. Okay. Attention, everyone. This is not a joke. I have a bomb. I have a bomb. It is set on a digital timer and is set to go off in 10 seconds. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, Allah three, two, Allah one. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. Just kidding, faggots. Yeah. So it'll scare Dude. people. Oh my yeah. God, that actually worked. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Let's go, baby. We just did that shit. That was fucking dope. Thank you so much for that donation, bro. Two dollars. Oh, that was hype. Two dollars for that. Oh, that just made my fucking day, didn't it? That made my fucking day. So he's Holy shit. Me. Thank you so much for that donation. By the way, whoever's watching and you report that, um, that was not me. That was a donator. And uh, yes, thanks so much. Pretty rich. So, uh, so that was his kind of scapegoat, you know? Like I didn't say that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not doing that. You know, somebody else did that, right? And so finally, we get to. Um, what ended it being basically his demise. Uh, let's see if I can... F okay, here we go. It's the same thing. The thing is that he did this in NYU. Like an NYU classroom or some shit like that. Oh, my God. So he, he did this same thing, and this was the reaction from the crowd. I'm going to play it right now when it goes on. I thought this shit was crazy, man. <laughs> so this is an NYU classroom. Activated. Bomb detonation countdown successfully started. Oh, 
He did go to jail for this. So, right? like you heard the guy say, and fuck you if you take our video down for trying to post your video, homie. <laughs> but, um, my bad. But it's the only one I could find with all three videos of everything, too. And I'm sure there's a bunch more. Um, he ended up going to jail. I mean, he ended up being going to court for everything. And first, like, what do you think about that in general? Like, first, what do you think about it? And how would you feel, like, you know, post 9 11 if that happened around you? Before, like, you know, everything became a little more stricter on streaming and stuff. I'll ask you each, each one of you and stuff because you go first, Javi. I mean, I definitely don't like it. I, I It makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, yeah. Just like, I don't know. I just, if it were me out there and some dude just started doing that and I heard that, I would, like, walk as fast as I could. Yeah. Like, I just, it just seems so excessive. It mm-hmm. just seems so, like, just unnecessary yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. you're doing the most 100 <laughs> and actually it was the university of washington my man not nyu on a seattle campus playing a texas speech mantra i want to get that right for the for the people for the people <laughs> well, what do you think about it brian what do you think about that whole thing you saw? it reminds me well that reminds me of like that videos you know the one the um the ones that be walking around i showed uh tell me this the ones that be walking around with like the the whole like uh like the long robes and stuff like that, and they, the and, and, no, no, and they <laughs> and, and they and they throw the, the the bombs and they run away. Oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, like, the Arab get up. Yeah, that, yeah. that was actually making a lot of sense. People kind of run away. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's literally throwing a fake bomb. Yeah, that's yeah. I feel like, like those are staged and made. Yeah, of course, I think those are definitely staged. But for that one, I, I like like I, I chuckled because I was like, Yo, he's really happy for like this for two dollars. Like it's almost in the sense of like. It's like he doesn't even want the money. He just wants to do it. Wants to do that. Yeah, like he just. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, you saw how hype he was. Yeah. Like after he got that donation, he was like, "Oh, thank you so much." This and that. Like, he just wants people to like. I'm pretty sure he he even lowered it down to fifty cents because I'm pretty sure he does not yeah, care. As long as he gets off. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Man, man. That's a and it's, it's like um, when I saw the, like the video, it's like. Yo, like when he went up to that to those two girls in the restaurant, like yo, it was also during COVID times. They were literally eating outside, so it's like when somebody gets mad close to you. It's also like, bro, like you're already uncomfortable. Yeah, because like yo, and then I like, spewing all this, like whatever, and then it's kind of like, bro, like, like, I mean, to be honest, and then it's like he, it's like you know, he knows how to pick a victim. Yeah, the same way like a bully knows how to pick their victim, or a guy knows like he's not gonna fight back. Because, you know, somebody get punched in the face like that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, mind you, he picked all, like, Caucasian people that, like, are probably going to be, like, more, like, oh, like, not, not, I'm not saying subtle, but, like, more, like, like, yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, he won't do that to, like, you know, fucking. Somebody from the hood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not going to Jamaica, though. Yo, facts. Stay out of Jamaica. Because if I just go to South Side Jamaica, and then he's, they'd be like, all right, we'll kill you before you even set the bomb off. I think it's I think honestly it's just it's straight up social contagion. I think the dude has just been like like he's probably a little bit lonely. He found like this outlet, he can do it. And he just found like community of like trolls to be honest, you know? And then when you have like this community and like this is the only thing you do, like was similar to what Brian said, like it's not even about the money at this point. It's about just like it's like he's not getting off like he's not like bricked up or some shit, but he's like, you know, it's like the energy, the passion. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like his adrenaline is probably calling bananas and it's because yeah. and that's like and that's like the problem with like society and like technology today is like how easily that can happen like like the spotlight really, just giving you that adrenaline no yeah and it's like yeah no you're definitely right like it's so scary how like like oh man it's like so scary like 
you have like this guy who's doing it and you can just imagine like anybody, everybody else who's like, has that possibility to do it. But you see like in other like uh, atmospheres with like people like on like the far, far right, like how easy it is to like switch. Mm-hmm. Like you got like kids that are like, you know, you're like a little chubby, you don't got friends. And then like, but you go online and like, you just see all this like wild stuff. Like you just switch like that quick. And like, I think that's a really big problem today. I don't think it's that big of a problem, but I, I definitely do think it's a really big issue. And it's something we got to like call out. And I think that's the only time where I could really like see like government interference. Yeah. Like with this guy's scheme, like, like that's essentially like, like you can't scream fire. Like you got freedom of speech, Pretty but much. you can't scream fire in a fucking movie theater. Like yeah. your ass mm-hmm. is going to get arrested. Like and it's common fucking sense. Yeah. So yeah. if you do the same thing, like with a bomb or anything, I think that's warranted justified in situations where I said like, like a little like people going down like a rabbit hole and like falling into extremism. Uh, I think you just need to like talk it out with somebody. Like if you just have somebody who's like cool headed and like something like like you, like if you just like your little cousin just comes out, I was like, yo, we're like pure Aryan Mexican race. You deserve to go to the world. You're gonna like you're not gonna like fucking smack the shadow. You're gonna be like you're gonna be like, yo, all right, Juan, where the hell did you get this information from? He's like, yo, you don't know. Like I, I was listening. I don't know if do you guys know Destiny? No. Destiny? Yeah. No, 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 that's... Uh, <laughs> shut up, shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> no, he's a really interesting, like, he's a, he's like a left-wing uh, moderator, but he's like fairly, I, I like listen to him a lot because he makes like such excellent points. And I've been listening to like, he had this like, I literally listened to yesterday, this debate on like race realism. Do you guys know what that is? Race realism? No. Yeah, it's essentially saying that like, like, uh, like, uh, like 50% of like, or even more, it's usually like, it's a, it's a white supremacist concept that like, whatever you're born in, the race you are is determined in your genetics. So the theory is that like Asian people are the smartest and then like, and then white people obviously are the second smartest. And then it's like black people are like, they're like, they're not as smart or like the average is not smart, but they're more like uh superior in like athletics and stuff like that. So it's like, it's like this concept, like you can imagine like how an uneducated, like white person doesn't have anything going on in his life. Well, that be you know, a stereotype or not really? uh, no, because a stereotype is funny. Yeah. This is not really funny. This is like, it's going into. I don't know, fam. (laughs) That's moving into race realism, Roski. I think so. How many Mexicans you know that have illegal. But like, this is the the thing. But that's not a stereotype. But like, I'm talking about like Mexicans that like, it's like saying like, oh, dude, it's like essentially what like racial realism people say is that like, oh, like, uh, like uh, black athletes, like that's like the only thing they're good for. You know what I mean? Or like black people. Are like they're more they excel more in athletics, and it's not because of like culture or like, like systemic genet- racism. Kind of like categorizing like, them more yeah, than it's anything. Like, that's what they, like it's genetically, yeah. It's like it's like it's more into genetics. That way, you know, and the reason why people think like this, especially like white people think like this, is because they're like they're uneducated and they fall into that extremist rabbit hole. And like you could just imagine how the internet goes. I don't know how we got to this topic. Nah, like, keep going. It's nah, like it's like it's like you could just imagine like. It's like social contagion. Like, it's just people bouncing off the same idea. And when you're in this ecosystem of, like, people just talking, talking, talking about it, like, the guy had the same thing. He probably was, like, a normal dude, was chilling, like, like you or me. And then just, bam, he just started streaming. These trolls enter the chat saying, like, yo. And it starts, like, with small things and you just grow, grow, grow. And unfortunately, I mean, like, he he did, like, one bad thing and that's all it takes. And I mean, like, I wouldn't even blame him. I, I think of two things. One, um, there was this uh, situation I saw that uh, there it was like a series that was posted on Facebook where this couple moved out to like a white neighborhood. 
and this uh it was supposedly a racist neighborhood mm -hmm. and so the guy uh wanted to sort of record his experience mm -hmm. uh, moving into this neighborhood and you can see throughout the recordings he himself starts to sort of fall into the group of his neighbors oh, of like yeah like like by the end of it he himself has become like one of the racists essentially oh damn and i think of another thing um <laughs> where uh, on a more funny aspect of it um what was it Racist i had funny? <laughs> yo what you gotta say frankie say that shit to my face <laughs> but i mean it is just like an interesting thing where it's just kind of like when you are surrounded by that one thing eventually it is gonna kind of take you over it yeah. is sort of that sheep herding it is it is sort yeah. of that like eventually mob mentality and things yeah. like that it's difficult to sort of break off the path and mm -hmm. have your own singular opinion about something and like for something like that social contagion i think is a pretty good word for that yeah, i just yeah, definitely like it just it spreads it mm -hmm. spreads and it just keeps going and you just can't really stop it the other thing that i was going to mention is that episode of the boys mm, were uh, show. the intro i think it was in season two one of the intros when a stormfront becomes a thing mm -hmm. uh and you follow that one guy who watches yeah. the news and he's watching stormfront and stormfront is saying all these things about like other world countries and yeah. things like that and by the end of the intro he pulls the gun on that uh brown clerk and yeah. kills him and yeah, it's like he fell into that social contagion he yeah. fell in, into that mob mentality and just committed that crime he did yeah. it and i th that's what i think of it's just kind of like it's so hard to separate yourself from that sometimes mm -hmm. but you just gotta try you just gotta do that's why i can. think like open discord is so important because when you're like sucked into that ecosystem and if you have just one person that's level-headed to like hear you out and not just like attack you but just listen to like everything you have to say and just be like hey wait a minute one thing uh how can you say a but then b or then a c and then d and then like you break down their argument using like just simply reasoning and talking and it could bring people back like oh shit like yeah that was stupid because yeah. like that that intro to seeing the boys i know exactly what you're talking about and like you may not think it may not be that drastic, like at least right now, it may not be that drastic, but it definitely does happen. Mm. And oh yeah, and school shooting is actually a great and that, but and that could tell more of like because I know that was like a little bit more politically, but school shootings actually like when you like I, I was like looking at it because like I don't know if you saw like the last school shooting with the the it was actually a Hispanic kid who did it. Yeah, Ivaldi. he was like half Hispanic. Yeah, and Evaldo, and he had a whole manifesto. Ovalde, yeah, it was it was a Texas yeah. one. No, was that the Texas no, in, one? In Texas, he targeted Mexicans. No, 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 the that Texas was, in the school. That was Ovalde. That was Ovalde, and yeah. he was a Mexican kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, that, least, yeah, was he, he like Nicholas? Uh, Nic uh, or was that another school? No, he killed his he killed his grandmother, and then he, he drove to the school. He killed the kids but beforehand. He was a loner. Uh, he would often they, they would call him mass shooter. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine that. Like you, like you, you like you do it as light jokes, and then he wrote like, and every one of these like. These uh, kids who shoot up schools, they always write a manifesto. Yeah, yeah. And in the manifesto, you can see some things or, how like- they, they're kind of saying already, they're gonna- Yeah, they're, they're like angry at life. Yeah. They yeah. don't know what to do. They have no purpose. And the only thing, and what's the thing? They fall into the, the, this extremist trap. Yeah. This thing, like Javi, you were saying, they have like some a similar situation what happened with in the boys episode. And I think that's like, at that point, that's where we like fail as society because we need to like, this is like a problem. This is a, I think this is a really big issue. And we really need to like, we need to like stop 
going in. We just gotta come in the middle and start talking, bro. Yeah. We gotta be like, yo, what the hell's going on? Yeah, I I will say that I I um that reminds me that I once read an article from the New York Times that kind of talked about how like maybe we shouldn't make fun of Trump supporters. Mm, like this was yeah. back during Trump's presidency, and that the article is basically just talking about maybe instead of making fun of Trump supporters, like while that maybe that does more damage than than it does good it's that bully, uh, it's like becoming the bully yeah like, it's like yeah yeah people get like uh when they, was, i don't know that's in the college place they, they always say like those who are hurt hurt mm-hmm. you know, like, and often people who get molested molest, you know it's mm-hmm. not just like oh like coincidences like, these are experiences that are further on because of past experiences and I agree. I think that there's a big, I mean, say what you will. And of course, there's like racial injustice and equality. But one of the hardest things to be right now, kind of like, it's kind of like a paradox because it's a white man, especially in New York yeah. City. You know what I mean? Because like, of course, you have this privilege. But it's like, you are, you're a white man, white man walking to anywhere full of diverse people. It's allowed to make fun of you <laughs> and like exclude you. You yeah. don't season your food. You're going to shoot us up. You haven't heard of adobo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, and like we, we do that so much that it's become commonality, you know, and it's interesting how that works out. Yeah. So I agree yeah. with that, you know? Yeah, and I think that creates that like cycle what you brought back before. Like, it's like when you like take two steps back and you like, like, let's, let's face it, like with imperialism and colonialism, like it's obviously used to be a lot of white people doing this. And like, those are like, that happened like not that far ago, like, like literally in the 1940s, we were, we, America told Europe, like, all right, how about we quit it with the colonies, yo? And then mm-hmm. Europe was like, all right, we had a run. We'll do it. And they left it, like, in shambles. And so it's not that far ago we have, like, this lingering. But to, like, what, Frankie, you were saying, like, to belittle, like, another person and say all these things. Like, some people take it to heart. Like, I, I like I fuck around my coworkers. I'm going to lie. I call them cracker and, like, wild stuff like this. <laughs> and it's a little funny because, like, I could call, like, uh, one of my coworkers who's, like, white uh, cracker. But he can never call me, you know, spick or anything like that. Because then it's we- wild. So back to what you were saying. And I, I take it as a joke. And even if you did call me that, I wouldn't take it to heart. But I believe, like, I think out there there's a lot of people who, like, when you call them that, they take it to offense. Yeah. And they can't say nothing to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. like, they keep it in there. And that's what builds, like, again, that's what builds, like, that extremist yeah. where you follow into that rabbit hole. And then it just creates the whole thing all over again. And you have, like... Society can do it. And then you have... Yeah. And then, you know, we got, like... We got, like... And the other thing... I think the only thing that solves this is comedy, bro. Bring comedy back, <laughs> That's man. What I'm saying. Bring comedy back. That's what I'm we gotta roast everyone. Like th- that brings me into like. I swear to God, we gotta roast everyone. You're green, yellow. Like I don't care. Roast them all. And like and this. Notice how like, he really stuck to yellow there. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I said green. I started with green. Yeah, but you're like green. I started with green. Yellow. Wink, wink. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hard W. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go back to the ableist comment a couple of hours ago, Javi. And if I wasn't surprised, you was holding on a K word just before. So I don't think you got anything. But anyways, 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 I think really comedy would like solve everything. Like, it's like, honestly, like, and you can joke about anything because that's what brings together, like laughing, you know? And once you like start stripping away, like the comedic things, of, oh, you can't make fun of this person. You can't make fun of like that religion or anything. It like kind of ruins the point because like, the whole thing about comedy is that we all come like look at like the like the weird and silly things we do and we laugh about it, yeah. you know? And like yeah, sausage think, party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like sausage party was actually like it 
Have you guys watched the movie Sausage Party? Bro, like, that movie was wild. Like that whole like, like that. I like I watched that movie with like my little cousin, yeah. and then I watched a, a part with my dad. Like the whole scene where like Israel and Palestine, that was crazy. <laughs> that was a wild. Like I was watching that with my old dad, who's like from Lebanon. He like fought in the wars. He's lost a couple of like people to the war. He has some animosity, dude. He was dying That's in that film because my dad's a comedian at heart. My dad is funny. He's a funny guy. He's watching that shit and he's laughing. And then realize he's like, damn, I was gay as hell, bro. And I was like, that's the point, bro. That's the point. Exactly. And I'm like, yo, I'm watching this movie with him. He's laughing his ass off. And if you could ever like sit him down and he can explain like his life to you and like the things he had to endure under like, you know, Israeli rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wild. You would be like, yo, I understand why people do this shit. But then you got to move on. You got to go through it. Nobody's perfect. And uh, yeah, we ought to make fun of one another. We'll be goofy, bro. That's amazing. That's <laughs> Peace and love. Stay That's back really in black well and beautiful. Said. That's fucking really well said, bro. And, and I agree, man. I, I think uh, earlier you asked, like, is it the two questions you asked about society, right? Whether we're too sensitive or whether we're just able to, you know, approach people because of what they said, right? Something, something along the lines of that? Yeah, that like either are we yeah. too sensitive now mm-hmm. or just do we have too much access to yeah. basically complain? Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say, but I just feel it's along the lines of what Sam said. Just like people are a little too soft nowadays. And I know people are like, oh, that's just like saying, just be a man. It's like, no, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't, I don't agree. I like, think a little boy cries is fine. Like a little boy should be able to cry just as much as a little girl or non-binary, young, whatever. Um, but just again, like I think to be able to laugh at yourself or like laugh, you know, along with others. And, you know, there's a joy that comes with that. Most comedians deal with a lot of hard shit. You know what I mean? And they use that outlet to really make themselves better. And yeah, everybody's not destined to joke. And some people are not funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but being able like to Brian. just laugh. <laughs> now, Brian funny as hell, bro. Now, look at him. <laughs> look at him. One of my favorite things that Brian does is he's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, I, I just love when you do that shit, man. It's bad and funny. And me and Brian call each other space all the time. Like, we just always, yeah, you know. But, you know, but I'm not going to call some random motherfucking spick. You know what I mean? But Call but me it, a spick on the first thing you met me. <laughs> Really? <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> nah, but um, I just I feel like now nah, I agree with uh, Sammy sir, and that the sausage party is a good example, man, because it's just laughing at yourself, both ends coming from the writer and the intake and, and the, t- the consumer. I mean, and just it's 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 interesting. So yeah, uh, basically, with this Arab Andy guy, the punishment was that he got like. He that's that's a crime punishable up to like twenty to ten years in jail, I think so, and like old D money fines. I think he posted a $75,000 bail and I don't think he ever served, served jail time, but he's not ever able to make content. He didn't get again. the donation, did he? He didn't get the fucking <laughs> Yeah. And so he's not ever able to make content. I don't think so. I keep finding his jail time, but definitely he paid $75,000 bail and he can't create content. Um, I want, I wanted to reach out to him. I told Sam this earlier. I want, oh, I want yeah? to, because he, he still has his account, but it's private. So I might I might do it on the social, maybe see what he says. He's probably gonna say, Allah Akbar, leave me alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. I'll, I mean I'll try it out, maybe we'll see what happens. But Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? He Between says a, you and me. He sends a voice message, beep. <laughs> beep. This will self detonate <laughs> if you keep bothering me. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll see what we have to say maybe he won't who knows but not worth a shot you get me maybe we'll give him two dollars and he'll do it <laughs> but um i thought that story was dumb interesting and it all came about because when ice Poseidon was streaming somebody else by the name of suspendus was streaming and the suspendus guy he had a donation that said in a, in a tokyo station it was like bomb will detonate in five four 
And then Ice Poseidon was like, yo, turn that shit off. Like, and he walked away from him. And he did. And he was like, bro, don't do that. Because look up Arab Andy and you're going to see what's going to happen if you continue to act like that and let those donations go through. That's why a lot of streamers today have mods. Yeah. Because they, you know, they're the ones that are getting rid of the N-words, the, you know, the 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 things that get you, like, you may not have written that, but since your chat is doing it, your YouTube channel is going to be banned, mm-hmm. you know? It's very interesting. Um, but yeah, I thought that story was super interesting because it, you, stuff like that doesn't happen a lot, but it definitely does on different websites, dark web, who knows, man? There's some crazy shit out there. I feel like that. it does happen a lot. Yeah, it's, for it's, sure, for sure. Like, but especially like, in today's society. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would, in, in, in general, look at Xbox Live, man. That shit was crazy. I, that, Yo, that, bro, what? Yeah, I know you asked me earlier, but yeah, damn, that's, bro. That's, that's why I asked you earlier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a, everybody getting <laughs> there's a website <laughs> in the dark web where you can look up any chat room of any date for like Xbox and stuff. As long as you look up your username, it shows you all the chat logs. That's scary. That's scary. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> I didn't even say it's a crazy shit, but I'm worried that I may have. You, know? you, you, you want to guess my super lame 360 gamer tag? The the first one that was given to me? The that black. I'm going to say something like wild stuff. Yo, <laughs> nah, now it's just gonna disappoint you guys. That was too good. <laughs> Damn, what is it? What was it? It was igneous jungle. Igneous jungle. Mm. Jason, you thought you were. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you knew. You knew. <laughs> Xbox knew. Xbox. Yeah, igneous jungle. That's that's a gamer tag Xbox gave me when I first made my gamer tag. Oh, they gave it to you. Just used yeah, the default one. They what gave the fuck? Mine was mine was Franco nine one nine. I ain't gonna lie. I still got my auto filled uh, Gmail account. Really? So what is it? <laughs> Let's not maybe <laughs> say oh, that yeah, on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you go about to get some crazy dick pics, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you better get only dick pics. <laughs> you better get the other. <laughs> you better get the other five. <laughs> <Four. laughs> God, man. <laughs> Yo, so <laughs> for for my next topic, I'm just gonna show a picture of Muhammad. Nah, I have no idea. I don't know. Nah, that shit is crazy, but that shit is so serious. You cannot do that. What? Show Muhammad. You cannot do that. No. <laughs> huh? Oh, the prophet? Yeah, the... No, oh, bitch, no, no Muhammad from the... Uh, the Ark. <laughs> no, I thought you were talking about the Ark. I swear to God, I thought you were talking about the Ark, bro. Oh, yeah, the, That's why I said which one. Which one, bro? Oh, That's the most common name in the world. Like, oh, yo. yo. This yo, bro, fucking guy. Show me because we don't yeah. pick at him. Uh, I heard there's drawings of him and stuff. Nah, bro, no drawings. Those are all fake. Really? I swear to God, those are all fake. So, so you can't portray Muhammad nah. as you think. That's I mean, what it is. Like, he looks like probably like every other... Like, just go down somewhere. He looks like Javi. But, but, but you've heard of that, right? Like South Park, they, they weren't even able to show Muhammad. I think they, there is no pick of him. But days. but but they get uh, what's it called? What's his name? The writer Salman Rushdie, right? Yeah. He he portrayed Muhammad in his writings, and somebody ran on stage and stabbed him. He's blind from his left oh, yeah, eye. Yeah. But so like, but it's you are this a lot. There's a cartoonist. I think she was also killed for doing it in right, France. Yeah, yeah. That's, and. Yeah. And so, exactly. so you're not allowed to. I know you, I'm sure people don't know how it looks like. I'm pretty sure nobody knows how Jesus looked like too. But that's a different story, you know. He was black as fuck. Jesus was definitely black. Jesus is Dominican. Jesus twenty three percent anyway. You look like me. Look at me and you see the crack. That's me. 
You look at me, bro. I see Muhammad, Buddha. Yeah, you see the Lord. You see the Lord. <laughs> nah, nah, yo, man. Yeah. You should have grown your hair out, Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. I have my shit's grown. You know I look like Jesus. Man. I know, man. You, you should have. Like that's what I'm saying. You should have kept the growing out. Yeah, you look like Jesus, bro. I look like Jesus. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but that shit is crazy how you can't do none of that stuff. So. Yeah, that's why I go back to my comedy thing. Like, I think you, mm-hmm. you could make fun of like, yeah. any religion. But even South Park didn't do it, man. South, yeah, South Park does like, everything, like, bro. Like, and it's just like Islam in general. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because that they, shit is crazy. Like, and you could also like profit off Jesus' picture, I guess. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, man, I'll just say I didn't want to say it before, but I'll just say it. Mm. Fucking there, there's a Jesus joke in season six of Rick and Morty. It's fucking. Oh, I know it's funny. Uh, it's don't spoil it. No spoilers. So spoil it. I, I'm, 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 I didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> you don't watch, you watch, watch No, nah, I'm up to season uh, six. Actually, I gotta finish uh, it. I, I gotta start season six. Did you see Harvey's beer cozy? <laughs> Look at it. It's a, it's a flannel cozy. Wait, why the? That shit is fire. Cause he loves flannels. Harvey loves flannels, bro. Says no one. Harvey, <laughs> IP. It should have an IPA in there. It has an IPA, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it does. <laughs> Open this real quick. Yeah, I got Mr. Squanchy. <laughs> All right. Let me get through this third topic because I'm not going to lie to you. It's the most What's the third topic? serious. All right. But not not really serious. It's like the most like. Nah, yeah, of course. No problem. And so, yeah. So it's more informational, this one. Less like juiciness than the other one. So that's why I was going to do this first. But I was like, you know what? Let me say this for last. And I'm happy I did. Okay. Okay. And this one is regarding Alzheimer's. You know, okay. yeah, no, yeah, yeah, ain't nobody want that shit. I, I, what, uh, mm. okay, so remind me what the headline was because I, oh. I have seen about this mm-hmm. online. FDA approves new treatment for early Alzheimer's. Yes, so okay. The, the drug is called Lakembi, and basically, it's meant for patients in early and mild stages of Alzheimer's, right? And, um, there's not much, you know, like a grand explosion of its effectiveness, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. That pretty mm. much is the tone of this whole thing. But it gives some insight on some past controversy with other drugs. And I'm just going to read through it because I thought it was pretty dope. It was the most informative article that I feel like is still very news heavy. And I think it's dope. Again, from New York Times, written by Pam Bellick. Right? Okay, okay. So the new drug is technically called Lecanemab, but branded as Lecambi. L-E-Q-E-M-B-I. And its goal, goal is to slow the pace of cognitive decline early in the disease, right? Uh, the way it works, it attacks a protein that's called a protein amyloid associated with Alzheimer's. Doctors are skeptical about the effect- effectiveness of this attacking, but are content that they're carrying it, carrying it along with a more careful process, right? Um, the only risk that it has is swelling and bleeding of the brain. So that's like the risk that's associated with like, you know, this, like a side effect. Yeah. You know? Um on its label, it says you shouldn't take blood thinners while using this drug. And if you do so, it should be done with consideration and caution. And Alzheimer's experts say that even though it may slow down cognitive decline, patients might not even notice the, you know, the slowing down. of this. So I think the outward expression of Alzheimer's or how it portray, you know, makes you behave is not going to be, there's going to be a significant difference in that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know about you, but Alzheimer's, I feel like so many people in the world are scared of getting that. You know, and it's uh, there's a lot of things that lead up to it and stuff like that. Even waking up early has shown to to um, lead to that. I think so, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I I mean, I'll just say like mm-hmm. you know, uh, my grandma um, mm-hmm. has been showing early signs of it. Mm. What are like, what are the early signs? 
I mean, just uh, my my Colombian grandma, to be specific. Mm-hmm. Um, the I haven't seen her in many years, mm-hmm. and I saw her for the first time in many many years, mm-hmm. um, a, like a month or two ago, and um, she just kept asking me the same questions. Mm-hmm. Like she just like kept forgetting the conversation that we were ha- mm-hmm. that we were having mid conversation gotcha. and asking me the same questions. Does she know who you were and, though? Uh, she didn't know who I was. Oh, so she had to be like, oh, who are you? Like, why am she, I here? Like when my dad asked her, like, mm-hmm. oh, do you know, like, who's who? And she was like, no. That's crazy. That, I mean, and for sure, sad. And I, I fear for it with any of my family members or anybody I know, like friends I know. And it's uh, it's really sad, man. And what I found out through this article is how many people are diagnosed with it. And and it's crazy. And I'll get to that in a second. But, um, yeah, it's it's very terrible. And it, like I can't, I haven't experienced it firsthand. There are videos on it for sure. And then there's also like these cute videos of like the, the the husband that has a you know wife that's has Alzheimer's and he reminds her every day you know that I'm your husband and blah 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 blah. But damn, bro. So the studies. With, I'm sorry to hear that too. By the way, like I hope yeah. you know. But uh, studies of the drug uh, are done through an intravenous infusion and administered every two weeks. So basically, what that is is an IV straight to the blood, um, to the blood into your vein at least, right? And more than any treatment, it's shown the most promise. The New England Journal of Medicine concluded that longer trials are necessary to, quote, determine the efficacy and safety of lecanemab or lecanemab in early Alzheimer's disease. And this was said after an 18-month clinical trial. Um, the Japanese pharmaceutical company called Aisei is partnering with American company Biogen to produce lecanemab. But Biogen once created the controversial... Uh, drug that was called Aduhelm, which is A D U H E L M, right? Or maybe something like Quran, but I'll get it right. Yeah, that's what it right. And that was also used to treat Alzheimer's. Okay. Now they discontinued uh, clinical trials in March 2019 after an independent committee found that it would probably not slow the cognitive and functional impairment, the decline in memory, language, and judgment that comes with Alzheimer's. So basically, showing that it's ineffective. And the reason it's so controversial is that um, the FDA acknowledged this. The, well, it says here in this decision, the FDA appeared to be acknowledging the vehement criticism that erupted when it approved Aduhelm in 2021 after both a committee of independent advisors and an FDA counselor senior official said there was not enough evidence that it worked. So remember how earlier we were talking about like, gambling regulators and they would just give a temporary license yeah this in some sense is basically the fda approving an alzheimer's uh, medicine that was not showing evidence of you know yeah. function you yeah. know so it's kind of like that's kind of interesting how they both worked out in the same way those two topics right so um what worse in this controversy is that a 75 year old woman um, who experienced brain swelling after infuse experience uh, receiving infusions of the drug as a participant in a clinical trial died uh, she lived in Canada, and this occurred in late September, and was reported by the FDA uh, reporting system in the summer of 2021. And they're trying to see, in 2021, they were trying to find out whether the FDA and Biogen, which makes a drug also known as the scientific name, Aducanal, uh, like whether it was the fall of this one. You know? Okay. And in the mo- at the time, it said that they don't know what happened, but definitely that they were, you know, hospitalized with seizure and diagnosed with brain swelling, a side effect of the drug as well. Mm-hmm. Um, later, they say the brain, quote, the brain swelling is probably caused the woman's death and that, quote, this is likely to have been caused by the drug Aduhelm. Man, right? that sucks. Yeah, man. Oof. This drug was priced at $56,000 a year. 
By uh, how much? $56,000 a year. The Aldo Do Helm. Does it say anywhere how much it costs? Like After through, Medicare and stuff like that? Yeah, like so, through prescription. I'll get to that in a bit because it's pretty interesting that, uh, that also. Okay. But before that, um, I'm going to read this straight too because the ones I have right here are just because, again, it's so med- medicine, you know, savvy and stuff. So it says, an unproven drug, the FDA's Independent Advisory Committee and a council of senior agency officials voted overwhelmingly that data failed to conclusively show that Adelhelm slowed cognitive decline. Still, the agency approved the drug. It required Biogen, the drug's manufacturer, to conduct a new clinical trial, but gave Biogen more than eight years to complete it while allowing patients to use the drug before evidence from that trial is known. So okay. eight years of basically an eight year clinical trial of people using it without knowing if it could um, if it could even help these patients. Yeah. So a lot of people were affected from that. I think in total, three people died, two of them which were using it. If I'm not right. mistaken, but I'll get to that in a second. So both those companies, the Japanese all one in the name of science, all in the name of science, bro. I mean, I, that's that's the true nature of that. You know, like when you see like monkeys being used or this and that, like. I mean, it's tough, and I don't have. That's a tough topic to you know reach oh, on because yeah. you know because <laughs> oh, who the yeah. fuck knows about that. Um, but it's a super necessary you know kind of method. You know, mm. science gonna science for sure. That's for sure gonna. Always- I was I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. I'm glad yeah. you said it. Science yeah. gonna science. Science man. always gonna science. So, um, so the Japanese company, uh, I need and. American company Biogen, when they do this and they come out with a Kenby, will split the profits equally. And the price will actually be at $26,500 a year, about $1,800 a month, which is slightly lower than Aldohelm. Because earlier they said $28,000, but something else said $56,000. So, but the $56,000 one was accurate, I saw. Now, the Institute for Clinical and Economic Review, an independent nonprofit organization that assesses the value of medicines, recommended the price to be set between $8,500 to 20,600 a year in order to get more people using this that are diagnosed with Alzheimer's again in the early stages you know okay now so um, and uh, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it already mm-hmm. but uh, what are the early stages of Alzheimer's like uh, is there a year like thing that they I know I know it just it comes down to like you know in, like basically cognitive you know disimpairment so when you start to lose function of your cognitive abilities like how you were saying about your grandma i think so mm-hmm. like for that severity for it to be not so severe so i think it really is on a basis of how the person is acting i'm assuming and uh, i think early stages might be just that much more subtle and of course severe cases might be just like full blown out like okay. it's like every minute is mm-hmm. but i guess what i'm trying to figure out it's mm-hmm. like is there like an average of mm-hmm. like an age of like when this starts mm. to happen to people. Oh, I don't know, but I can look it up for sure. Because I do know how many people right now are able to use it. Actually, I'll tell you right now. Uh, so in the U.S., there's six million people affected with Alzheimer's, and 1.5 million of them um, are in the beginning stages of the disease. So that ratio is crazy when you really think about it. I'll look it up right now, actually, to find out the age and everything, because I want to know. Um, let's see. I'm gonna I'm Google it. At what age do yeah, because like say say if Alzheimer's starts to like develop by say your sixties, yeah. there are many people nowadays because of the mm-hmm. life expectancy that are that have reached their nineties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that mm-hmm. is an interesting ratio of how many people are in their early stages versus how many people mm-hmm. are just generally dealing with it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is an interesting ratio for sure. So there's two answers here, and I'll read the first one. The first pop up one from Google. 
For most people with Alzheimer's, those who have the late onset variety symptoms first appear in their mid-60s <clears throat> or later. When the disease develops before age 65, it's considered early onset Alzheimer's, which can begin as early as a person's 30s, although this is rare. God damn. That's crazy. And the second one was- That's uh, scary. Yeah. Alzheimer's disease is most common in people over the age of 65. The risk of Alzheimer's disease and other types of dementia increases with age, affecting an estimated 1 in 14 people over the age of 65 and 1 in every 6 people over the age of 80. That's fucking scary shit too, man. That's so... It's crazy. And so um, so they want the drug to be priced less. And because of the incident with Alduhelm, um, much has learned to move forward with Lakembi, said an FDA official, right? Um... Alduhelm also had controversial trials with most of the participants they used for it being white. Uh, Lakembi, during the trials, made sure to use 25% of the participants of black or Hispanic people, you know? So you could have been part of the trials since you're black. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I could (laughs) have. And, uh... Hey, hey, Frankie. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My... This is funny, man. My, uh, Beatrice's uh, little cousin... We were hanging out one time, and he just looked up at me. He was like, you sound black. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you saying? No, okay. And then he cartwheeled after <laughs> yeah. that. I was like, all right. You sound black. Like, yeah, cartwheel. I was, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, man. <laughs> I was like, thanks. Because black people sound cool. And so does everybody else. <laughs> like uh, Mr. T said in Rocky Three, I pity the fool. Yeah. I pity you. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> this is what you were asking earlier. So the accessibility for Lakembi is all going to depend on whether or not medical, Medicare will help cover the cost, right? Always comes down to the insurance. Yeah, man. You know better than I do. Fucking with the whole, you know, alleged patients you'd be dealing with stuff like <laughs> that, you know? So <clears throat> because of the controversy, uh, the centers for Medicare and Medicaid services heavily eliminated, uh, limited Medicare coverage for the drug. Only paying for coverage if patients participated in his trial. And this is all stemming from the controversy, right? If Lakembi is effective enough, Medicare will likely provide coverage and just ask patients to track the effectiveness of it. So the three uh, patients I was mentioning earlier, they experienced brain swelling and brain bleeding. Um, They died. Two of them had been using blood thinners while using Lakembi. All this was which part was of, not recommended. Yeah, basically, it's like they're finding out now, like you should not be using blood thinners because it because it could be go along badly with the brain swelling. Basically, mm. this was part of a large phase three trial, and we're unaware if they had gotten the treatment or a placebo. So the two of them that died, um, I mean, there's three of them that all died, but two of them were using blood thinners. Okay, um, and this is why they were using Lakembi. Um, this is just interesting, a little fun fact. Lakembi, the brand name Mr. Chung said, is based on Kembi in Japanese, which roughly translates into beautiful, healthy, elegant, was greenlighted on Friday under a designation called accelerated approval, sounding like temporary license. Mm-hmm. You know, The FDA can give accelerated approval to drugs with uncertain benefit if they are for serious diseases with a few treatments and attack a biological element of the disease. In this case, the amyloid protein, which Aduhelm and Lakembi both do. They attack the amyloid Protein. <clears throat> Quote, accelerated approval was controversial for Aldohelm because the data involved was contradictory. One clinical trial had failed and another nearly identical trial showed one, only slight benefit. And because many Alzheimer's experts said years of data 
had not shown the reducing aneloid slowed down cognitive decline. So they basically said, like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, why are we proving this if we don't really know? And we're getting two different results for Aldohelm. So Lakembi was able to gain accelerated approval after a phase two trial. But after a phase three trial, the results basically enforced the results from phase two. So they like with okay. phase two being successful, phase three only just enhanced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, so in order for a drug to be fully approved after receiving an accelerated trial, it must go through another phase. That's trial three. So oh, yeah. Okay. So that's why they had so full approval approval will likely lead to Medicare's coverage of the drug. And now this is a little more numbery. So try to follow this. I'll read it a little slowly too. So the quote, the main positive outcome of that trial was that patients receiving Lakembi declined more slowly over 18 months by less than half a point, 0.45 on an 18 point cognitive scale that assesses functions like memory and problem solving than patients receiving a placebo. Patients on Lakembi declined by 1.21 points while patients on a placebo declined by 1.66 points. So with Lakembi was, uh, there is a larger decline. Yeah, and then exactly, and then placebo was basically. Oh no, there was a lesser decline. There's a lesser yeah. decline. Yeah. So one point twenty one was the decline of Lakembi use, and then one point sixty six was the decline without the use. So basically, there was more decline without the drug. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, and then that amounts to a twenty seven percent slower decline. So it slows down. So if you were to get more, that's bad. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. so it works. It, it basically working. Yeah. And although the results are a step in the right direction between placebo and Lakembi, the high anticipation may not match its true outward results for the patients with Alzheimer's. Again, basically, you may not notice it if somebody you know with Alzheimer's is receiving that drug. And in phase three, uh, this is also number three, but I'll read it a little slower. In phase three of the trial, 13% of patients developed brain swelling that was mild or moderate. And in the placebo section, only 2% developed that. And when it comes to brain bleeding, people that were um, taking the Lakembi, only 17% of those patients experienced it, while 9% of those receiving the placebo experienced brain bleeding as well. Hmm. So uh, between the placebo and the, uh, and the actual drug, people are experiencing brain swelling and brain bleeding. So, you know, the placebo obviously states that they might have experienced this anyway, but a smaller percentage did compared to people using the drug high, that that's one that rolls and everything and so it's interesting it is it's super I and mean, that's like really how medicine works all together you know because <laughs> when i was reading i was like oh shit like i'm kind of learning like this is why stats are so crucial i'm a doctor <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm a doctor <laughs> basically <laughs> and uh the last thing i'll say is this because this is a straight from the article and then i have one more thing it says the authors reported that quote serious adverse events end quote occurred in 14 percent of lakembi patients and 11% of those receiving a placebo. Nearly 7% of Lakembi patients dropped out of the trial because of negative side effects, more than twice the percentage of placebo recipients who dropped out. So more people were dropped out using it than the placebo ones when they didn't use it. Hmm. Yeah, but I guess that's inevitable with trials if, if yeah. it leads to discomfort and results. I mean, side effects. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Disappear. You could do it now because you're black. <laughs> the black guy disappeared with the peace. <laughs> I mean you could always do it But now you can do it confidently (laughs) That's your Halloween costume next year And it won't be blackface (laughs) So so overall results suggest That the risk of brain bleeding and swelling 
was significantly lower than for patients in the trials of Alderhelm. Basically saying Alderhelm was a shit show and Lakembi is basically the older, better brother of, or younger, better brother of Alderhelm, which is good. And it's, uh, I mean, it's just risky that Biogen is taking part of this again. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy that it's so expensive. But even though it isn't, um, the, the last thing that's kind of discerning is that, again, I told you 1.5 million are in the early stages. And the estimate uh, for patients receiving the drug within three years are about just 10,000, even after Medicare's coverage. So that's, Bruh. yeah. So just 10,000 people are probably going to be taking this drug in, within three years, even though there's 1.5 million people. Like That's yeah. crazy. It's fucking sad. And, um, Holy yeah. shit. So like with, with this article, like, I mean, Alzheimer's has always been a topic to me that's been, it's very like, it just sucks because it's 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 hard, man. Because it's like literally yourself deteriorating, and when you think of yourself, like you usually think body, like oh, I can't run no more, I can't lift no more. But uh, how you talk to people and how you like express anything or have interest or be all comes from the brain, you know. Like the brain controls all our functions and everything, you know. So once you're, you know, beginning to blank on a mental basis, like literally blank, it's like uh, of course you're still a human being. But the essence of yourself is just so gapped where it's crazy, man. I can't imagine that shit. And uh, anybody, you know, experiencing that, I know a lot of people do. Like, you know, you set to yourself and everything. But I can't imagine. I've always been interested to me. I, I also think about, um I don't know if you've seen it, um the BoJack episode that kind of goes through uh, his mom's, like, past. Oh, yeah. She was, like, abusing everything. Like, she, it was, like, a tough past. I know that for sure. Like, yeah, with the father and, and like everything. How, how, like, uh, Bojack's, like, dad basically kind of did, um I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. Like, that thing where you hammered, like, the nail into, yeah. like, your head mm-hmm. to make you forget things. Oh, fuck. I forget what that's um, called. <clears throat> Let me actually look it up because I know exactly. It's, like, a crazy word for it, right? But he had that done to her because of her mental health. And then she's just, like a, like, a di- like, a moot. person right she just like can't remember like anything anymore Mm -hmm. he's just kind of like just a ghost essentially that shit is crazy actually um fuck i want to it was bojack right yeah bojack like i think of that just because like lobotomy lobotomy yeah that's crazy man because like you know it's not the exact same thing for sure um but in some sense you kind of lose who you are yeah Yeah. like you you are at the end of the day have become a a deteriorated version of yourself Oh and that's God. just such an awful thing to imagine. That's that's a real in. that's some real dark shit when you watch the show because I'm remembering those scenes now. That's some real dark shit right there. And, and oh, for yeah. those that don't know what a lobotomy is, I'll just read: the attendant effect of a lobotomy is reduced tension and agitation. And many early patients did exhibit those changes. However, many also showed other effects such as apathy, passive passivity, lack of initiative, poor ability to concentrate, and a generally decreased depth and intensity of their emotional response to life. That's fucking wild, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're no longer perform, perform today, thank God, and have largely re- been replaced by medication. Some other types of psychosurgeries are performed in very rare circumstances to treat conditions such as severe depression or OCD that doesn't respond to other treatments. These surgeries are considered last resorts. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that shit wow. was. That's, that was written in 2022. Oh, wow. What the hell? You got lobotomies? <laughs> Yo, let's do it. We're about to be on the next episode. Like, imagine that shit. <laughs> and then we're like, thank you for listening to the show. 
Man, that if you don't watch Bojack, at least look up that scene and try to. You have to kind of near up to that, you know, because mm-hmm. man, that show is crazy dark. But it has one of the best theme songs ever. Yeah, that's one of the best theme songs ever in the world. <laughs> so fucking gnarly. I fucking love that show, man. man. man it's a good show. But yeah, that's pretty much it. That one, that one's more information than anything. But I think she's still biased because she's talking mad shit about day porn right now. <laughs> <laughs> like she may have said Alzheimer's, but she was trying to say El Presidente the whole time. <laughs> it always comes down to day porn. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, I'm kidding. Nah, but yeah, but I mean, know? it like it is interesting to hear about mm. this uh, medication. Yeah, I wish it could be administered to more people. Yeah. Um even though it does have its side effects and things like that, mm-hmm. I think that is important to keep note of. Yeah. Um, but you know, if I, if, if anyone is listening to this and dealing with this, that's I mainly what it is. You know, I, like, I don't know if this would help you. Yeah. Like if it does, I hope it does. Mm-hmm. Or like, it's still hope or like this and that, like there is, you know, medical advances and, I just really hope that it does. That, that's the, uh, that was the main point of this. That, like, you know, hopefully somebody who, you know, never know who comes across it. But if you're listening to it after all that shit show, you know, in the talking about <laughs> math, funny things, Sammy and stuff like that. Like, like just like the what's it called? Like the whole uh, what's it, Social Security episode, you know, like that's yeah. all done just to fucking maybe help somebody or just give somebody a, like a little light of hope or something like that. But. I mean, some information is there because it's way beneficial to them rather than us, you know. So yeah, you know, we like to get a little education. A little education, show, you, you know. know what I mean? Get on the magic school bus. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> yeah, man, but that's that's basically Girl, that's a booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> that was me when I got massaged in fucking California, bro. Oh man, you just gave me oh, a little piece. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wow, you gave me a tiny ass piece. You gave me a fucking link piece. This shit mad good, bro. That's the first time I had a cookie in like 10 years. What is this? Cum flavored? No? Cum all over Ah, it's my favorite part. Yes. My favorite part. Cum-tastic, bro. Thank you, bro. Mm. Nice. Some good ass fucking cookie right there. Mm. Damn. That must have been fucking. That was fucking good. But I had a cookie, man, bro. <laughs> Went dying out the ass. <laughs> but I deserve it. I fucking deserve it, you know. Your celibacy, your you know, you deserve it, man. That's what I'm saying, bro. Because that's what you're doing, right? I guess so. You're celibate now. Yeah, bro. Less stuff inside my Hulk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> my mouth hole. <laughs> and you're your Hulk. <laughs> Come yeah. on, don't lie. You're right. You're right. Come on. No more Q-tips, bro. It's all right. When you use Q-tips, you're just fucking yourself. You know, I you know? once I once had a guy in high school tell hey, me yo, no. <laughs> this guy in high school, uh-huh. like he apparently slept around with a lot of girls and this okay. and that. Whatever. He was a player. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? It was high school. You're right, man. He has AIDS now. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so do all those girls. <laughs> but he was like, "Yeah, man, you ever let a girl eat your ass out?" Bro, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> that a lot of people no I'm not saying that I, I never done that and I really <laughs> that's, that's funny I'll get my ass you know every fucking day I know a lot of guys that do that and more than I would have thought ever and like not not teach his own not there's not that there's nothing wrong with that I guess that, but that, it's just a, like that's a Seinfeld joke man where the whole the whole joke of the whole show is that they regard they're talking about like homosexuality and everything and every time they say like George is gay 
Not that there's anything wrong with that. And it's just the play where it's so fucking funny, man. So that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but not that there's anything wrong with it. You know what it's I mean? It's just like, yeah, he was like, you ever had a girl eat your ass out? And I was like, no, I can't say I have. And he was like, yeah, man. He was mm. like, when you go in the shower, just like take your soap bar and just take the tip of your soap bar and clean out your asshole a little bit. Just clean your asshole a little bit. Only when you're going to get your ass eaten out there. Otherwise, don't clean your ass at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll just say, man, to each his own. Some people like that shit. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll horse kick a girl if she gets near my asshole, bro. <laughs> I'm going to do it. If you get near it, boom. <laughs> broken jaw, broken nose. You're going to go home crying. I'm going to point at you as you leave. And that's it. But at this point, man, I don't judge nothing because... <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, man. Hey, man, to each his own. <laughs> That's all it is. You know, if you like getting your ease, your ass eaten out, let us know. Yeah, fuck it. Why? <laughs> Why do you like it? Send us an anonymous tip. <laughs> we'll we'll do an uh, another round of anonymous uh, questions. Okay. And see and see uh, who like likes that. getting the ass eaten out. Yo, Lucas, it's you like getting your ass eaten out? Huh? You like getting your ass eaten out? No. By the no? females. Even by a girl? Not even by a baddie? If a girl asked to eat your ass out, what would you say? No. Hell no. You say hell no? You wouldn't consider it, bro? No. But have you heard about how it's supposed supposed to feel good? Yeah, because there's G-spots there, bro. That's what they say, bro. For guys, G-spots in the It's actually in the nipples. Yeah, G spots. <laughs> it's in the heart. Oh. <laughs> what was the the Family Guy joke where it was like, it was like Meg or some shit, and she was like, actually, there's a, there's like a like a fourth hole from a woman or some shit like that, or like a. Like <laughs> I a don't thing, remember, you remember that. And, she, and she's like, yeah, it's below the knee, and and then like she's like, I think the quagmire. I maybe I know for sure it's a joke, but she's like, you want to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the Chris. Or the, yeah, it was so fucking stupid, bro. Family Guy is funny, man. A thumb on a girl's ass? I put a thumb on a girl's ass before. Nah. Have you ever done it and then sniff? Come on, don't lie. You just want to make sure. Yeah, bro. One time I put my whole arm in there. Like, you know, when they. Uh, yeah. They're like, I don't even to put my thumb in. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and I had, yeah. And then my elbow dislocated. Her and asshole so, just said, <laughs> and just swallowed your arm. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And you were like, let me go. Not like this. <laughs> and then she shits me out later. And I'm like, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, you know. Girls are fun. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get your ass eaten, that'll be the first question we ask anonymously, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah we got to find out. That's very interesting. <laughs> I, we got to find out who gets their ass eaten now. We got to like, find out. We got to find out. Find an ass. That's what we're all about, baby. Being eaten, you know what I mean? Our new logo is going to be us getting our ass eaten by girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could, we could figure no, it out. You know what you, I mean? You know, you know, you know how our logo has like each of us on either end? <laughs> The bottom half uncovered could just be fucking just, <laughs> like you know when they do dig trio like dig diglet and uh, Pokemon yeah. and the bottom of them is like 
builders, build, model builders with speedos and some shit like that. <laughs> That'll be the other half of our logo. Melissa, get to work. <laughs> get to work, bro. Uh, that's a good segue to the AMC section. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget yeah. the AMC section where we talk about yeah. sumo. Oh yeah, uh, so sumo. And sumo. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we have a new uh, movie idea called Sumo Lester. Or you, know? you mean sumo? We haven't decided on the title <laughs> yet. But I like I like Sumo Lester because it talks about the sumo wrestler who's named Lester. And it's a rom-com. I, I like Yumi and Sumo because Yumi it's kind Sumo. of like, in my eyes, a rom-com mm. and sort of an uplifting story yeah. and, a, and an underdog story. Mm. You know, it should be a, would be a good like storyline. Like it, it can be, you know how there's inanimate objects that talk in Disney mm-hmm. when they gain the power to do so? The thong the should The thong talk. should be able to talk. And be talk. like, this yeah. smells like shit. <laughs> shut oh up. my God. Like, shut up, bro. Shut up. They're going to find out. <laughs> It smells awful. Yeah, bro. I, I know. I've always known sumo wrestlers wear, you know, a panty, <laughs> basically, to like wrestle. But seeing that today, I'm like, yo, change it up a little, bro. Like that. Nobody wants to see you. Put on some boxers. A uh, thick fucking G string, bro. That shit's a capital G string, bro. That shit is disgusting <laughs> as fuck. I can't imagine, man. After a burrito, a bean burrito, something like that. <laughs> Rest in peace to the fucking that fabric. <laughs> it's nasty as fuck. Do you think no. you would shit yourself during a sumo match? I shit, my, I shit myself now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Probably during a sumo match, you're exerting so much force. You know what I mean? And kombucha makes you shit. <laughs> That's I found out the hard way. <laughs> it's true. That shit tastes oh, you good, like bro? that beer? That beer tastes good. Yeah, why you say it like that? Ooh. Smack your face. <laughs> Yo, who the Yo, fuck does he think he is? Take, Frankie? Takes three <laughs> sips of beer. Thinks he's Frankie. Sure, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, gotta, you gotta say, I'm gonna slap the shit out of you. Say, say. You got this, buddy. You can't? Stage fright? No, because I'm just like, I can't keep, like, I can't get this picture out of my head. Which picture? Of us getting our ass eaten? It's a good picture. Damn. <laughs> We got we got to tell the people earlier. Javi, you said Javi said to Lucas, his brother. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Right, was that it?" Yeah. Yeah. He was like, "What are you doing?" Lucas putting this dick in your mouth. <laughs> and Javi was like, "You're literally my brother." <laughs> and I'm here dying because he got got. Javi got got. That shit was a, a moment. What was the other thing I was gonna say? Fuck. It was a. Nah, that's alright. Sammy said a joke. Oh, um, like you you smoke a gravity bong, mm-hmm. and then I said this. I was like, "Oh, is that what they smoke in space?" <laughs> or astronauts god damn it <laughs> my joke I it's your joke. joke I said that joke it's your joke Sammy didn't say that joke I said it's, that joke it's totally your yeah, joke Sammy's a joke thief he's the Carlos Mencio of this episode He he's a thief yeah. he's a liar mm-hmm. he left and, his bag and I'm gonna say it right now <laughs> what's up buddy he's ugly oh Sammy you're beautiful in every single way nah Nah, <laughs> nah, he's not. He just isn't. Like you ugly, Sam. You know, I. You know, some would say maybe I'm projecting, <laughs> but I. I think that's all. Sorry, Sammy. You're born that way. That's all right. Own it. Don't frown upon it. You know. I think you just gotta own it. You gotta own it. Like like how I do. You yeah, know, bro. You. I'm ugly and I'm proud. <laughs> I look like fucking. Y'all just flame this nigga. <laughs> you want to flame him? <laughs> It's a random motherfucker. You see him though. I flame both of you guys. Nah, man, I flame you, bro. Flame Frankie right I'll now. I flame you, bro. Like, you know, he's, 
You play me first. Try to put your dick in your brother's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> How's that a flame? Because it's factual. <laughs> it's just it's a saying. It's a saying. Yeah, like definitely. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be said by you today. <laughs> to your brother. <laughs> to your brother. Your blood brother. Why you? Why are you jealous or something? <laughs> I'm, I'm envious, jealous, and all that because I'm not yeah, his brother. I see what I'm doing. And then you're like, I guess I can't charge you. <laughs> you beat the system. I didn't know what to say. I was like, I was like, what? And he was just like, I don't want to pay. And I was just like, uh, She'll be like, I don't want to work. Sorry. <laughs> Here's yeah, a check. He's like, Nah, I'm just playing with you. I'm just playing with you, kiddo. Should have been like, 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 Oh, you got me. You got me. You should have got real close and been like, You think this is a fucking game, Jim? I would have been <laughs> so annoyed. I would have been like, Oh, hilarious. Everybody got on this guy over here. Fucking comedy legend. For him, I'm like, Okay, sir. Turn around. Don't let you him, Drop Kiss his wife. Fucking stab him under the third rib. You know what I mean? Eat the rest of his food. Fucking shit on him a little, just a little bit, so you're not like full of DNA there. You know what I mean? The fresh poop, like the one that comes out like after. I just ate of his food, so I'm like, how does this taste? (laughs) This one's on the house. (laughs) Season. (laughs) Nice. Now we know. Now we know what to do next time. You get in that scenario, somebody, you give this check to somebody, they're like, I don't want to pay. You don't even know what's coming for you, brother. You don't even fucking know. Take half of that? Take half of that, bro. That matters. Okay. <laughs> if I have to. So I'm going to play by play this. So Hobby's about to smoke some weed out the gravity bong. And then his brother is about to finish it. This is how evolution begins to sprout. Two high brothers, both African. Both about to pursue the night. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, we are one. We are, yeah, I won. We guess. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? What he do? I didn't see. Okay, he was like, <laughs> "You got us." That was fucking funny, bro. Because you really, Tommy went full. Was it? What is? How do you go? What is it? Uh, fusion. <laughs> Some cool shit, bro. It was it Gold Gohan and Trunks? Right? I don't watch Dragon Ball. I don't Damn. watch Dragon Ball. I, I just know that. He's dragging his balls. I got flame. I got flame. Yeah, I got by the youth. Damn, bro. <laughs> With the pose, too, bro. I'm starstruck. <laughs> I just started doing like a Fortnite emote. Do it, bro. Then that would be bad for you, bro. If you did a backflip right now, bro, that should be crazy. I bet you can't do a backflip. You know, I I once no. uh, tricked Lucas into thinking that he could do a front flip, no front flip or a back flip while his pants were down. <laughs> so <laughs> he just completely fell yeah, forward. Man. That's why he's flaming you now, bro. Because of the revenge. <laughs> did you did you do it? No, that wasn't it. I said, uh-huh. it wasn't or was it to Brandon? No, no, it wasn't. This never even happened. It was something else. It was like you can't. I can't kick. Yeah, I told Lucas that he couldn't kick as high as I could with his pants down. And then he do it. And then, he, and then, he, I mean, he didn't kick as high as me. Oh, I went and I busted my ass. And this kid 
busted his ass. Yo, it was hilarious. That's why you are the way you are now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, there, I almost had crayons on my nose, though. Crayons? Oh yeah. What, what color? Yo, man. Yo, I don't remember what color they were. How but, far up but, to the nose? But, okay, uh, so so we were so my um, it was me, Lucas, yeah. uh, Chino, and Jordan, my two cousins, <laughs> and and our dad, okay. my, my dad, mm. like our dad. Yeah. Yeah. We went to go see Chicken Little in the theaters. In theaters, right, we were cool. in theaters, <laughs> and at some point, Lucas just turns to my dad and he's like, "Yo, dad, I can't breathe." <laughs> <laughs> And then his dad, your dad is like, yeah, I know this movie's fire, bro. <laughs> I can't breathe. And my dad's like, what do you mean? This and that. <laughs> and we had to leave the theater early. No way. And take this kid to the doctors. Yeah. And they used tweezers to go up this kid's oh, nose. Oh, so the ends were like in there. So it wasn't even sticking out no this more. This kid shoved Bruh. crayons How? so far up were his nose. Were they full crayons? I don't remember if they Bruh, were full crayons. I'm but, never giving you a crayon. But the doctor life. had to use tweezers to yank no. them out of his nose. Were you crying? Were you crying as a kid? I don't remember, I don't remember if he was crying. He but was just straight faced. He was just straight faced. He was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got crayons in my nose, bitch. What you gonna do about it? But yeah, me. we were upset yeah. that we got to miss Chicken Little because of him. Selfish, bro. You try to color your brain, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty dope. My sister <laughs> ate a quarter. She had a nickel, actually. Nickel? She just ate a nickel. And then I think later she ate a penny. Bugging out, <laughs> bugging out. What you doing? <laughs> yeah, what you doing? What you doing? Eating, eating. Why are you eating currency, bro? <laughs> this is money. Yeah. Capitalism goes through They're far. Yours now. That's you, bro. That's you. I brought those just for you. See this? Yeah, bro. I want this shit. Damn. Fuck is even my face. <laughs> Damn. Nobody's ever gonna eat those stuff. One time I ate like sixty of them on the show, bro. They were good, but I felt I had a stomach ache afterwards. Penguins are fire. <laughs> you know there's two penguins? Strawberry and watermelon? <laughs> Dad, I don't know if you're being serious or not. <laughs> for, for those who couldn't see, Lucas just like threw his hands back like a like the screen face painting. In utter shock, but nothing came out of his mouth. Just straight up shock. Mute shock. One of those animes. <laughs> You're like ah! I hope it happened to the viewers So I know you were surprised I know you didn't know that shit You remember Spicy Starburst? Spicy Starburst Remember that I shit? I do Those I do were good bro The sour ones are good too But the spicy I'm ones hmm? I'm only That shit didn't come out in 1943 bro That shit came out like five years ago <laughs> <laughs> It did bro Yeah, yeah. It was hey, not that long ago When did Spicy Starburst come out? What out of you? This is a pumpkin spice latte one What the hell? Yeah. Oh, I thought I was. Hey Siri, spicy starbursts. Let's see what you gotta say, bro. Oh no, yeah, sweetie, right here. Yeah, uh, you could buy it. What the fuck? Still out. Still Boy. a thing. Still a thing. What's over it? Who? Damn. Uh, nah, Takis are pretty far. I mean, I can only eat like three of them though. You know what's overrated? Platanos. Mm. Whoa, 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 <laughs> that was real shit. Nah, you're not even Dominican, have you? <laughs> all of them, every single type, all of them nasty. Types, you can't just say Anything that's made with There's a platano. You whatever your favorite type of platano is, that shit is trash. No, bro. <laughs> Yo, you man, serious? you you're you're gonna start <laughs> a fight. I'm so dead serious. Why? Just because they're trash. Like it? I hate that shit. Yo, man, why like, are you even, trying to? Even my Siri talking. <laughs> He's like one moment. What the I'll fuck he said? <laughs> nah, I love I love Blatano. I also like uh, what's it called? 
I love Mangu. Hell Mangu. yeah, Hell yeah you do. Maggot, bro. Yeah, yeah, that shit is slam. This is one spot in Corona. Huh? Tostones are good, bro. Maduros are everything, bro. What? Mofongo's well, good. Not as good as Mangu, though, but it's still good. You know what I mean? Once I'm on to the Dominican spot in, in Corona, it's called, what is it? Fuck. I think it's called La Isla or something like that. But it's right off the one on third stop, right? Bro, I asked for chorizo and rice. They gave me a fucking pot, like a literal <laughs> pot of rice with a big ass spoon. I was supposed to share. I didn't share that shit. <laughs> That's my friend Kara. I ate that shit all by myself, bro. Damn, Dominican food is so good. What was yeah. it called again? Fucking. Yo, you should go to. Mm. You get your things sorted to go to DR. You I'm with it, bro. I, I miss DR. That shit was fun, bro. It'd be fun. Yeah, bro. Yeah. We out. We out to DR. I'll boot the flight right now. <laughs> I wanted to go. I, I think that'd be fun. I'd be down. I'd be down. I'd be down too, bro. I'd be down to clown. Basically. All you gotta say is hola, mami. Hola, mami. Que lo mami. Que ta pasando, mami. I'll be like, hi there. How are you? How you doing, sir? Salutations. <laughs> they like the gringos, yo. <laughs> Super gringos. I have some good ass... Whatever sauce in Dominican Republic, it was good. Just the sauce. Dominican sauce. Dominic, whatever sauce that was. I lost in the sauce. It was. Yeah, I got, lo- I got <laughs> only lost in the sauce. I was, oh, I was a DR. Where am I? Adrian. <laughs> Adrian, yo, bro, have flashbacks about it too, bro. Man, one of the one of the best things I had in DR was uh, my my friend's grandma. Rest in peace. She made this coffee in some like little like pot. And then we will have it with those dry crackers, whatever those little bre- hard little bread crackers or something. Mm-hmm. And then it was really good, and the coffee was sweet as fuck. And then another morning, this was really interesting. One time yeah, we had where were you saying huh in Harabacoa. So I was around there. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know the fuck either. But one morning we dead ass had for breakfast like sliced up cheese, sliced up salami, fried. and crackers. No, not fried, not even fried, and concon. And that's it. That was the breakfast. Nice. And every morning was Coca Cola. <laughs> and I was like, please, can I have some water? <laughs> yeah, Cocona is super fire. What? Cocona is fucking. Yeah. Well, what's the Mexican yeah. word for Cocona? Oh, uh, Anthony. Pegao. Pegao. Pegao, yeah. So it's Pegao, Concon, and then I think there's something else with it, but that shit is good. And then I seen a video where people be putting like beans over it. So like it just, you know, soaks in the flavor and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, like eating at some other places was super good, man. Canepa. Canepas, Canepas are the are little good. fruits, right? With the green skin and everything. Oh, my God. Canepas are good. Yeah. Man. Those are sold in Graham. I know in Graham they always sold those. You, you ever heard of, you probably haven't, but there's a place called La Isla Cuchifrito. You ever heard that? So that's a spot in Bushwick, right? And I, I think it's actually Caribbean food. I'm not sure. But <laughs> they got they got these, like, they got so much stuff. Of course, they got rice beans. They got, like, potatoes, beef. They got, like, horchata, like, coconut juice. But these little balls, I forget what they're called, right? They're, like, to- they're fried, orange, yellowish on the outside. But inside is, like, potato and beef. Bro, some of the best food you ever had in your whole goddamn life, bro. It's Damn. so fun. La Isla Cuchifrito, man. Go there, have some good food. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you should make one. You got a Dominican. Open up a shop, Lucas. Yeah, we could, bro. Call it Lucas Mucus. <laughs> Cook that and fire. Just get her mom to be the chef. <laughs> of the- no, come on, the that could be the servers. No, 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 no. She doesn't need to be the chef. Mm. She'll teach us. Ooh, the ways. I'm gonna be like, yo, I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna be like, yo, can I get the spaghetti? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> it's gonna be the Cheerios. 
<laughs> Some Cheerios with almond milk. Gonfle. Gonfle. Good ambiance. Good ambiance. Uh-huh. In, in DR, uh, my cousin's uncle, there was a cat that kept coming back. So one day we showed up to his porch and there was a cat in a bag. And he was like, yeah, bro, this motherfucker keeps coming back. So yeah, like they, there was like, basically a cat was trapped in like a sack tied up, like just struggling to get out. And he was either going to kill it or take it somewhere real far. I think he's going to take it somewhere real far and just release it. But all he hears, yeah, man. He, I, I stayed in a mansion in GR, GR, bro. There was a mansion that had no electricity. <laughs> they just had bought it and left it there. Yeah, bro. And then they, Sounds like, like DR. Yeah, and the house that I was staying in had chickens in the trees. There was lemongrass growing from the ground. They had horses in the back. And it was a cliff. And you could see another cliff on the other side. It was beautiful, bro. bro my first time beautiful. going back to GR after mm-hmm. like an hour long, mm-hmm. I went like mango tree, like mango pickle was crazy, bro. Ooh. How was that? Yo, so basically we had this really long stick. Yeah. I think it was like a really long broomstick. Did it have a blade at the end? Oh, okay. Just multiple long sticks. Mm. And at the end was a two liter Coca-Cola bottle cut out. Oh, what? So like. Scoop it in? Pull it like that. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome, bro. What? Shit, bro. We out to DR. I want to go, bro. That shit is fun. With it. Go to the discoteca. (laughs) <laughs> well, what y'all fucking motherfuckers drink Buchanan? <laughs> yeah, motherfuckers drink Buchanan. Like, what the hell? La Romana, bro. La Romana? What the fuck is that? What? What's that? It's a place. <laughs> Dude. I thought it was a type nice of turkey. <laughs> All right. Nice I'm with it, bro. That'd be, far, bro. Okay, well, that'd be cool to shoot a podcast there. And <laughs> DR, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> On the beach, in the water with the electricity. <laughs> you know, I uh, on the water podcast as a kid when I was in DR at a beach, I found a mango in the water, like a good mango. Yeah, it was perfectly <laughs> fine. Like we were just you ate like, it? I don't remember honestly. That shit good for you, bro. That's nature's needles. That's a sea urchin. Yeah, like we were just walking around the water and just felt something on our feet. We just like we just fucking reached oh, down a mango. and just pulled out a mango from the water. Yeah, I used to hate the beach, but it's just the beach is here, bro. The like beaches here are trash. Yeah, they're gone. Well, I guess if I you're mean, in New York City. In Jersey, the water feels a little bit better. Nah, man. I only I trust like beaches in like Florida or some shit. Or like maybe like. There, there are la- lakes are nice. I went yeah, to a nice are, lake. I like lakes. Yeah, I think I went to one in Connecticut or some shit. Warm too, yeah, and it's like clear waterish ish, but for a lake, so it's fresh water, not salt water. Yeah. Yo, it's nice, bro. Beaches in DR fire. Yeah, I'm not kidding. They're pretty no, fire. No, no, no they're nice. They're nice. Like the sand, like, yeah, dude, yeah. I don't, I don't explain it. It just feels so nice in my toes, bro. Nah, they're beautiful. It just makes me just want to just be in the sand. Mm. The water's so clear and warm. Gotcha. You know Can't wait to go. Fire. Yeah. Smells good too. Smells like beach. No, no. Besides the beach, just smells good. Mm, like beach. <laughs> no, like tropical, like Caribbean. Like Caribbean beach. Just Caribbean. <laughs> Minus the beach. Minus the beach. The, 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 e- beach. the essence of beach. The essence of beach. Yeah. The essence of beach. Ooh, I like that we met. We agreed. Yeah. Nice. Right, you know, I'm gonna go. <laughs> right. That was a good discussion. I'll see you. Thank you for the cookie, bro. Appreciate you. Remember, secret ingredient. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. All right. See you later, bro.
All right, so yeah, that was a good discussion. <laughs> that was a nice, definitely, nice definitely a good b hole for sure. Coffee, um, you, you spilled some motherfucking coffee on my floor, like a, like a like a little teaspoon of coffee. That's all right. Yeah, you know, I mean, you gotta cabinet the floors every now and then. You know, the floors are tired. Yeah, man, the tired of fucking carrying this show, literally, literally, <laughs> man. Like these floors are the backbone of Earth, Mind, and Matter. Literally and, and honestly, <laughs> they really are. But what do yeah. you gotta say, floors? Yeah, they said yeah, they said uh, free Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the floor said. I'm just translating. That's what the Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking um, uh, shout out to Sammy and Brian for giving their input on the show. Very very Hell well yeah. versed and everything. It's always good to have other people and be on the lookout for guests in the future. Hell yeah, yeah man. Like I said before, guys, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that are going to be planned for this year. So a lot stay of tuned. changes, a lot of same shit, and a lot of link. A lot of Link. That's the only consistent of this show. Yeah, You're always going to get Link in this show. Yeah, man. Right, bud? What's up, bud? <gasps> right? Who's Link? You are. Link, speak. Speak, bro. Speak. Say something. Link, speak. Say anything. Speak. Say something. Speak. Nice. Good boy. <laughs> Let's go. That's it. Show's over. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. You know, fucking awesome. That's Good it. shit. No need for the AMC. Fuck out of here. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... AMC section this year. We're up to the movie section. And um, so I think I think I chose this movie on purpose, you know, because I, I I'll tell a little backstory, which is very brief, and then I'll announce the title. Okay, okay. Uh, Before you do that, though, mm-hmm. what what other things have we looked at oh, in the man. AMC section? We looked at comics, albums, movies, right? One comic, my favorite one, Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle, great mm-hmm. fucking comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go. Another movie we covered, we covered Evil Dead. We've Both co- Evil Bo- Dead and 1 and 2. Yes, The Thing. We've covered motherfucking which one? Which one? We've covered Thriller by Michael Thriller. Jackson. Nirvana's uh, Nevermind. Nevermind. We've covered Prince Daddy and the Hyena, which are Cosmic Thrill Seekers. That mm-hmm. was like the first one we think we covered. First right? episode. Fucking what else, man? Comic books by Deadpool. Fucking Deadpool. let's see, Superman, Dark Knight Returns, Returns All Star Superman, Court of Owls, man, Court of Owls. Movies I'm having the hardest thinking of. Fear and Loathing Las Fear Vegas. Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. That was a good <laughs> Fight one. Club. Fight Club. Yeah, man. So if you're ever interested, just look it up on the you know search history. You can just find it there. Type yeah, in we, album, movie, comic. It'll come yeah, up. We categorize all our episodes, yes, so it's sir. easy for yes, you man. guys to just find yeah. our episodes. And please let us know suggestions at our social media: Instagram Earth Mind Matter yeah. Pod, YouTube Earth Mind Matter, and TikTok Earth Mind Matter Pod, and even Truth Social, which we got to update somehow. <laughs> and Earth Mind Matter Pod and Mastodon. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mastodon. Fucking purple Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, man. So, but to this, the movie that I chose, man, I watched it a long time ago. And I was like, because I was having like one day off or having time between work, like before, before work started. So I was like, let me watch some more movies. And I've been trying to. I've been really trying to. I've been watching Villain Saga. That's an anime. Pretty good. Pretty good. Brian fucking is obsessed with Vikings. So it's, of okay. course, about Vikings. Not that bad, actually. Pretty juicy. Might watch some tonight. And so I watched the movie over again and I was like, huh. And I enjoyed it way better the second time, right? But, you know, because I think a lot of movies sometimes when I was younger, kind of like Avatar, I kind of didn't really retain it. I was kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> but um, I wasn't really, I didn't really have big opinions on it. You know, I was just like, it'd be interesting to cover this movie for being exactly what it is. And we're going to be talking about 2008 Coen Brothers Burn After Reading. Yeah. Right. Which is definitely just an odd movie. 
Like it, it really is. And I think what it, I won't say what it lacks, but what, what I think the overall, like it lacks significance. You know what I'm trying to say? I think I, uh, can you, I don't know if you know off the top mm-hmm. of your head, but if you could search it up, what's up? What are other, uh, famous Coen brothers? Films? No country for old men. Okay. That yeah. was the Coen brothers. Film? That was Coen okay. brothers. Yeah. So I'll look up actually, but they're extremely famous and I'm not the really only other Coen mm-hmm. brothers film that I know is a uh, hail Caesar, which I did mm-hmm. not like. Oh, it was bad. Oh, I, I don't remember anything of it. So I mm-hmm. can't really say if it was mm-hmm. bad. I watched it when I was like in high school. Mm-hmm. So who's to say, my young mind could really understand yeah, what so, was going on. Sometimes it is that. And uh, so I don't know if you saw the, the videos I sent you, but even if you didn't, like, I was just so curious as to how people portrayed their criticism in this movie, you know? Because I think just like the chef conversation, this movie for sure will bring out either the worst in you as a critic or the best <laughs> of you as a critic, you know? And so one, some of the movies they've done that I think people will know is Fargo. Um, oh, they did Fargo. They Dude, did Fargo. Fargo is amazing. Yeah, I, I haven't watched Fargo yet. So, Fargo is yeah. so good. Yeah, I watched the. I think there's a newer oh, Fargo. Yeah, yeah. You, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never seen it. So they've oh, done that. Man. They've done the Big Lebowski. They did the Big Lebowski. Oh shit! I haven't seen the Big Lebowski, but (laughs) I didn't know that. Again, the Big Lebowski for me was like, oh, this movie's so great, and then I watched it, and I I don't think I retained it enough. But I just know the only thing I know about is White Russian and bowling, and uh, (laughs) Josh, somebody, the guy from Roseanne. uh, They did let's see, No Country for Old Man, which Brian loves that movie, The Tragedy of Macbeth. They did a Serious Man, which I will say we will be covering on this show, and it's exactly like this movie. Like it, it's literally that, the same. That was like uh, the highest uh, suggested mm-hmm. movie on YouTube. Really? For me, um, after watching this, after yeah. this discussion, we'll probably have the same exact discussion. But I want to discuss that movie so bad because I'm telling you, man. I'm, you, you'll see as we discuss it. But there's a reason these movies intrigue me, you know. But not for no douchey reasons that I've been seeing <laughs> on the internet that are so fucking ridiculous. Um, but it's it's very interesting. And then Burn After Reading. These notices on like Jesus Rose and Tolerably. Intolerable Cruelty, Gambit, uh, Barton Fink, Bad Santa, the first one. That's interesting, man. Romance and Cigarettes. is, And their oldest film is Crime Wave. That's in 1985. So their most recent film has been The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which that one is pretty famous. Okay. Like I've seen a lot of clips. Like when you search the movie, that also comes up a lot. But No Country for Old Men, I think, is their most preferred. And it's got Javier Bardem. And yeah, it. man, he kills it. I remember, to me, I'm not going to lie, when I first saw that movie, I was I was like, oh, like, it's good. But I wasn't, like, so blown away. And I want to check it out again because. I watched yeah. that movie when I was a kid, so I never, like, mm. I haven't seen it, like, in forever. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't really remember much from yeah. it. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just, I definitely... If I if I were to watch it again, mm-hmm. I know I would appreciate it. Yeah, more. that's what I think it is too. But maybe maybe for me it was like the first time I was like, mm, but just like burn after reading the second time I watched it, it was just interesting. So so let me um let me just give some basic facts about it. I got it right here. Hold on, give me one second. Um, one uh, one okay, so perfect. <laughs> the budget for this movie was thirty seven million dollars, which is kind of crazy for like you know not really because it's a movie. <laughs> I would imagine most of that money went to the cast, if anything. Probably, because this cast is fucking crazy, right? Let me actually start over with that, because you're actually right. All right, so let me look up fucking Burn After Reading, you know. I mean, off the top of my head, you got John Malkovich, Francis McDormand. George Clooney. George Clooney, Brad Brad Pitt. Pitt. 
uh, Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. Like those are like the big main characters Pretty much. in the movie. Yeah. And um, so Brad Pitt, like we said, Francis McDormand. Oh, J.K. Simmons is in J.K. Simmons, George Clooney, John Malkovich, Tilda Swinton, Richard Jenkins, Elizabeth Marvel, David Rash, J.K. Simmons, which is crazy J.K. Simmons. I mentioned him today at work. Ole Krupa, Michael Countryman, and Kevin Sussman. Uh, Hamilton Clancy, Armin Schultz. So probably, yeah, the budget 100% went towards this movie because it's fucking crazy cast, right? <laughs> yeah. On IMDb, it got a 7.0 out of 10 from 336 people rating it. And ultimately, the movie is about idiots. <laughs> like, pretty much, the movie is about idiots, you know? Let's see. So it pretty much revolves around, you know, the entirety of it really... How I put it when I when I looked at it is in some in some gist is aging, downfall, and American marriage. You know? Mm-hmm. Like those are the three things I immediately wrote down when I first finished watching second second watched the movie again. Cause I was like, all right. And it's about, you know, the main premise I would say is some lady who wants to get a breast a breast, you know, basically all the plastic surgery because she doesn't she doesn't think she's beautiful anymore. She wants to get it uh, through her insurance at a gym job, Linda Litsky. Mm-hmm. And it costs a lot of money, and she's not able to really, you know, afford it. Uh, and another in another sector, what was his name? John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah. Osborne Cox. He gets fired from the CIA for being a drunk. And the joke of it is supposed to be that the guy who fired him is a Mormon, so that's supposed to be like a ha ha mm-hmm. in there and stuff. And he's like, "Fuck, what am I gonna do?" And his wife is about to divorce him, who's also having an affair with George Clooney. He decides he's going to write a memoir about his life and his CIA endeavors. And while in the gym, he loses his files of important information, or as it's perceived to be so. And Linda Litsky, Francis McDormand, and Chad Feldheimer, Brad Pitt, find it with hopes to blackmail Osborne Cox for money for her surgery. And then lastly, like John Malkovich's wife is having an affair with George Clooney. And... I mean, Linda Litsky is online dating. It's a whole thing. Um, and it's crazy. So that's the gist of it. If you, don't really, if you don't really follow it, like how I mentioned it, basically two motherfuckers are trying to get rich off an ex-CIA drunk agent and his wife's having an affair with George Clooney who's fucking everybody. <laughs> you yeah, know? George Clooney mm-hmm. is also, like, is just fucking everybody. He's just like, fucking, he, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, when I was mm-hmm. watching this movie at a certain point, I think um I think when you see uh George Clooney's wife uh yeah. like make out with that dude yeah. after she at does the end that and book everything. reading yeah I was like that's at the end so mm-hmm. I was like so everyone's just a piece of shit yeah everybody's <laughs> yeah. basically having an affair and 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 you know it's such an to me okay this is what makes me interested in this movie because it's so directed at nothing you know obviously there's essence there of something but it's the reason I like it is just because it's like. It's like fucking mind candy without having... I know this is the way wrong of how I'm putting it. But it's like... It's just an absorb... Absorbing just anything that's occurring in front of you and accepting it. Because it does fit somehow due to the storyline. No matter I, how ridiculous it is. It's know? like... I, I just... The way I see it mm-hmm. as I was watching it, it was just kind of like... This is a slice of life mm-hmm. story. And there's not really much to take away from it. No, that's what it and, is. And I feel like all the scenes with mm-hmm. J.K. Simmons are like are like Greek plays when mm-hmm. um when they have like the interventions uh, almost or like not interventions intermissions or something like that or is yeah it like, like those yeah. small little intermissions are like yeah. now this is happening <laughs> yeah. and this and that because yeah, it's funny because J.K. And, Simmons is the head honcho and he's like 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's like all those scenes of J.K. Simmons was just kind of like yeah. those moments almost talking to the camera of like, okay, so this is happening. Yeah. This is happening. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. And and when Onwards. Uh, <laughs> when Linda Litsky, basically Brad Pitt and Linda Litsky, that's how I put it, because um, they both try to blackmail Osborne Cox. And Osborne, uh, Osborne Cox plays this great angry character that when they call Brad Pitt's trying to be all cool by the way Brad Pitt's performance is hilarious he's just like this energetic douchebag stupid gym rat he's like yeah so what I'm gonna do baby I was gonna ride my bike (laughs) (laughs) oh like you know that's Brad Pitt's whole thing and he's like hey is this they they try to call him and they're like is this Osborne Cox and then this Osborne Cox and then John Malkovich Osborne Cox he's like listen you fucking idiots you do not know who you are fucking with and so and, and it's just so like that that elevation of volume is so because he does not give a fuck up. he's like you are fucking with the wrong one you know and it's so great to see like and then Bradford is like like what the fuck you know and um, I, I, I think one, one of my favorite things about this man is um that it's just, I mean, those actors play really well. Like, despite oh, yeah. the movie or everything, like, they're dedicated to that to that craft of acting, for sure. And even though it's not, there's no template here to perform the greatest of acting, but George Clooney acts like such an idiot. And and I, I looked up two different, um, how can I say, videos on the criticism of it, just real fast, because there's not really much on it, you know? Not much that you can really intake a lot. And there's one guy called Mark Kermode. He's an English film critic, musician, radio presenter, TV presenter, and podcaster reviewing it. And he says that he kind of hates his movie and whatever. And that he says that Coen Brothers, you know, they'll have a hit and then they'll have something like this just because they're allowed to and everything. And I like the two quotes from this because um, I don't disagree with him. I don't agree with him. But it says, he says, quote, famous, beautiful, intelligent people playing stupid, ugly people. And that, quote, this movie contains no cumulative power. Cumulative power. It's just a load of bits. Some funny, some aren't, but together, it's just a bag of bits. And that's how he described the movie. Mm. This other YouTuber, I hated his guts. Um, and to each is on to his opinion. But he said, this is how he starts his video. And I'm not going to mention him or anything because fuck that guy. Respectfully. you know. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I have my own opinion on the movie. Um, but he's like, hey, guys, I'm here reviewing Burn After Reading by the Coen Brothers. They have a history, blah, 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 blah. And I watched it, and at first I was like, what's happening? And then what I realized is that this movie is genius, that it's so good. And if you don't get it, like you just have to dissolve yourself into it because of how great of a movie is and stuff like that. And it's just when that part happens, you know what I'm talking about. You'll understand that this is one of the most greatest creations of movies ever. And I was like, "Mm." you know, and and that's where I think this movie divides like Moses, you know, like. (laughs) If you try to look too deep into it, when you try to look too into it and you try to like, you know, I get it, I get it, you know, then you're like, but was there really that much to get anyway, you know? And then if you try to criticize it too much, it's like, well, it wasn't like a shit movie, you know? Like, I mean, to me, like, to me, I, I think it's like, to me, this was just a piece of film that I just... It's like a guilty pleasure for me. Like, I just like the movie, you know? And it, it, it really isn't the most stunning of all the movies we covered. But what do you think about the movie? Like, what are your thoughts? Did you like it? Did you not like it? That's just my opinion. That's just what I think, you know? Well, mm-hmm. overall, I like the movie. Mm-hmm. I, um, as it, as it was going on in the earlier stages of the movie, I definitely yeah. was kind of like, 
what the fuck is this about? <laughs> and I kind of got flashbacks of like mm. fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Got you. Like what's happening really? Yeah. You and know? I was like, yo, is this going to be about nothing? Yeah. And at the end of the day, th- like it's so ironic because mm. while this was about nothing really, yeah. while fear and loathing Las Vegas was about something. Yeah. And I didn't like Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. I like this movie. That's so interesting to me, to be honest. And it's but, just, uh, yeah, no, there's just something about the charisma of all the actors. Yeah. And almost the irony of everything and the satire of it all. Yeah. Like with a, a um, Francis McDormand's character, Linda Litsky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she plays it very well, too, man. How, you know how her whole idea is that she wants to change her body image and yeah. this and that, but that she can't stand negativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like oh wow, the mm-hmm. irony of that is like <laughs> in one conversation. Yeah. It, it happens very early on mm-hmm. in in one conversation <laughs> where she's kind of like, "I need to change my body, this and that, whatever." Yeah. I think when she's talking to her boss or her supervisor, or yeah. whatever. And, you know, he definitely has feelings for her. Yeah, because he's like, you're perfect the way you are. And she kind of ignores that completely because mm-hmm. she's exactly what she wants. He's exactly what she wants, but in the wrong body that she's looking for it in it. Or maybe something like that, you know, because he's like this older man who's like balding in the middle of the head. And basically a kind of the replica of herself in mm-hmm. a male version. But she wants young. She wants youth. She wants, you know, spry. Yeah, and in that conversation, like when he's telling her, Mm -hmm. like you're fine the way you are, and and that she kind of like jabs at him, like, oh, like I need you to stop being so negative, yeah, or like this and that, and it's Mm -hmm. just like the the camera hangs for a second after she says that, and you just kind of look at her, (laughs) and you're just kind of like, bruh, and you feel for that (laughs) motherfucker, man, you feel for that because he's really trying, and man, like you know what happens at the end of it, of course, you know, but to the beginning, what I what I'll start with if we go like scene by scene almost. Like in the beginning, she's online dating, and she and she, her and the person, the older guy. What's his name again? The actor, uh, uh, the, the one that was supportive of her, his, the supervisor. Yeah, I forget his name, I but he's right a now. very familiar. He's actor. super famous. I, a lot of people know, and it's crazy because even up to him, um, he was the he was he's famous. I'm, I'll tell you right now, but he, they're basically looking throughout her online dating, and they find somebody, and she goes out on a date with the guy, and the date goes so bland. Uh, they're at the movies, and this is close up. I like the shot of them at the movies a lot because it's this, it's a joke that comes on. The whole theater laughs, and she laughs, and she kind of has this like ooh ha ha ha, ha like kind of laugh, and he's just kind of quiet the whole time. And they go to dinner, and he's just quiet the whole time, and she's just trying to be like perky and stuff. And then they go back home, and they have sex, and it's just this sad scene of like just him fucking her, like just. With the glass, like the, it's like an upshot on his face, and his glasses still on, which is that. That to me made me laugh. <laughs> that his glasses are still on. He's and, like not even looking yeah. at her. And then he's asleep, and she goes out and checks his wallet, and that she pulls out a note that says, "Make sure you pick up the groceries, honey." And she she realizes that he's either married or has a woman in his life. Mm-hmm. And like that scene, it's it's not even sad to me. It's just ugh, you know, and. And and it's just like damn and and prior to that the lady at the gym had let Linda Litsky know that she was like oh yeah my friend is on the website and she found a great man, you know, and so that was just kind of like ugh the tonality and the the guy he was Richard Jenkins but his name is Ted Treffen, Ted Treffen yeah okay but that's the guy who supported her, and 
what's his what's his name? George Clooney's wife? No, what was it? Was it George Clooney's wife? No, the the, the writer? No, the pediatrician. Whose wife oh, was she? That of? was uh, John Michael Vick's Osborne uh, Cox. Osborne Cox. His wife's a bitch. <laughs> I I love the the moment of how kind of like both wives say yeah. the same thing about each other. Yeah, she's a stone cold a, stuck up bitch. Yeah. You don't think that of me? And she has British accent or something like that. And George <laughs> yeah. Clooney, and George Clooney's character is sleeping with his wife, and his he's basically cheating on his wife the whole time. Um, who's his wife is very successful, you know, and he's an ex military man and stuff like that. He always says like, yeah, you know, I uh, kind of always has the rhythm. Is like, I can't eat that. I'm allergic and stuff like that, you know. And uh, yeah, I've had a gun, but don't worry, I've never shot it in my life. I always you know? thought that mm-hmm. like throughout the film that his allergy thing was gonna come back. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I always thought here. there was gonna be yeah. a moment where like he starts like having a reaction to something, but it just never happened. Yeah. Does this have goat cheese in it? Because you know, uh, like, I, I <clears throat> just eat the damn thing. It's like, oh, okay, you know, there's just, goat cheese. There's a certain, <laughs> there's a certain like quirkiness yeah. to the script of this movie where like characters will just sort of say things, just random do shit, random yeah. shit, and it's just kind of like it makes it feel so like <laughs> grounded, I guess, yeah. or, like, realistic, where it's just kind of like. This crazy happening. controlled madness, you know what <laughs> I mean? And fucking, yeah, we discussed, like, you know, them finding the CD at the gym and stuff. And, you know, throughout that, she gets another, um, Linda Litsky, who wants the surgery, who pretty much the movie does revolve around, I think so, to some extent. Um, Originally, like, I thought it would fully uh, mm. revolve around Osborne Cox. Mm, but yeah. since it starts off with him and everything, yeah, like, very slowly, like, it just kind mm. of revolves more around Linda as mm-hmm. people start to die around yeah, him. Yeah, man. It's crazy. And before all that shit, which Brad Pitt's death is the funniest shit in the whole fucking movie. Dude, that shit was crazy. <laughs> I, I, I wanna, I wanna, I yeah. My jaw literally dropped when that happened. Let, let's get to that in a bit. But fucking, cause that was, I was wondering how you would react. Um, so she, Linda Litsky gets on a date with George Clooney and she has a blast, a fucking blast. Every scene replicated because she does the same thing over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Like, you kind of start saying she, she lies about how like she, she hasn't seen this movie before. And, and this it's and the that. same joke, the same shot, but this time they're actually laughing. They're enjoying dinner. You know, they were very intimate. Uh, another crazy thing is that, you know, George Clooney's wife leaves and he's always working on something downstairs. He's just always working something that is so private that he closes the gate and nobody can enter that except him. Mm-hmm. And he finally shows Linda Litsky and it ends up being a fucking like a bike with a dildo that pops up when you ride it. <laughs> It's not even like a bike. It's yeah. like a rocking chair. Pretty much. And then when she shows Linda Litsky, she's like, oh, my God, it's beautiful. <laughs> and uh, that was just like, what the hell? But, you know, moving moving into it, um, eventually, you know, they, you know, they try to blackmail Osborne Cox, who's still trying to recover the thing. But, you know, because he thinks it's a big deal, but the U.S. doesn't give a fuck, you know, so they go to the Russian embassy <laughs> they 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 request more information, and my favorite thing about the Russian embassy talk is that she's trying to convince them like this is top secret information, even though it's kind of just bland information about the CIA. But there's a picture of Putin on the on the wall, just I looking down, sad. so funny, man. And it's just you know, like I think that's the beauty of this movie and the skill set of the Coen Brothers that those little things do matter. You know what I mean? Like those, there's a certain flow of it that I feel like would be hard to recreate a movie like that. You know and that that's why, like, I feel like why I kind of said I feel like this movie is a satire. Mm-hmm. I couldn't necessarily pinpoint on exactly what, 
Because, you know, a satire is supposed to have a point. Yeah, like making kind of fun of something at least, like a little, you know. And maybe yeah. to me, to me, that's why it could be like the marriages, the yeah, downfall, like it aging. Just, you it know? seems like it's kind of making fun of everyone. Yeah. And yeah. it's just kind of a, a broad general thing of mm-hmm. like, this is life in America in 2008. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, divorce rate in America is crazy. And I feel like this is basically it. But then you get these higher class, like specific career path people you know like doctors cia military school you know famous school writers um kids book writer and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. so prestigious downfall almost in some sense because that was just the immediate thing to me but again it could be that or it could just be this random assortment that jk simmons constantly just says okay you know whatever <laughs> you yeah know? and it's just it means nothing because yeah. like I said, like those scenes are very much like those mm. Greek plays where it's just like J.K. Simmons is basically talking to the audience, <laughs> just being like, yeah, yeah, this means nothing. This is whatever. Like the yeah. fact like it means so little that they don't even show like the grand result of the film. Yeah. Like it the just movie ends. just ends with like a recap. OK. Of this dude Burn just it. telling J.K. Simmons like, all right, this mm. is what happened. Yeah. And um, yeah. So because Osborne Cox and his wife is getting divorced. Eventually, he gets locked out, and George Clooney basically kind of moves in or like stays with his wife, aka Osborne Cox's house. Um, this all leading to Brad Pitt trying to break in to steal more files because he finds out the base of where this is. And what happens then? What happens when Brad Pitt sneaks in and George Clooney's taking a shower? You find Brad Pitt's just hiding in the closet, mm-hmm. and Brad Pitt takes a one second shower. <laughs> yeah, I mean George Clooney takes a one second. Yeah, George shower. Clooney takes yeah. a one second shower, and, and Brad Pitt's hiding in the closet because you know he he's he trying to get away because he's looking for stuff, but that's the only place he could get to. And George Clooney finally walks up to the closet after getting dressed for a second as he's singing and whistling and stuff. And uh, Brad Pitt's just standing in the closet and he just kind of gives him a smile and puts his hands up. <laughs> and and the, the biggest smile in the world, like he's just, he's like, well, you got me. And George Clooney just, just fucking pops him <laughs> right in the face. <gasps> and just, you literally see Brad Pitt get shot in the head, dead body down to the floor. So, okay. So what was, how would you describe your reaction to that when you saw that? I, my jaw dropped. <laughs> I was literally how I my jaw was like on the ground yeah, for like a, a solid like thirty seconds. I was just kind of like, <gasps> and and prior to bringing it in, Brad Pitt is happy. He's dancing hardcore in the driver's seat. He's finishing up a smoothie. He had his he, like wired earphones in. He's like, you know, go, going living the best life he could. And I feel like his part to play was just ignorance to everything, bro. Like he just, <laughs> he literally has, and no, uh, and this was all a request by Menelitsky. Mm-hmm. She was asking him to, you know, break in and stuff. George Clooney shoots him. Uh, eventually, oh, and yeah, in, in the movie, George Clooney always sees somebody following him the whole time. Yeah, and the whole time, and. Basically, the detective is informing J.K. Simmons, like, yeah, man, we got somebody who, you know, stole some files from a CIA agent, went to the Russians. J.K. Simmons like, the Russians? She's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, whatever. Anything else? And he's like, yeah, this guy just shot a guy. <laughs> um, and he's like, anybody important? Nah. He's like, all right, bury it. <laughs> yeah. You know, just kind of like, we do not want anything on our ass. Like, just get rid of all this useless information. And, and that's, yeah. again, where I feel like the satire mm-hmm. kind of comes yeah. in of just kind of like... You know, the government doesn't really care. They'll mm. just kind of like try to cover up anything. Their own ass. Government gonna government, bro. Government gonna government. <laughs> that that should be the name of the movie, bro. <laughs> man, man. And then George Clooney is, is still seeing people follow him to the point where he's like, 
chasing down for like, hey, who are you? You know, like trying to catch down and the drivers are driving away. So much paranoia escalates to the point where he thinks Linda Litsky is a secret agent because she's asking about her friend that's been missing, that's been depressing her. So George Clooney runs away in the park and everything. Ultimately ending up being just, you know, divorce lawyers. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that guy, that guy was pretty famous too, the divorce lawyer too. The one oh, that, really? Yeah, I'm pretty. I forgot his name. Let me see if I can find it. But George Clooney finally, uh, yeah, it's Kevin Sussman. This guy, I'm sure you've seen him in something before. He, I mean, he looks familiar. He looks yeah. like a skinny Paul Giamatti. He does. He actually does look exactly <laughs> like that. But he's been in a bunch of stuff. I think so. I'm pretty sure I've seen his face. He was in the Big Bang Theory. I didn't know that though. Mm. What the hell? <clears throat> but um, yeah. Yeah. Is he the comic book shop owner in Probably. Big Bang Theory? I can see that for sure, looking at his face. But I don't remember. But um, you should ever you should watch a video of the Big Bang Theory without a laugh track. There's one like that for Friends. Oh, it's interesting, and of course, and the it laugh makes track like a creep. <laughs> well, this movie, uh, this 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 just drains Big Bang Theory. You're just like, <sighs> well, I thought the show was entertaining. I mean, it's crazy. Just I mean, you Big know? Bang Theory on a second rewatch <laughs> is pretty cringe. Super, but if you you know first exposed to it, eh, you know, if you high, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, George Clooney finds out that his wife is divorcing him, and. That that's that's when it got like real interesting because you know like this whole time he's lying to his wife he's cheating on him with like a bunch of different women mm-hmm. and then at one point when he finally realizes he's in trouble that he killed a man and he has nowhere to be and this and that like he calls his wife and he's like baby uh, what is this like something I miss you you know yeah, come and he's home like, I need you to come I, home and she's like you know I can't come home I'm almost done with this tour just stay and he's like okay. And only in his like deepest downfall of things that that's when he finally misses his wife, mm. and then she gets off the phone, finishing a new segment, and kisses the guy she's having an affair with. And that's also when uh, mm. he like finds out that the, the guy lawyer, right? that's following that's mm. been following him is in the divorce yeah. lawyer, and without even knowing that he's being followed by the government the whole time as well. Yeah. And so in the final act, I would say, because I guess that's also how you could break it up too with J.K. Simmons as the ex, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Lena Litsky. Even though Chad is missing, <laughs> she's she requests from uh, this guy, you know, what, Jeff Treffin? Treffin? Let's call him Treffin. The, the guy who was supportive of her the whole time. Oh. Yeah. And she was like, why can't you fucking do something for once? Because she asked him to break into the house also. Yeah. And she's like, you're so useless. You can't do nothing for me. And that's when, uh, that's when it gets interesting, too, because... You know, this guy seems like he got his life together. He's managing the gym. And I forget what the gym is called. Let's call it like Rock and Fitness. Hard Bodies. Hard body. But he's like, this is not how we do this at Hard Bodies. Like, he's just <laughs> such an advocate for his gym, bro. <laughs> I got towels to clean. I got people on the treadmill. <laughs> um, and and then, like, after being so downplayed by Lena Litsky, who he lo- he's in love with, he's like, she basically like, you're basically going to be a pussy. And then you can see him. He goes to the bar and he sits down. He asks for a seven and seven, a drink and everything. And and it's just you could see the change in him. And that shit was kind of sad, to be honest with you. I was like, oh, why you gotta do my man Treffin like that? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, and then he goes to break into uh basically still Osborne Cox's house. This is the third man to be in the house that isn't him. In his house. It's my house. And uh yeah, he's he's drunk. He's typing into Osborne Cox's computer and Osborne Cox comes and catches him downstairs and he points the gun at him 
And he thinks that this has been the his, his words asshole that's been blackmailing him. He's like, I finally got you, you he, stupid he think, fucking idiot. He thinks yeah. that, that he's the lover that yeah, yeah. his wife has been with. Basically, Chad, who's already dead. And basically George Clooney. Really. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. Actually, you're right. And at this poor guy, he just got the hands up in the air. He just like He's definitely not the one doing all this. He's just doing it out of desperation. He was at the wrong time <laughs> at the wrong moment. And then Osborne wrong Cox. Wrong place, wrong moment. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. Bear. <laughs> Bear. And then Osborne Cox just takes out his rage and finally just shoots him in the arm. He tries to rebel and gets a lick back and runs out the house. Osborne Cox is chasing intruder, intruder. And then as the government guy's watching, this guy, Osborne Cox, just bashes his brains in with the fucking hammer or some shit like with that. With a hatchet. The hatchet. It's like he a just, small hatchet. And, just, and, and the graphics are kind of crazy for being a zoomed out like frame type shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it really goes in depth with like killing this guy. Like, yeah. And so two men are dead. George Clooney's depressed and, you know, also being cheated on. Lilinowski's not getting... Oh, shit. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. She gets her surgeries. <laughs> the government at the end. And by the way, if this all sounds like a shit show, it is. Go watch the movie. I know we spoiled it for you, but you know, we'll, maybe we'll put a little spoiler. I mean, we always spoil it anyway. Yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, that's of the this. whole point. Yeah, so fuck it. Watch it and then listen. Um, and then the the government guy goes to J.K. Simmons in the final scene. And he's like, "Hey, uh, yeah." So basically, you know, I know the man is dead. J.K. Simmons like bury it. And she's, she, you know, and they finally like, capture Linda Lipsky. Like George Clooney's trying to escape <laughs> to Venezuela. Yeah, he's like, well, and why'd you stop him? Get him on the first plane out of here. He's like, <laughs> got it. And they finally capture Linda Lipsky, and he's like, we finally call her. Uh, she's ready to comply under certain conditions. And he's like, what is it? And she's like, she wants a very expensive uh, plastic surgery. Like a mountain of yeah. surgeries, like and several. J- and J.K. Simmons is like, how much? He says, and he's like, pay for it. <laughs> And then the final lines are basically, listen, sir, uh, hey, what have we learned here? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, exactly. <laughs> and they just close the file. And he was just kind of like, well, <laughs> let's try to prevent this from happening again. Close the file. <laughs> I, I think he says burn it at the end. I think so, but I'm not so sure. I think I'm just assuming because of the title. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he closes that file, the movie just written and directed by and the movie fucking ends and once again I will reiterate if you if this sounds like a shit show it's cause it really is <laughs> and it's just as skeptical to behold man you just gotta check it out um I, I'm telling you man I I unlike the chef question we asked earlier I do have an opinion and to me this is a fun movie ultimately <laughs> this is a fun movie and interpret it how you can just don't interpret it like that YouTube guy <laughs> and don't hate on it like this Mark Kermode motherfucker Kermode motherfucker you know I feel like I feel like this is not a critic's game in terms of this movie, you know? I feel like just see what it does to your brain. When, <laughs> and so this came out in 08. When mm-hmm. did a No Country for Old Men come out? I'll tell you right now. No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old... 2007. Oh, wow. 2007. That's kind of crazy. Okay, okay. Yeah, it came out on November 9, 2007. Ethan Cohen, Joe Cohen. Uh, oh, by the way, I was going to read something, actually. I wanted to read the awards this movie, this movie got. So it was nominated in the BAFTA Awards for Best Screenplay Original. It was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, Brad Pitt. Uh, Tilda Swinton was also nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, it was nominated for Movies for Grownups. <laughs> um, supporting Actor, Best Actress, Best Screenwriter, all nominated. Um, let's see if it won any awards. Because I think it won. I mean, I'll just go to the. I mean, it's nominated for a whole bunch of stuff. 
best cast ensemble, outstanding achievement in casting, best comedy movie, best ensemble, best motion picture screenplay, uh, best comedy, best motion, Golden Globes, Golden Schmoes, everything. <laughs> yeah, it won um, a film award by the Grand Premio Internacional del Topiaggio. <laughs> best supporting get one yeah best supporting voice actor luca biagini i wonder why he got there and this italian uh, and then the and then antonella giannini was also <laughs> i oh, guess right. italians you know they like this shit yeah. uh yeah i mean i think in italy is what i'm trying to see what i'm seeing and in the film critic music critics award it got the best original score for a comedy film so i guess it is a comedy um, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I saw it listed as a comedy, got you. It like, won, I saw it listed as a comedy drama in the National Board of Review in 2008. Uh, it won NBR Award for top 10 films. Uh, Russian Guild, the film critics nominated it for White Elephant, best foreign film, and San Diego Film Critics Society special award for The Visitor Step Road. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it just you know, it was nominated for a whole bunch of shit, but that's when I feel like. That cast is really the reason for the, a lot of these nominations. Bro. Oh, yeah. But who's your favorite actor in the movie? <sighs> I would probably say George Clooney. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, you want to love Brad Pitt, and you got to love him. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But George Clooney did a great job. I think he did a... I know, who, who the fuck are we? You know what I mean? Compared to a George Clooney. But uh, he did a great job, man. I was proud of that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weirdo. Every time he fucked the girl afterwards, he's like, yeah, I think I can squeeze in a run. <laughs> I can squeeze in a run. I haven't exercised in three days. Yeah. And I wonder I wonder how, like, you know, people who are, like, you know, actually psychiatrists can, they can diagnose for, like, look at these motherfuckers and what they would say about <laughs> all of them, you know? And, um, yeah, but one of the funniest thing was Osborne Cox's bitch of a wife. <laughs> how when she was speaking to the little kid, because she's a pediatrician, which you mm-hmm. find out way later, like, hands on, because you're treating a kid. And she's like, if you don't stop fucking crying or some shit like that, I'm gonna tell your mom to leave the room. And then, and then she gets a phone call. She's like, what? I'm with the patient. <laughs> oh, she's with the patient or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <She's a cunt>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I felt like this was an easy AMC section because, but the movie itself is still very interesting, you know. And and yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you know when there's not really too much to say about mm-hmm. the movie in terms of a meaning yeah. or a theme. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's a pretty easy mm-hmm. AMC section. Mm-hmm. Just kind of talk about what happened. Like really, just, just your reaction and stuff. And and that's but the reason I did pick it is because I'm curious to see and maybe bring about more interest to this movie so other people can watch it like today because now it's 2023. It's 15 years from now from that movie's release. So. I would be curious as to how it holds up. And and it's interesting that a lot of the comments for like the reviews and stuff really did praise the movie a lot. Like there's a lot of positive comments about the movie and a lot of people want to call it a cult classic. Like they want to uh, merge it in with like Big Lebowski and stuff like that. So that, that was interesting to me hmm. and that they always, uh, one of the most common things is that like it's better a second time. And I will say for me, it was way better the second time. Because again, when I watched it before, I was like not even trying to like, grasp anything or like yeah. trying too hard to grasp something maybe when really it's um a serious man is also very 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 interesting and one thing i'll say before covering that and it won't be anytime soon we'll take a little break for corn brothers unless it's no country for mm-hmm. all men but i had to restart a serious man about six or seven times god damn when it started all i'll say is jefferson airplanes that's all i'll say <laughs> airplane that's all i'll say Want somebody to love? Oh, you need somebody to love. That song is fucking <laughs> awesome. Da, 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 da. You know, White Rabbit. Oh man, cool man. That's the, the one in. Remember Fear and Long Las Vegas? Yeah. Ah! 
<laughs> oh man, I fucking I love that movie, man. I fucking still love that movie. <laughs> Look what God did, man. <laughs> Fuck it, he's awesome, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. That, yeah, I mean, we we fucking did it. Yeah, it's been a long time since we filmed the full episode, full through. <laughs> it, it has <laughs> been a hot minute, yeah. we, but you know we fucking did we it. Fucking how, did it, bro. How, how I can't even see from how far we are. Four hours, I think, in 30 minutes, homie. It's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad, not at, bad all. at all. Not Look bad. at us. Look at us. Like Italians. You know what I'm hey, oh, oh, <laughs> bring that back. Hey, oh. Some things don't change. <laughs> Some things will never change. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say? You know, I'm walking uh, in. I'm walking I'm walking in. He's creative. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, but um, definitely check out Burn After Reading. Fucking, it's a good ass movie. Uh, maybe, maybe because it's such an old movie, we can also preface it just for this one. Like, you know, watch the movie first before you just the AMC section. Maybe, that, I mean, yeah. ideally, like, yeah. I would, we as probably always, over, like, like, you know, hey, yeah, quick you know, yeah, probably ideally, you, know, you would have seen or true. listened or read, yeah, uh, whatever we're looking at. Mm. Um, obviously, that mm. can't always be the case. Yeah whatever we're looking at is in the title yeah cause we're not gonna just jump because that was the one thing with the YouTube video guy he was like I don't wanna spoil it or nothing but it's like motherfucker you just already talking about the movie <laughs> So, like, yeah. you know, it's in the title. Yeah. So, you know, before you ever want to listen to our episodes, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. check out what we're checking yeah. out. So that way mm-hmm. you can feel a part of the conversation. Yeah. And that would be cool, man, to like uh, intrigue. Like if that was where the the listeners went, like, you know, all oh, the AMC section, let me watch it first or read it first and then come back to it or something. That that would be cool because, um, I mean, I don't know. I just, I wonder, man. And uh, yeah, this, this is, this is definitely an interesting one. And I don't, I don't want to just deem it easy because of that and just get it quick, but I will say after a long ass episode, this was a little treat at the end, you know, <laughs> little calm, little AMC section burn out. Yeah, no, it's pretty chill, yeah, pretty man. chill. Cause like, you know, it's just, how, what can you say about this movie? Like <laughs> that's it's, it. that's it's it, just, man. you can literally only talk about the events of it yeah, and man. just like, that's it. And just like, reflect and not, and not even in death, just kind of reflect personally and just be like, it's kind of like, you know, Go on a roller coaster. Like you can talk about all you want, but like if you don't go on the roller coaster, brother, you're never gonna know what the fuck it felt like. You know what I mean? And I, I honestly didn't think you were gonna like this movie. I didn't think you were gonna like it, man. And I, yeah. you know, I, I don't blame you for thinking yeah. that. I, at like pretty early on, I wasn't like too crazy about the movie, but I don't know. There was just something about it. Something. There was just something about it of shitty people <laughs> that watching people being shitty is just entertaining. Yeah, I think that's re- I think that's really what it is. This is awesome, man, because I, I feel like we, we have a mutual understanding of this film because we don't have any understanding of it. But at the same <laughs> time, we do because we both watched it. So genuinely watch this movie. I'm telling you, even if we spoiled it for you, it was it would just explain it barely. You still have to follow this craziness that is. And shout out to Brad Pitt. Because those dance moves. I was gonna take my bike. I was gonna take my bike. <laughs> he punches him. You fucking punched me <laughs> the whole time. Holding his nose in the. Is this Osborne, Osborne Cox? Yes, asshole. Who is this? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> oh man, but John Malkovich can play an angry motherfucker. Oh yeah. Oh man, I'm about to watch the movie again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, but but yeah, man. What we what do we do today, Harvey? 
Oh my god, we talk about what's going on in the earth. What's happening in our minds. This is why it matters. This is Earth, Mind and Matter, motherfuckers. And before we let you go, yeah, follow yeah. us on the socials and oh, shit, yeah. guys. Earth, Mind, Matter pod and Truth Social, TikTok and Instagram. Earth, Mind, Matter, YouTube and our OnlyFans. Our OnlyFans. Uh, Frankie and Javi XX Feet. XX Feet. At syrupygoodness.com. 420. 420. You could just throw that in there. That leads to extra content. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So don't miss out. 10% off. You know 10% saying? off 10% off And then we'll even send you some used underwear mm-hmm. I, I, I've i already got it in the mail Ready to be sent it's, I already got the expedited shipping to, to a person who hasn't even bought Just a random I stranger I already took a shit in that underwear <laughs> It's ready to be sent <laughs> That's pretty fucking funny man <laughs> Check us out <laughs> yeah.